everyone out there in listener land, welcome to The Suspense is Killing Us. Travis Boat. Oh, it's me, Matt Lynch. Hi. It's me, Kevin. How Clark. do you do, How, everyone? Uh, we're all doing great. Yeah, we're doing great. We're doing pretty great. <laughs> we were just talking about Fantastic Fest. That's movie stuff. Yeah, well, we, were. we were. talking about I wanna, movies before I don't we go even into that started. Again. No, 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 we're not going to no. go into all the details. No, 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 no. But we all support what Texas did recently, needless to say. We're all on board. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. We're taking a we're taking, <laughs> we're taking a real hard right swing into insanity, just like the subject of well, today's podcast. Oh. Honestly, if we did that, our Patreon numbers would go way the fuck up. Would true. they? Might. We would like if we started like talking about how uh, everyone you know should uh, take cancel culture, cancel yeah. culture, and all that sort of shit. What uh, if we started? Do you know how much promoting? Kate, you see, like Kitty Herzog, Jesse Single podcast gets like they make like thirty grand a month on Patreon. Oh, yeah. We'd get up there. We, I don't know if we'd get the thirty grand, but we you know yeah. we'd start making a living off of this. All right, let's do we'll it. Make a comfortable right, living off of this. Hey. Hey, all you fucking snowflakes, why don't you <laughs> take some ivermectin? It's safe. Jokes about retarded people are the best jokes. <laughs> they are the funniest, the funniest thing you can do, and they support freedom. I'm going to pretend I'm not transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, those fucking assholes. Yeah. Well, we good. Did we get some, do you think just by that we could get some right-wing dipshits listening to us? Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, because they just check in at the beginning of the podcast, and then they're <laughs> like, oh, okay, good, they check out, so. Yeah, it's like in Casino where they have to turn the tap off if they figure out you're not talking about mob shit <laughs> right away. Go back to their job repairing Oh, they were talking about insurrection, it's fine. <laughs> they're doing, they are. Yay, yay, insurrection. Yay. Oh, we man. like the insurrection. I'm going to drink some of this horse dewormer real quick. Yeah. yeah. Kevin's got a whole jar of... Horse piss or whatever it is that uh, that they're drinking right now to own us. Oh, so that's good. It's oh, great. that's good stuff. I it's can, horse piss, right? Because I have a cup of horse. I piss can feel here. it. Uh, not making me get COVID. That yeah, it doesn't work, and that's what owns the libs. Right. Yeah. So let's do that. <laughs> All right. I just checked our Patreon numbers. We are now making ten thousand dollars a month. Yes, Perfect. we did it. Yeah. And all we had to do was sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Sell out in the, like the least fashionable way. I'm like, okay with that. I, I don't have any scruples or really any ideology, so it's fine. And I mean, like, you're towards the end of your life, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Might as well live it up. <laughs> I'm barely alive as it is. That sweet, oh, sweet fucking... Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, I feel bad for bringing it up. What, that I'm going to die soon? Yeah. We're all going to yeah, die. You know, in a long enough yeah, but not line, soon. Et cetera. Like yeah, in the guy. grand scheme of things. Like, yeah, it's fine. No, not me. Really? How yeah. long are you going to live? I made a deal. I can't talk time about lord it. Over no. I'm not allowed to talk about it. No. You're going to regret that. He's man. joining the multiverse. You know what? Uh, I'm, I haven't. I haven't <laughs> regretted it yet. Yet. Yeah. I'm cool. joining the multiverse. What if Kevin lived forever? Mm. What if you guys watch that? It's bad. That show fucking sucks. <laughs> That's a show. It's a cartoon show on Disney Plus. It's like, what if Star Lord was Black Panther? Or oh my God, what? It's, it's that, uh, no. Yes. What? So that's absolutely what if Star an episode. Wars was Black Panther. That's crazy. So it's based on a um, there was a comic book series called What If, uh, and it was actually the, the comic book series was more fun because it was like it was it was that kind of thing like What If uh, Wolverine was Captain America that's instead or fucking something crazy. And it would be like one issue, and it'd be like, well, that's fun, and they're actually pretty fun. A lot of them. Yeah. And this, but this show is like dire. It, it's and it and feels it like it's funny too. And I think it's it, really. I bad. think it's gonna tie in with the whole bullshit. 
I think so too. Rest yeah. of the universe. So it's like, because uh, at first I thought these will be fun one-offs, and it's like got the this animation that looks like fucking video game cutscenes. I know you guys like video games, so you might like it more. But we do like video games. I, 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 I first the first episode with with Captain Carter, I thought I thought that was okay. Was okay, and I didn't like I didn't hate the animation in that one too because I thought it it lent a sense of weight to the action because it was like all hand to hand combat and stuff. But the rest of them are garbage. And it looks, mm. but it, just like people walk around all stiffly. And it's sh- very cell shaded. Like Ugh. it looks like it looks like a GameCube game from like 15 Jeez. years ago. Sort of. The only good part is that they it was like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther in that one episode. And it's kind of right. like, oh, that's nice. I nice see him one more time. Yeah, yeah you know, is but that his last appearance is, is Black Panther. Yes, technically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh man. Uh, but uh, but uh, but otherwise otherwise anyway, sorry. The one the one last <laughs> week was really the one last week was really the bad. Doctor Strange one. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like that the, was I couldn't Doctor, even pay attention. The to whole it. what if was like what. What if Doctor Strange uh, oh. kept trying to rescue Rachel McAdams? Rachel McAdams died in the car accident instead of instead of Doctor Strange getting horribly injured. Rachel, his girlfriend. Oh, okay, not not actually not the Rachel actress Rachel okay. McAdams. No, she's like no. At the I don't beginning, know. She's like, doing, like I am fun actress Rachel stuff. McAdams. She's like I am Doctor Strange. We're dating. And you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. what if? <laughs> that, that could also be what if Doctor Strange was dating the actress Rachel, Rachel McAdams. McAdams. <laughs> that, I'm into that. <laughs> but it's like so he he uses his little Infinity Stone to keep like changing time so that to try to save her life, mm. but she can't. She always dies, and then it turns out that he has to like destroy the universe at the end in order to save her life. It's fucking ridiculous, and it was wow. like thirty-five minutes long. I'm never gonna get that time back. <laughs> Cosmic. I made, I made some dinner while I was watching it. So yeah. I missed part of it. I missed, missed some of it. Anyway, what if? What if? Oh, no. What if David Mamet had not turned into a complete oh. right-wing lunatic? Right. Is he if? a complete right wing lunatic? Yes. Is he just a no? He's. I haven't read any. I read some like real like shitty scoldies, and I didn't mean it wasn't like certainly wasn't like liberal, but it was just that thing where I go like, eh, is he like way far gone, or is he like he's pretty he's far not like gone. MAGA. He's MAGA. He's, he's MAGA. He? Yeah, yeah. He he wrote a whole op ed I think for I forget where, but it was just he's like pro Trump. The liberal disease of of anti Trumpism is like there. The liberals are hysterical because Trump is because they hate Trump's authority. But is they he hate pro so, Trump or is he just like one yes, of those? Yes, intele- no, he's like pro Trump. He thinks that he thinks that liberals hate Trump because he's so masculine. Oh, gross. Okay. They yeah. hate his they hate his rigid authoritarianism, which liberals re- he thinks it's reflexively weak that that liberals don't like that. Weird. I want to get this out of the way just because I don't think any of these movies well, here's, necessarily no, no, reflect no. how he is. I think now. we should get out of the way too. And as I said to you guys in the text chat last night, I'm really glad that this mostly happened after he stopped making movies, so I right. don't have to worry about what a shithead he turned into. I still <laughs> think he's a good writer, and I love these movies for the most part. And so, like, I'm glad it doesn't. Yeah. It, I feel like it's not fully reflected in in his cinematic art, so that's fine. I yeah, think yeah, it's, yeah. I think it sucks that he went crazy, but also I'm 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 okay to ignore it in this in this case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah we have to. But but I I also do think that, that it's like interesting because. Uh, and he's always been like you know obviously very pro Israel, but it's turned it's turned into a much more harsh Zionism, and also you know he's kind of racist now too. Here's the, here's the quote that I that I thought was like particularly <laughs> like this this is like both uh, he's bad in in supporting Trump, but also like this is incredibly fucking stupid. Um, Good. This is uh wait when is this when is this from uh 2020 oh okay so it's Last very good year. cool the reaction to Trump to me is fascinating the place the playwright said during an interview with Breitbart Ugh. and one day I started looking at it and squinted my eyes uh oh you know it's bad when Mamet squints his eyes if you take a Freudian analytical concept oh no which by the way he does to everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll find out, it, especially later not, on in his career. Not necessarily his best movie. That's true. It, 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 there's the, this is all of a piece for a lot, of, and so I'm, I might be bringing it up, uh, uh, you know, not that often, but, you know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's worth discussing. Every, every minute and a half or something. It's so. worth discussing. He's in love with the sound of his own voice, and so he wrote yeah. this He wrote this yeah, article yeah. like uh, 15 years ago about why I'm no longer part of the wiener uh, libtard left or something. He used that was I read that. Yes, yeah, and, and it's like... It's buried like his statements of, of fealty to the Republican to switching to the Republican Party are in there barely. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just a bunch of fucking gobbledygook because he just likes saying stuff without saying without yeah, saying. Yeah, he just yeah. likes words regardless yeah. of whether it means stuff. But here, here's a different thing. And one day I started squinting my eyes, blah, 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 turn it inside out, flip cause and effect to see if the dream makes sense. So we flip cause and effect. The reaction to Trump, which is psychotic, is equal, I believe, hydraulically to the reaction to a charismatic leader. The same people growing up right after World War II, you say, wait a second, how in the world could civilized people say that this little wizened Austrian psychopath was a messiah? It's insane, he continued. So the same force that, God forbid, would be devoted here to an adoration of a lunatic is devoted in the anti-Trump psychosis to the excoration of a regular human being and, I think, a great president. Yeah. So he's just so a, he's, he's comparing okay. anti-Trump people to Nazis. Yes. Yeah. He thinks that he thinks that liberals, given the opportunity, would support a fascist because why? Because they're weak. Yeah, well, like, yeah. Try to parse meaning out of that. Fucking but he's support, but he's supporting a fascist because he's right. Well, strong. He, he, so he, that's yeah. good. Uh, yes, exactly. He yes. believes that is that Trump's strongmanism is an, is an antidote to fascism. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, okay. Great. Well, that's except. Okay. It's cool. It's completely backwards. The man is is. Out this is why mind. I. This is why that's the thing I read that op-ed that you were talking about the from like a long time, a decade ago or whatever, where yeah. he was like, "Why?" You know, I was like, and I think that was maybe the last recent David Mamet thing I've read because I really like him as a writer and I like have a bunch of his books. That he's I have like I was talking to Matt about the on directing, which is this tiny tiny book, but it's really it's really fucking good. Uh, it's like a lecture he gave about like how to you know putting a movie together and stuff and i like love all that stuff too so just like i think i've been avoiding reading any of his shit from since then because i was kind of like well all right well david mammoth's gone <laughs> yeah oh yeah pretty far like gone. the david mammoth that i like that i read that i uh, that made these movies seems to be like that made, like, that made like, spartan which is like a deeply like, yeah. uh, like spartan and wag the dog are as cynical about yeah. governance as possible and i and i think it turns out that what he really hated was bill clinton Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's like Wag the Dog and Spartan. And Spartan also has ample references to yeah, Clinton, yeah. St- Clinton type behavior yeah. as well. But I don't. But I wouldn't. I don't watch either of those and think like this is but only about I, that. But like, yeah. But I mean, at the time Spartan came out, Bush was president. And he seems to have a lot of a lot of gripes with Clinton's like uh, life, you know, his sexual proclivities and stuff like that. But then, of course, like all these guys, Trump comes along and they're like, that's fine. The guy, the guy right, that actually exactly. tried, like, well, <laughs> which is I like, I would also, uh, this will come up in the discussion of these movies. I would say that let's not accuse any of these films of being misogynistic films. They're not, but it's pretty clear that David Mamet has a dim view of women. That's a good way of putting it. They're, they're, they don't have a misogynistic agenda, and I don't think he necessarily does. Yeah. But yes, and I would say in the <laughs> I would say in the best of the, the three, and which I think is his by 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 miles his best movie. That's not that really, doesn't ma- really that, manifest that doesn't itself really at all. Isn't in there because it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. But in the other two. It definitely is a big part of it. it that does come up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, I, I and watched, both of those uh, women are played by his wives. Two yeah. different wives. Two different yeah. wives. Both uh, poorly. I and know. I watched. Some, <laughs> I actually watched <laughs> three additional yeah. David Mamet movies for for just extra credit purposes. That, and that and, not and I discuss. gave you a gold star. Gave me a gold star. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, it, and he's it, got it on his. <laughs> it kind of comes up in in those Sorry, that's, two. Yeah. <laughs> 
It definitely comes up in those two. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In 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 more than one of them, yes. Yeah, he's got weird women shit. Can you imagine? He likes the, Trump. The women the women in his movies for the most part are either hopelessly naive or like deliberate like Jezebels. They're like betrayers. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We'll talk about that in the second one. And speaking about me- women and girls real quick, the best character on the show Girls yeah. is played by David Mamet's daughter. It's correct. <laughs> Is that everybody is on Girls like somebody, fa- some famous person's daughter? Then yes, they all are. Yeah, but I mean, I, don't I mean, even which Lena is, Dun- which is, Dunham is, which is something where people that people have a big problem with that. Show. I think it's a fine show. It, Who's Lola Kirk's uh, parents? I think there's some I Kirk think Van Houten. Oh no, know. Jemima, Jemima Kirk. Lola Kirk is her sister. Uh, I don't know. I think there's somebody. There's some kind of. You know, I mean, they're like you know. Captain I, Kirk. I don't know it's who. They're Captain Kirk's kids. I don't know who Lena Dunham's parents are, but if you, oh, uh, they're visual artists. Live, yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that. I think the video artists. Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, her mother. Her mother is not a video artist. No, no. Uh, Big Lebowski reference. Oh, I see. Is that Mike was Mike's Mike's murder. The the uh, ephemeral is the eternal. <laughs> <laughs> That's Lena Dunham. Oh yeah. The the other the other component that I think is interesting about it uh, about Mamet and and becoming a Trump person and we're gonna talk about it in all these movies. Uh, components of this come up in every single one of them. Specific, most particularly the first one. Yeah. Is that he's like obsessed with the con. Yeah. Right? The con game and con and the the con life and. And, and Which I love. People. I love. And, and that's inter- it's very interesting. But, like, Donald Trump is, of course, the most obvious... Uh, con man. <laughs> and, and, and shitty con man. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's, like, the lowest-grade, shitty, like, right-in-front-of-your-face con artist of all time. And Mamet's like, yep, I love it. I mean, I guess you could, you could make the argument, and Mamet, and Mamet does, like you said, in Wag the Dog and in Spartan, that, like, Bill Clinton, and and any president, really, is, at, at some it's to some degree, a con man. Yeah. Um, but, like... I, I, I think guess maybe I he actually, just loves con artists he, so much. You know what? I don't. I don't he also agree loves with him. the movie Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Trump is actually yeah, what's that Trump all? Trump is actually the worst con man because yeah. he's like, here's what here's what I'm doing. And, it still works. And you're like, whoa, yeah, no, it's still. But it's just like, in, like the con is like that you're like that yeah. you hide the con. But Trump is like, I'm conning the, you. Here's the thing. I'm gonna con you. And then everyone goes, yay! And you go, well, geez, I don't know what to think about. He also likes anymore. Kanye West. He loves Kanye West. He does. He loves the movie. We say movie Con Air. Fellini Satiricon. <laughs> he loves Underrated. San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Connie Nielsen. Connie Britton. Connie Nielsen. Connie he, Selica. He's got a house at the Continental Divide. Who doesn't love Connie? His favorite Britain? hotel is the Continental. He likes all seven continents. He enjoys a good continental <laughs> breakfast. Wait, who are we talking about? David Mamet or Trump? And we and all, he's uh, and he's a constant companion. And his favorite female <laughs> comedic actor of all time? Madeline Kahn. Thank you. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, we got it. We wrapped that one up. <laughs> all right, well, that was the podcast, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did it. All right, so we're going to talk it. about three David Mamet movies today. Yeah, we're what, gonna are we, talk- what are we calling this? Mamet, damn it? Or, I like uh, damn it, Mamet. Travis has other ideas. Wham, we'll do bam, a poll. Wham, bam, thank you, Mamet. Those I think are, we're going to do, uh, we're gonna we'll do, do another poll. Twitter poll. Those are both good. Also, also I threw out... Uh, one riot, one mammet, but that's just a, it's very, a bit obscure. It's a very distinct reference to a line that's repeated in two of these movies. Yeah, uh, but I don't think anybody's gonna. No. Yeah, pick so we're gonna talk about his his <laughs> debut film, right? Debut film, House yeah, of Games, his, his, from nineteen eighty seven. First, movie. we're gonna talk about his. He had written a uh, verdict before this. He'd re- and he and he'd, he'd written and he'd been working in theater for like, worked in theater oh, for a decade, oh, for a decade if not or longer. So before, before yeah, before and also that, like he'd worked on Postman Always Rings Twice and a bunch of stuff like that. Which we which we did. 
Yeah. So and he'd he'd been doing he'd been working in Hollywood and stuff, but uh, Postman always works twice. Doesn't really Untouchables? have his voice was this, at all. This is after Untouchables. Untouchables right? is eighty-seven. Oh, same year. Okay. Um, and I think uh, yeah, and this this is his first. This is directorial directorial debut. debut yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Also also to point out, uh, uh, I like these. Well, I like one of these movies pretty well, and and his directorial work I think is fine. He's got a very sort of unfussy, almost Clint Eastwood, like slightly fussier than Clint Eastwood style, sort of like. Very ordinary, uh, from to me, kind of ordinary directing style. But he's written. Some Kevin's making the jerk off motion right now. It's uh, <laughs> he's actually jerking off right now. I wish he wouldn't. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not like nuts about his uh, directing style. It's fine. Uh, but the, some of the movies that he wrote for other directors are like fucking five star classics. Mm. I mean, the Verdict, Untouchables, uh, Wag the Dog, mm. Hoffa. You think and Hoffa is a five-star masterpiece? I love Hoffa. Really? I saw it, I really? Saw it like five months ago. I mean, ago, I, I think Hoffa's blew my fucking pretty mind. all right. I guess I've never seen Hoffa. I don't Hoffa, know if I would actually. say it blew my mind. Oh, fucking love Hoffa. We could do it on the Patreon. I do, love, I do love Wag the Dog. I've always loved that one. Wag the Dog's great. And Glengarry Glenn Ross, of course, which was obviously his play. Based on a his play. play. Yeah. That he wrote in the eight, like a later play. He wrote it while he was still making movies. When after, He wrote it after House of Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crazy. But he he hasn't like none of his uh, favorite, none of his best work is stuff that he directed, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Oh wow. I think I think his very best work is one of these movies. So wow. Yeah. By by far. Not but even, not, not, but even not the one that we're gonna do first. Not no. the one we're gonna do we're first. We're starting with House of Games. We're also gonna cover 2001's sort of notorious heist, which mm. I also love, which is mm. fun. Mm. And uh, <laughs> and uh, the, I think the movie that Kevin and I certainly are gonna agree is his finest work. Period. Is, is as far as the director is Spartan from 2004. Yeah. I agree. So let's get started. House of Games, filmed in Seattle. David Mamet. He's got a feel for the way people talk and think and cheat and love. And he's got the Pulitzer Prize to prove it. Now America's most exciting writer makes his directorial debut. Join him in the House of Games. Slowly look over my left shoulder and tell me if you see him. Yes, he's just crossing the street. The players. A sucker born every minute, huh? And two to take him. A woman of one world. You want to see how a true bad man plies his trade? Yes. Seduced by the thrill of another. We're about to sting this guy. I'll do it with you, please. Discovering that danger is the ultimate high. Yeah. yeah. Starring Lindsay Krauss, his then wife. I'm a Krausketeer. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I like Lindsay Krauss. Bring I don't know it, if she's bring great it down in, the Krauss. I don't know if she's great in this. Uh, There's a very distinct... Uh, uh, rhythm to Mamet's dialogue, yeah. and I think it's it's not not exactly the same as like Tarantino or or something, but like where it's like some actors you go like you nailed this this way that that this is supposed to be said, and I think a lot of the actors, even though they're saying ridiculous things in the second movie in Heist, do in this one Lindsay Krauss. Sometimes you're like, I don't know. I don't know yeah, if she's. Let's, I don't know if she needs to that? say the way that it's the way that the dialogue. It's the rhythm of it. I don't know that she nails uh, it every time. I but, agree. But uh, uh, Mantegna is fucking awesome. <laughs> I think. Yeah. The issue is not necessarily that like she's not nailing it or that Mantegna is. It's that David Mamet has never directed people not on a stage. That's true. And it doesn't play right yet. He's like you know hasn't got the hang of putting this into like this visual medium yet. So the pace is off. It's always it seems a little stilted. And even when we talk about heist, I think that that has this same problem. Only it seems a bit more deliberate, like mm. feature not bug in heist. Here, I feel like it's just a little bit of a case of like I'm not there yet. 
But, but the, visually, he's very, very strong in this movie. I think so, By the too. time Heist came uh, came out, too, like the, the Mammoth... Uh, uh, dialogue style was more people more, were more familiar with it was right. famous and Tarantino had come along and made like that yeah. kind of very like deliberate pattern like a whole thing and so so they're know. all like in this post Tarantino world which is like, not oh, to say we're that, talking weird that, all right let's do this Tarantino invented this because no, no, no. and David Mamet is like ripping him off or anything that's not true but it's like and Robert Town even before Mamet had a way had had certain movies where he'd write for kind of like very very writerly clunky type dialogue yeah, yeah. too. But Mamet uh, has this way the, the dialogue goes and I I'm a big fan of his of his writing in general. I like I like pretty much all of his movies uh, but I, I just like I love I love the way that people talk and it's very stagey sometimes. Yeah. But I kind of but I kind of yeah. dig it just the way people go. I'm I'm saying here's what I'm saying. Listen to you know. And the thing, like, right. Do the and thing. If you Man read, does if the you thing. Read, Man does thing. If you read like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, or read any of his it's plays, it's all on the page. It's all yeah. on the page, which I which I love. I love like seeing something where you're like, oh, that seems like it's oh no, that's actually what it, well, exactly as written. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this this is exactly yeah like every exactly every stutter in speech, every repeated word is all on the page. Like grunts too or. Size, which, yeah, yeah. Size. sir, what are you, sir? You're doing a thing, sir. Yeah. Sir, what are you doing? Which is why I think actors like, uh, like Mantegna and and Macy are so good in his stuff because they're exactly the type of people who are. You know, good you know, at, at I think it, uh, is a repeated offender of, of fucking up David Mamet's dialogue is Clark Gregg. <laughs> really, <laughs> really, okay. I think he's okay in Spartan, but I like I watched State in Maine last uh, night too, and my God, he sucks. <laughs> Clark Gregg, and it's like Come on. the whole like watching Throwing under Agent Coulson under the bus. <laughs> watching, watching writer of What Lies Beneath, Clark Gregg. Uh, weird. I am yeah, right. I, a weird I, career. I was watching State in Maine last night too, and it was giving me sports night flashbacks. Oh yeah, Clark like, Gregg on that. He he, he is shows up briefly. at the end. He shows up uh, at the end. He actually is the one who like saves the network at the end. He but he purchases it. So it turns out that that Sports Night is part of the a, MCU. He's a wow. benevolent yeah. billionaire or something. Yeah, he, but, he runs the company Quovatimus. Right. Anyway, oh, that's a it's good that we because we're gonna need it to talk about the Sorkin connection as well. well Sorkin for sure. I mean, sure, it, it yeah. definitely it's definitely there. And like I was wa- and Sports Night is a show that like is like a lot of people was sort of like an introduction to Sorkin for most people. For me, I, I'd seen like a few Good Men, but that was kind of all I knew. Other Sor- people's money. Sports Night was where it's I Sports Night was where I was like I recognized his voice, and then I looked him up. Looked him up, and was like, oh, he did a few good men. And right, stuff. right. I didn't. I, when I watched a few good men, I didn't like. But like, recognize Sports the Night was a voice. show that I loved when it aired. It's hard to watch. And now. then I watched it like maybe five or six years ago yeah. to see if it was still good, and it just fucking sucks. Yeah, it's, it's like really hard to watch. Yeah, I tried, and I I loved it so much when yeah. it was on. I was but like, it, this is so good. It has that yeah. same stilted quality that we're talking about, and yeah, and like. Macy is is a prime offender in that too. Yeah, I, well, I think but he I think comes he, in like in the second season. I think he's better in the in he fares oh, yeah. better in in Mammoth's stuff for sure than in uh, than in the Sorkin thing for sure. <laughs> I think that they're very uh, Sorkin and Mammoth are very similar in that once they get full uh, control over their property, then it's things start to go uh, start start to get out of hand a little sideways. Yeah, that's what, like why I'm saying like all those movies that he wrote that like the, yeah. the director was able to pick and choose and mold in their own way are like the big fucking classics. Right. And then when he's in charge, you're kind of like okay. And with with heist, we'll get to it. I'm kind of like that's too much. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and Sorkin, it's like with the TV shows when they're like Sorkin's a genius. Give him Studio, Studio 60, 60 or uh, give him Newsroom, news and they're yeah. fucking embarrassed. We should do a whole Patreon about the Newsroom. Oh God, I would the, love to. The difference. Between Sorkin and and uh, and Mammoth, though, is that like I 
I, I like the world that Mammoth's trafficking in for the most part in like these where it's like con men and criminals and like and like soldiers and like yeah. you know like like that kind of like shady world whereas like Sorkin is like trafficking in like idealism Enter- yes. and like this fucking bullshit where you just like don't believe for a second that he believes in any of this whereas every time Ricky Jay's doing like a trick in here or like it ta- you're like you're like oh yeah Mammoth loves this shit. Like that's he's, the best. That's he's the best in stuff the in, world. I mean, all yeah. of his all of his stuff is con. I mean, Glengarry Glenn Ross is about con men. It's about real estate salesmen, which are who are con men. It's what like the saddest, <laughs> the saddest right? form of conning. Right? Tossing realtors under the bus left and right here. Would, Kev. would insurance salesmen be a sadder form of con men? <laughs> yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, that somehow. Would be the, That'd be the sad. That's the saddest form of the con. The, the long con that America pulled us that we have to have insurance. Long con silver. What if we have we have nationalized health care? What about the what about the insurance companies? Yeah. I guess Wait, Mammoth's probably pro insurance companies now or probably. something. Like I'm gotta sure. Be, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. You got to be on board with all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Take uh, that red pill or blue pill. When he's not kissing babies, he's stealing their lollipops. <laughs> Don't drag that guy in. I Don't yeah, leave guy. poor Richard Jordan out of this. He's great. He is. I agree. Uh, uh, anyway, well, let's talk about House of Games. Oh, Andre. Uh, oh, Andre. House of, yeah, House let's of actually games. talk about House of what Games. What happens in House of Games? Well, I, I, one of the really interesting things uh, about House of Games is that this is like the, uh, the con, at least to me, maybe you guys saw it differently, but it's like the converse of the way movies usually <laughs> are, where they're like, uh, they shoot them in someplace else, and they're based in Seattle, and they're like, here's the Space Needle, here's the Pike Place yeah. Market, and now uh, we're going to shoot the rest in Vancouver. No, this is and definitely this one is like Seattle. Shot the, they shot the fuck out of this in Seattle, yeah. and then they you hardly know it. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that. unless you're from, live in Seattle, I, you I don't had, see this place. I didn't actually, don't see any of that stuff. I didn't actually I love that realize shit. that yeah. it was shot in Seattle until they get to the airport at the end of the movie. I'm like, oh my shit, it's SeaTac. It C-Tac. is SeaTac, yeah. <laughs> it is C-Tac. distinctly SeaTac. Yeah, it was like going down the ramp and there's the parking garage yeah. outside. It's yeah. SeaTac. Yeah. But he takes it, but he shoots a lot of it downtown, yeah. Yeah, in Belltown. From 86 or whatever. 86, and it's really Totally great, different. It's really all triple X, like porn theaters behind him and shit. You're like, all right. It looks like a film noir city, and you're like, that's right. Seattle once had this great and still parts of it it was grimy yeah, yeah. have a real great grime to it and i would also like to point out that they shot a scene in this about a hundred uh, which scene uh this is a scene where outs- Lindsay krauss is talking to her nurse or one of her patients in front of a hospital it's oh out- and, and the hospital right over there she's talking, the she's talking to her doctor friend it's like they're sitting friend. outside the scary hospital all right all right yeah, the, the one pacific that's tower the corner, yeah which, if you if you look up uh, uh, on Google, if you're not from Seattle, look up the Pacific Tower. It's awesome. It's just, it looks like looks a fucking, like a building from the Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's like a scary. Yeah, it looks like a scary movie hospital or like something like yeah. the horror movie. A horror movie has happened there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. For well, sure. that's where they treated uh, Marines <laughs> for syphilis. That, uh, and then they all, but they all yeah. got demons after that happened. <laughs> that's pretty horrific. <laughs> it's haunted by dead syphilis marines. Oh no! Jesus, <laughs> worst, worst kind. They're scratching themselves, <laughs> losing their hair, getting them. dementia. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and so it looks great. Uh, and I think uh, Kevin and I were talking about this on the way down here. Like, I think that. Mamet is pretty accomplished visually already, and I think that he is a very good director, like a sturdy director, mm-hmm. knows where to put the camera, sturdy is a good isn't afraid to yes. move it, isn't isn't cutting too much, tends to like yeah. let scenes play out in longer takes. But not, but Probably not a big sh- John Ford fan. But not a show. He definitely. Well, I I was listening to an interview on the House of Games Blu-ray uh, or DVD where he was talking about how uh, he's like, you know, a movie doesn't need a director. A movie needs all these other parts, and he names all the other parts of the movie. He's like, everybody, every, uh, he, and he names all the people working on House of Games. He's like, all these people 
and in your me writing the script, I guess, are more necessary than the director. He's like, all these people could make the movie without me directing them. Yeah, and I'm like, you I'm can like, make movies that way. Yeah, and I'm like, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think that that that's like, I don't think he's saying he doesn't want to direct the movie or that like you shouldn't have a director. But I think that that's he's clearly clear in his visual style and the way his movies play out is that like that's he's like. I'm here to tell the story. There's a lot I'm not of here to like fucking have like a long tracking shot or like do a weird close up or like make make uh make a you know artistic statement with my directorial style. Yeah. And right. I like that. I think it's good for for the way his scripts go because he had like too in many that, flourishes. In that on directing book you mentioned, he talks a lot about formal and narrative economy, and it comes mm-hmm. through. And his, I mean, his movies, a lot of his movies revolve around the idea of like achieving purity or seeking. Like some kind of like ideal state. That's interesting and, too. And and, fi- and like relying on your principles in order to find it. And of- and often not, that not being possible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or basically, like how possible can this actually be, yeah. given the world that we live in, uh, and what what compromise is valuable and when is it necessary? And like that economy sort of trans that idea about purity transfers over to the way he approaches his work. I think of like what's the bare minimum I need to tell an audience and so they can so they can follow my story. Yeah. Which I love. Clint Eastwood without the bloat. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you might say that. I think think I I miss I miss Clint's idiosyncrasy when it's not there. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's not a yeah. But I love I love the uh, I love the like how lean Mammoth's stuff is. It's just sort of like here's the story, and he and he tells you everything you need to know, and he's got that circular storytelling where you're like. Earlier stuff is like, oh, I see. okay, yeah, you told us, you told us that at the beginning. Yeah, you told us the thing. Uh, you know, you like, told us the, you told us the story, but it's here's the story. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't know, the repeating themes and stuff. I don't know. He directs like a writer. <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. But, I like, but I like that. Uh, okay, so what's House of Games actually about? Beyond its uh, weird Freudian bullshit, uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of like the. Uh, it's interesting. It's like one of the the ultimate like twist within a twist sort of thing. I and, guess they, so. and there's tons and tons of movies. Just it's talking about the basic plot design yeah. of it rather than the themes. Uh, it's interesting because it's like it seems a little bit less impressive these days. But I bet pe- it blew people. This plot blew people's fucking minds back in the day. Yeah. But we've seen tons and tons of shit like this now, and yeah, we're yeah. used to an, uh, there being another two or three twists at the end after this sort <laughs> right. of thing. But I still think it's very satisfying when when you get to the end. Uh, it's about Lindsey Krauss getting taken in by a charismatic con L- artist Lindsay uh, Krauss Joe Montaigne. Is is a psychiatrist. Yeah, and she's written a book about obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, and and the power dynamics therein. And uh, she <laughs> she's got like a, a female patient who who murdered, who's a murderess. Yeah, who she, who she has she has an un, maybe a possibly inappropriate amount of empathy for. And she also has uh, a female mentor, an older, an older psychiatrist, who, German lady, German lady, who she's good friends with. <laughs> anyway, and and all and everybody comments about how sort of stuck up and uptight she is, and it's not expressly said, but it's suggested that she needs to go get laid. Yeah, you th- the, the the crazy murderous lady says, "You think that you're exempt from experience?" Yeah, yeah. And I would also like to point out, this movie's pretty good, I liked it, but the scenes between Lindsay Krauss and the uh, murderous crazy lady play like a like bad theater. There's only like two or three of them, I would, and they're I brief, would, but I it's would like, argue this is very bad acting. I would argue that a lot of the movie kind of plays that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some of it's more fun. It's, it's yes. a lot more fun when Joe Mantegna like, makes an appearance. It's, yeah, it's more fun when it's Ricky Jay sure. than it is when it's this, these, these two ladies, and you're kind of like, they're... But this, this, these, the, the two ladies with the doctor and the murderers talking with each other is like, I saw this at a black box theater in 2007. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, my friend, a and friend of mine cool. wrote it. And it was cool live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know all the people in this play. It's fine. Good, good job, guys. It's all, all right. great, but <laughs> I well, appreciate you doing something. She, uh, she encounters Joe Montaigne. Well, through well, another patient. Through, through another patient, because the con goes way back. Because so, like, yeah, and I mean, we're gonna spoil the con for you, I guess, immediately. Yeah, we're gonna so have don't, to. So don't. If you haven't seen it, watch House of Games and then listen to it. Oh, oh, like oh wait, it's also because we are gonna have to spoil the con as we talk. I also yeah. wanted to bring up the brief moment at the beginning of the movie where she, where another just a strange woman, just like a stranger to her, comes up and, right. and like says, "I want, can I get your autograph? I loved your book." And she's very dismissive of this young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, it's actually and, not super important to the plot, but it sets up. I think Mamet's view of this woman in particular and his view of women broadly. And psychiatry. Yes. He's like, he's got some uh, Scientologist level sort of like uh, talking about how psychiatry is a con. Even this famous psychiatrist who's made, who has a best selling. basically a charlatan. Yeah, she's like, it's all a fucking con and I'm making all my money. She's got a bunch of money because she's written a (laughs) best selling uh, Richard Dreyfus What About Bob esque uh, psychiatry book. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what so that sets the stage. She's like always on her notepad uh, when she's in, you know in, interviewing or <laughs> when she's doing her psychotherapy sessions. Yeah. She's rich and <laughs> she's rich and famous, but also still will just interview some degenerate gambler balloon head guy <laughs> who comes in who's who's twenty five grand in hock to, to some guy. Supposedly. Well, that's one of her patients. Supposedly. That's one yes, of her patients. Exactly. Yeah. So she's still she's still just doing the daily grind. Well, of, I mean, like, she's, talking to she's losers. famous in the psychiatric world, right? Yeah. So. When, wouldn't having means. a best-selling I mean, book st- mean you don't have to do this She's still a practicing psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, no. I don't, uh, there are multiple ridiculous implausibilities <laughs> in this movie. I don't find that that's one of them. No. But she also, uh, you know, she's also like re- uh, very much an ally to her her patients. To her patients. Yeah. And so this guy comes in and he's got he's got like a gun. And he's like, he's like I'm, I'm going to blow gonna kill my myself. fucking brains out yeah. right here because I don't have the money to pay these gambling debts. I'm a degenerate fucking balloon head. And she's like, "What if I go talk to the guy that you?" She owe? says, "He says he's in for twenty-five grand to yeah. Blue Lou Boyle here, fucking Joe Montana." <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so she's like, well, "What if I go talk to him?" Hey, that, remember a second ago I talked about multiple absurd implausibilities? There's one. Is it though? I mean, yes. we don't know this lady yet. I think it's implausible that any psychiatrist would do this. Yes. No. I don't think that you're supposed I mean, to. You know, right? It's, it's like, no, it's. I like, think it's a, absolutely a protocol violation for yeah. her to do this. Yeah. Because she would have to, I mean, there weren't HIPAA laws in this country, but she would have to go reveal to another person the details of her patient. Yeah. And that's not, that's against the Hippocratic Oath, and just she's her not stampeding doctor-patient confidentiality. Let it's me talk ridiculous. to Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike, my patient, uh, Jim, yeah. you, was like, you What's can't it gonna do take? that. What's it going to take for you to dissolve his $25,000 debt? And he's like... What if I told you it was only $800, and it is? That's what he says. Yeah. He's got the IOU slip. He's got the little fucking notepad. We're all we're all very dependent on our notepads. Also, this, also <laughs> that when she goes to the House of Games... Uh, it's actually it's, called House of Games, That's right. Um, it's, uh, which I think was based on a place in New York, he was saying, mm-hmm. that yeah. was called the House of Games. Like, this famous, like... But it's a place where people will go play poker, play games, shoot, play games. But it's got Twister. It, not only is Ricky, not only is Ricky Jay in this movie, but also the uh, other the cameraman from Boogie Nights uh, is like the bartender. Oh yeah, that's there, right. Uh, whose name? Who's the fucking name actor's name? Me. Yeah, but he like, pops he, up. He's in like the camera. He's like the lots sort of, of mammoth movies. Ma- mustachey. Yeah, Bill Macy also in this. Couple, yeah. like, was, Bill he, Macy. was this man? It's like a, also, it's like a, it's like it's like P.T. Anderson's uh, followed David Mamet's career or something. This dude, he pops up in Red Belt. I'm pretty sure he. Yeah, yeah. Up in Spartan, but, He's I, saw, in but State I just Maine. specifically that like him and Ricky Jay are in the same scenes yeah, yeah. together, and also 
uh, buddies in in uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, yeah. <laughs> and this is a fun scene. This is where you start getting the compounding cons, like the laying one con on top of another right. sort of thing. So Mike comes out, uh, and that's Joe Montana, and he's good in this. Uh, Joe Montana, suspense is killing us all star. He's turned up what? Yeah, a lot. Eight or nine times. I, I like Montana. I mean, just generally an all star anyway. This is Fat kind Tony of, himself. Is but this, this is basically him his, his star making role too. Uh, maybe he done something before. This I'm sure he done stuff. This is him in his element though. I yeah. think he, and I think he'd done. I think he was one of the guys that had been doing theater in Chicago with Mamet for a long and time. Macy. Oh, that's him and Macy. Right. Yeah, him and yeah, yeah. Macy and uh and uh, probably I don't know if Ricky J did theater but uh, he clearly I mean, yeah. he clearly like, hung around with Ricky J. He worked in theaters. Did you guys ever see that Ricky J if you haven't like the Ricky J special assistance from the special from years ago? The one what? in his 52 assistance? Yeah. It's really funny. Have you good. watched that? Yeah, yeah, it's no, awesome. No, no, no. Uh, look it's it legendary. up. Look it up. It's fucking I think it's probably it's on YouTube. Awesome. Yeah, it might be on YouTube, but uh if you haven't seen it, it's, it's great. It's just him throwing playing cards kind to of. people's skulls. <laughs> I it, it's it's not not that. Uh, no, it's it's really good. It's really good. Anyway, uh, yeah, and Ricky Ricky Jay's in this. So anyway, she's like she, she's like uh, that kind of behavior. What does she say to him? That kind of behavior doesn't go, Mike. And this is where you start getting the the the, the Mamity style dialogue. <laughs> and she's like, "Aren't you a caution? Let's talk turkey, pal." Yeah, let's talk turkey. Was a little bit frustrating. And, he, and he, he's like, he, he just immediately. And then you see him like talk to her for a little bit and kind of get an idea of what her deal is. He he cold reads her or whatever. And then he goes back into the the poker game where he was. And you see just like some silent chat. And I'm assuming this is where he's like, "All right, now I got." Oh, spoiler alert. Now I got a whole scheme that we're going to do on this lady. All right, everybody play along. And then he comes back out and goes, I'm playing a poker game back there. I want you to pretend, pretend to be my girlfriend. And then when you read Ricky Jay's tell, tell me if he's doing the tell. Yeah. That he does with his ring, yeah. When you're playing, where he cracks the Oreo cookie and listens to it. She's like, "Sure thing, pal. I'm. I need to get laid. I'm. I'm starving for entertainment. It's fucking ridiculous." <laughs> and she goes back in there, and nobody would ever. In, I mean, it's all a con, anyways. But nobody would ever in a million fucking years believe that Lindsay Krauss is Joe Mantegna's girlfriend. <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> just the thing. Like, is like what? I couldn't. No. I couldn't tell while watching this if my suspicions and my sort of. I don't know, tuning into what I found as these absurd implausibilities was because I've seen so many fucking con artist movies or because I'm right and this is absurd. Like, given that we are not supposed to know that this is a con, that I am supposed to be in suspense about this, the idea that, A, they would just let this lady sit down there seems odd to me, just prima facie. Yeah. Then... The fact that anybody would believe that he knows this woman seems very odd to me, too. But, okay, we can get past that stuff. She's got to be incredibly stupid to not think something's going on already. Mm-hmm. So the idea that we're supposed to think that she is so inexperienced and so naive <laughs> and turned on by this that she's just going to like slide into it because maybe Joe Montaigne might slip his cock into her seems pretty patently misogynistic. And then finally... The the climax of the scene is when Joe Montaigne wants her to find out if Ricky Jay does the tell. So he's in the middle of a high-stakes poker game where they've bet $6,000 in this particular pot. In 1987, that's not a small in amount of money. In today's dollars, that's $4 million. $4 million. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to get up to pee. I'm sorry, they would never let, they <laughs> yeah. would never let you just get sure up thing. and leave the table in the middle, in the middle of a high-stakes poker hand. And so I just have to I have to wonder like is am, am I am I overthinking this? Are they betting on her being so disastrously stupid? And, and then I'm supposed to fall for that too. It, I found it very uh, distracting. But yeah, and in, in, in this particular scenario, this is where you're. It's like this is how, how it's supposed to get you off kilter. That they like she does realize that it's a con, 
because like he's like, right. if you tell me his tail, I know six thousand dollars is on this, but if you give me his tail, then we're gonna win, and then you you, you right. can get you know we'll clear his debts and blah blah blah. And then of course she tells him it's the tail, do it. And then he's like, I win. Ricky J still wins anyways, and Joe Mantini's like, oh no, oh no, man. Right. Yeah. And then and then she's like, and then Ricky J's like, I want my money, baby. He pulls a gun. Yeah. He's like, uh, if, if you think if you think I'm leaving without that check, you're out of your motherfucking mind. This check had better be gold, you understand? Because I won this money. That's a fun. That's a fun thing too. Is that they'll take a check. I mean, yeah, he'll take a check. Here's the thing about this first con here is that this is all set up so for, that she does figure for it her out. to figure it out. I know, I know. So I mean, yeah, all that stuff may be true, but and and she doesn't figure it out until the water gun is pulled. Right. But it is like at any point during that, if she was like. This is some bullshit. They'd go, ah, she figured it out. Right. Anyway, yeah, here's the deal. We were trying to do this, and anyway, now we've and and then they've hooked her into their world. That that whole this whole thing is set up so that they can get her to so right get because more, they, so they, they want her to be addicted to the risk of the con. Right. It's all premised on the idea that somehow Joe Mantegna was able to read and Lindsay Krauss during their their like couple minutes talking to, to each other yeah. at the bar. She he may have read she, her he may have read got, her book too or maybe no no I, I read your book. I think I don't think that's true at all. I think that it's that that it's the kid the who's kid, her yeah. patient. Oh, the kid knows was like we can take this lady for yeah. a bunch of money and I don't I mean at this point. It's all set up for them to scam her out of way more money than just the six, six grand. Yeah. yeah. So it's the kid that turned them on because later she sees the kid driving the same car that they steal. Right. Yada yada yada. But the, I'm scam, just saying but the scam relies on her being attracted to this lifestyle in this world. Right. And Joe Mantegna. Which is I don't know. I just find it. I find it vaguely misogynistic that the whole thing depends on her being like this sort of Freudian box of like. Yeah. She's an uptight career woman. Desired. She's not going to be able to re- uh, resist this world. Right. And this dick. Yeah. This Joe Montana and then, you know, package. I think more than his dick, she it, it's the, it's the world. <laughs> yeah, it's Joe Montana we're talking about <laughs> yeah, here. My sk- God. Skip to the end, and it's basically he berates her for being a slut, and she that's why she shoots him. I yeah. mean, it's like a yeah, little but, bit Freudian. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that, that it's end, also that also then weird. she also then she steals. She's like yeah. she's like steals like that lady's lighter, and is like I dig this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, into, you know. the, I'm into this she, world. So man. he he was right about her. Also, he but he was he read her wrong because yeah, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert got killed. Yeah, by right. her. He didn't read that she was a fucking psycho he didn't read well he didn't read that she was like gonna capable of that that she was gonna that she was gonna kill him yeah he's like you know he didn't think that was gonna be the end he's like oh i'll get away with this and the worst thing is that she'll be like bad or whatever so anyways ricky jay's like i'm gonna kill all you motherfuckers and he puts his uh, gun down and then she sees droplets of water coming out she's like wait a minute jigs up guys i know that you guys are conning me you con this is one of my favorite lines here though where he king kongs where he goes like like, yeah you're supposed to use a water pistol you don't have to put water he's like you want me to use an you want me to take an unloaded gun (laughs) yeah (laughs) i love that and then yeah. it just like and and then they're just sort of like ah well she got us we tried blah 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 and she's like you get now you get clear those debts because I did what you said okay very well and then it cuts to them like you hanging only out on the street you get a favor from us in return <laughs> <laughs> oh fat Tony oh fat Tony I think, I think all right I think I will it's go I think it's because we've seen so many Con Artist movies that some of this feels like flat because this is sort of a yeah, big yeah. first exactly. one of these but yeah, also yeah. also I feel like if this was a movie from like the 1940s that was like a or 50s that was like a film noir and black and white, and the characters were talking and acting like this. We would totally buy it uh-huh. way, way, way more. Yeah, you'd be like, because this is totally, this is totally yeah. like a film noir. Right. This is all. That's all this is. But if this was the characters going like, let's talk turkey, you'd be like, you wouldn't blink an eye. Yeah. You wouldn't go like, you I wouldn't, think it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't for a second be like, that's not how people talk. You'd be like, right. Yeah, okay, that's 
what people say. Yeah, that's fucking sure. Uh, fucking. I, f- I feel like Eddie G. He, Robinson sounds like he that. tries <laughs> that in State and Maine too to make like a sort of a forties yeah. style screwball comedy, and again, it's too slow. I think it works in this one, but uh, the 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 noir aspects, you know, is yeah. like it's a neo noir, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> there's a, so there's a some of it's not perfect. Enjoyable scene where like it cuts to them out on the streets of Seattle, uh, yeah. where they're just sort of like t- like t- showing her card tricks and cons and little like easy cons I and love stuff. That shit. Yeah, that's and fun. They, there's the old dude who plays the dude who's piloted by a little alien in Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he looks exactly the same. He's got the same mustache and everything. Yep. That's right. He's like he's like showing her the flu, which is like a card like a. Yeah, yeah. Where you put money in an envelope and yep. take it back from blah, blah, blah. It's like patent con. If someone's giving you money in an envelope, well, you probably should be skeptical. Yeah. But uh, maybe because of movies like this. I don't know. But I mean, um, I don't think, I think that that's the thing is that like that's, we can sit here and be like, you know, we'd ne- I'd never be taken by anything like that. But then like in the moment of things, right. that's the whole point of sure. cons, you know, that's, which is this movie. Ex- You're not expecting but, to be Which is the text of this movie is like, I give my, I give you my confidence. I'm right. not taking that's what he says, your yeah. confidence, you know. But anyways, Joe, Joe, she's like, "All right, well, this has been fun, and he, I did what I was supposed to do." And then he and he comes up to her and goes, "Come back anytime. You'd enjoy some excitement." Yeah. Uh huh. So and I think she would enjoy some excitement. Yeah. So I think the idea here is like that. Well, like they go, "Okay, we've got her on the hook." There, but you know, will she come back? If and she, she decides will. that she's going to write will, a book the about. Like, there's only like a half. Yeah. There's like a half hour in. So she wants yeah. to write a book about con artists <laughs> now. The confidence game. Comes, goes back trickster. to Joe, uh, Joe Mantegna. He's like, uh, you want to see how a true bad man plies his trade? Let's uh, talk Tookie. And then, he's, then that's when you get all just like con artists talking about the con. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what is the deal? What, what's, what is the con game really? Is it that you give me your confidence? No, I give you mine. And all this sort of things about how the con works, and of course we find out at the end that it's like you you're giving him you're giving her the old stuff. <laughs> this is this is old timey con stuff. You're not showing her any of the new cool streamlines, <laughs> right? State state of the art cons that we're doing. Uh, yeah, that scene's the scene where she finds out is clunky, but I love it still. Yeah, where she's sort of spying on them as they like expose about well, like, the, how they, they ripped her off. I, I they think sure it's, do it's call a little, her a bitch a lot. It's <laughs> clunky. It's clunky, but I like. I also love it. I love how like it gets across. How much well, it gets across in that one scene, and how they call her bitch a lot is important because it's like yeah. it's like they're they were these were all people that were for the most part had up to that point had been nice to her or yeah, like yeah. were at least you know. And so this at this point they're kind of you know she's like oh I meant nothing to them except the money they were trying to rip off from her. I don't know. It's the, but, that scene where she sees them in the restaurant. Yeah. Like all to counting the money and talking about place? how they got it. Was her. it actually Charlie's Bar or was it? Oh God, I don't know. It wasn't Charlie's on Broadway, but it was like someplace. I I, just, I was just trying Char- to figure. Yeah, out. Charlie's Tavern. Yeah, it doesn't w- exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. I was but trying was to figure out where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, does not exist. That that scene anymore. gets repeated in so many David Mamet movies because yes. it happens in Spartan, right? Where there's the scene where Saeed Takma he's in the car and he sees Derek Luke exchanging the gun with Val Kilmer, etc. And then there's a scene in Red Belt where where Chiwetel sees uh, like the the magician kid from the beginning of the movie backstage at the event, oh, yeah. and he's swapping the marbles out. Right. Um, so like that that scene where like somebody just so, like suddenly stumbles upon something that they weren't supposed to see is like a repeated. And it's all and this this one in particular is just like also that scene in the game mm-hmm. where uh, she. Pay make it stop. <laughs> yeah, where Michael Douglas goes into that cafeteria. And right, sees right. And all sees all the, the cafeteria guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, they were all in on it. Right. Like yeah, Bill that's... Macy's there because there's the scene where they. Uh, they fleece Bill Macy out of his supposed wire transfer. Yeah, this is when Mantania is like taking her through a child's garden of cons. Yeah, right. And uh, before they get before they end up go- going into a big one, well, then they then they have then they go to a hotel. And yeah, he's like, and let's, they bone. Uh, 
Let's yeah. Yeah. They break into they, they like some other guys like going out, and he takes uh, Joe Mantegna takes the keys. So he he does cons, but also just you know pickpocket type. Right. <laughs> just yeah, just you know, generalize a thief. Yeah, like they have <laughs> like they care. Yeah, I'll take a wallet too. I don't give a fuck. And then she steals what? A pocket knife. The pocket knife. Yeah. But this is all staged too, because uh, right. and she like she thinks she's, she's stealing the guy's pocket knife. Is that what's happening? Yeah, she or? thinks she's stealing the other the other dude's pocket knife. Because there's yeah. like all the stuff laid out. He tells her to like take a take a souvenir. And they have like money there, and she steals the knife. Yeah. yeah. And then it turns out Mantena's like, "That was my fucking lucky knife. She took that. Yeah. Instead yeah. of taking the money, we thought she they, they assumed like, oh, she's gonna she's into this now, and she's like." Got the you know she's got the juice she's like I'm gonna take the money but they, she took a, like a different thing instead like what a weirdo <laughs> yeah. yeah she doesn't need the money it turns uh, out she's uh, she's a burgeoning obsessive compulsive she's the shoplifter a kleptomaniac she's <laughs> a shoplifter really she, she gets worse uh, yeah uh, and then so so they're is this this is when they're leaving the hotel right. He's like, oh shit! When what time like, is it? I I'm got supposed a thing to be involved to in a. <laughs> I'm supposed to be involved in a jackpot right I love now. That. Unbelievable. <laughs> and he's like, no. And she's like, take me with you on your weird scheme. No, I can't do it. It would be too exciting for you. It would be far too thrilling for a lady like you. Well, <laughs> take me with you. No, no, it's gonna be so cool. I can't. I <laughs> you don't want any part of this you cocaine. Don't want any part of this cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. I love I love all this stuff because uh, JT Walsh is in it. And it's oh, JT yeah. Walsh, a very svelte and trim looking yeah. JT Walsh. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. So this whole con where like they they find money and then him and uh, the the gla- glasses guy, Mantegna, Lizzie Krause, and JT Walsh all go back to the hotel room. And Presumably like, okay. all strangers to each other. Okay. We found this money. What do we do? Let's let's split it up. You know, the one he's like, let's split it up and go. And then Mantegna's like, no, no, actually, I got a or one of them. Anyway, it's like it. They play it. They play it. Then that they're they're running a con all of a sudden on this JT Walsh character. Yeah. Who's like, we're go- okay, we're gonna go to the bank and then you give me a bunch of money and we'll put this money in the bank. I don't, I don't, I, feel, I don't understand it. All those whatever, the, whatever, whatever they're trying to do. But you know, the whole point is that she's like being taken in by this yes. whole thing. And it's then the classic slipping Jimmy style, except at a higher stakes where they have a briefcase yeah. full. Of, the money's real, and then but like they're worried about that it can be traced, so they got to launder it through a bank. Yeah, and exactly. And so he and so yeah, give me you. You give me your thirty thousand dollars, and then the, uh, then we get away with your thirty thousand dollars. Exactly. Even though the money is real, it takes a lot of seed money to do this con, presumably because this is all a con, of right. course. Well, because the, the whole thing. Was, well, then, well, then, but then she sees. So as they're leaving, she sees J.T. Walsh has a gun, mm-hmm. and he's on a walk. He's like they, he pulls a walkie-talkie. And in she's case like, that wasn't enough, he's like he's like, uh, hey, just uh, that thing. And then she's <laughs> like she's like, uh, I think he's a fad or whatever. You can and even then, hear like people yeah. on the other. Okay, take her, take the con artists. <laughs> yeah. We're the cops. Definitely the cops. <laughs> they get in. A, she gets in a fight with him. Yeah. Gun goes off. He's dead. Right. Quote unquote. And then they're like, "We got it. We got to go." They leave. They drive down to the docks, and then they're looking. They're like, "Oh shit, this is fucked. Why'd you got it? You know, the one guy's like, "Why'd you shoot him? Why'd you have to kill him?" She's like, "I don't know. I didn't do it. Uh, what's going on?" And then uh, meanwhile, they're like, "The money's gone. Where's the, the old fucking guy's money?" Like, that old guy's really dropping the ball left and right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, shit, man. I <laughs> thought I brought the money. Oh no. This, blah, this, blah, blah. this device in in the con happens in. All of David Mamet's con artist movies, where That's right, some, it, happens it happens in heist. heist, and it happens, I believe, in Spanish Prisoner, where one of the con artist characters is like, "I fucked up. Oh, whoops. oh no, I ruined the whole plan." And it turns out that it's part of the plan. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. No, it's great. I, I'm I, getting I like, old. I eat that shit up like a fucking. I love that. I shit. I mean, his like work, when it's like because you're like because you watch the thing, you go like. Whenever, whenever it's the thing where the guy's like, "Oh no, I fucked up," I'm like, ha, that guy's in on it." Yeah, yeah. And it, I love it. I love well, it. I also, <laughs> I, I also just I've... like it as like Mamet's work is often 
like founded on these like doublings and mirrors yeah. and repeated events and yeah. motifs and stuff. And so it's cool when he does that. I like yeah. when an artist keeps like sort of doing that. I just think it's fun when the guy's like, oh, no, I fucked up. Yeah. And you're like, I'm and, too old. And I'm sitting always... there going like, ah, fuck, he's in yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. she Someone, doesn't know. Somewhat older one who's like, nah, I can't do the game anymore. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I can actually. Ha <laughs> ha. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's so, what's happening in this one. So, so Lindsey Crest is like, I'll get you eighty thousand yeah, dollars. Oh, because they, the money. because they borrowed the money from the hard guys, from like yeah. the which mob. is how they describe the mob. The mob and it's yeah. like we can't fuck with. We're not the mob. We're just these low level guys. The mob will fucking kill us all. Right. And so she gives him eighty thousand. She just goes to the bank and gets eighty thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> this book did well. Again, I really think it's stupid. <laughs> Like she's got to wonder. It. I mean, how come she doesn't wonder? They're con artists. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, wait a minute. And now I'm giving a con artist, a professed con artist, eighty thousand dollars because so he slept for with real? me. Because he fucked me. Yeah. 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 She's. Yeah. She's. Yeah. She's and been. That, she's. And that, she's make, uh, and that makes it work for Mammoth. She's I in guess. that. She's in that uh, golden period. She's swooning. Right. You know. Plus, he took her around. He like showed her different cons. It's like she. She, you know, it's it's like they're friends or whatever. Right, right. So you know, I don't know. You know, maybe some suspension of disbelief, but I, absolutely, I, it didn't it didn't bother me. But I, I think you're absolutely right. It requires I, my you know, willing suspension of disbelief, like emphasis on willing. You know, same, I totally have it. Same as when you're like, well, you know what, that uh, that giant robot is pissing on John Turturro, but you know right. what, I'm willing to believe. Willing to believe that, 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 the that Transformers would are real. But I, but I also <laughs> they learned everything from the internet. <laughs> Just an example. <laughs> it's an extreme example. But I, 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 I also. I think that this just this movie is uh, somehow you know it's not through not it's not its own fault but it's a victim of like people making more movies yes. like this movie. Yes. But I think if you saw this movie in '87 or whenever it's '87, yeah. right? Then you would. I, I don't think there's anything quite like this beforehand where they were doing these doubling on yeah. each other. There was type guns. Sure. Maybe there this, was some. Even the was... Sting is le- less complex than this. Yeah, yeah. That movie fucking rules. Yeah, I love the Sting. Oh, yeah, I just for, watched that in too long ago. It's great. The music's not great, but it's not as bad as eh. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That's true. Oof. <laughs> Uh, but, <laughs> but anyways, uh, so at this point, as you might imagine, uh, she's she's starting to be. She's like, oh, person's blood. She's got this guy's quote unquote blood on her. And, so I think uh, it's the whole drama of the thing too, like that, like that she that she kind of killed a guy and stuff. And so I think it's you know it's like that, like. She's not in her right headspace in any fucking way. Yeah, and, and, and Joe Mantegna even gives her like a romantic, like a goodbye sort of thing. Like, we have to do this to protect you. Thank you for the money, but now I must go away forever. <laughs> Thank you for your life savings, toots. Now I must go away for a long time forever. to a place where you could never go. But wherever I go, I will hold you in my heart. <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I will send you a postcard. And she's like, oh, what a great guy. That con artist guy who told me he was a con artist and was a con artist, and I gave him 80000 What a nice man. But she gets home, and she's got the blood on her, and it's kind of like, ooh, boy, that was a she's whole flipping bunch out. of stuff. At one point, happened. she breaks She breaks her, uh, she's, yeah. she crumples up her diploma yeah, and she's, throws it in the trash. She's like, this is useless. I'm <laughs> mad at this. Then That's weird. Yep, then pretty doesn't, odd. Doesn't the guy, the, the, the kid... She sees the kid. No, she come, yeah. Does he she comes see back, her? He comes back. He comes back, knocks on her door, and she's like, what? Because that's I'm part of the plan. To, I'm trying to crumple up my... I'm trying to crumple up my doctorate here. Yeah. But, she, but she gets the idea, like, maybe I'll follow this guy to the bar where Joe Mantegna... And they just go and, back to the bar. You yeah. know. The same bar. Yeah. Charlie's Tavern. Charlie's or Tavern. The con- that's, well, that's where the hang Or the House of Games. I can't remember. One of those. It was Charlie's Tavern. The last place that ever looked. And they just all go... Yeah. 
guess so. It's like Riggs taking fucking uh, Vika back to Rika back to uh, back to her house yeah. after the guys in the helicopter show up in Lethal Weapons. You'll be fine. You'll be fine here. Well, at go your ahead. House. Go ahead and go inside. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm sure you, everything is going to be all right. Thank you, Officer Riggs. Hey, Riggs. Oh no, clever dog. Who's here? He's a clever dog. They, I don't love my country, but they, I do love my job. They've drowned me. They've drowned me, Officer Riggs. <laughs> Riggs, they've drowned me in the... <laughs> <laughs> I like my chili with crushed Oreos, Officer Riggs. <laughs> yeah. What a cool oh, chick. Okay. She's in the... She's in that, uh, where, that werewolf cop movie I watched recently. I think you watched it too. Full, Full Eclipse? Eclipse? Yep, that's it's not bad. One. Yeah, with Van Peebles, It's right? not great, but it's not bad. It's fun. It's, it's, it's really trying to do John Woo. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it is not. But, and it's on a low budget, but anyway, it's pretty fun. But that's way too much of a digression right there. <laughs> We've gone too far. <laughs> the werewolf. That's like way. All right, bring it back for Werewolf Cops. So Lindsay Cross follows the dude. That's the scene where it's like all the, the guys going like, we really took her for a lot of money, which I like. They're which really, is, they're is, really yeah, talking yeah. it up. It's ridiculous, but I also, I don't know, something about they're it. They're like, I, we got that bitch's money. Yeah, something about bitch, it. Bitch, 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 bitch. Normally a scene like that would just make me go, what the fuck? But I kind of, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like, I like his, his his, his uh, the cadence and rhythm of his dialogue, mm-hmm. and I like listening to these characters say this stuff. And yeah. I like, I even like the way it's shot, where she's kind of in the shadow, but with these beer boxes, like watching in with the. And it's a on bunch it. of Rainier crates too. Yeah, it's all these Rainier crates all over the place. That's, yeah, that's when like, I, oh, yeah, that's home. when I realized it was in Seattle. You know that, and you know that that interior of that place, yeah. the House of Games where they shot that, was in Seattle because there's all the Rainier boxes. Right. Rainier boxes. And yes. you're like, well, they wouldn't, they didn't, we wouldn't have all those in L.A. Probably. Listen to what this bitch did. What the bitch did. The bitch took. My yeah, pocket knife. He almost threw his arm at me. I mean, that bitch around. I mean, they're putting a. What you a know, bitch. He's hitting the. <laughs> yeah. Everybody calls her a bitch. He's at hitting least it pretty once. hard. Yeah, but it is, it, is, it is the point. Yeah. I mean, obviously, she's not supposed to be watching, but the point is that she's like, oh, these guys hate me. And they, and think, they think I'm, I'm a weak fucking... They think I'm a weak willed woman. Exactly. And they're scumbags. Like, yeah. when we were hanging out on the street and they, and they were eating hot dogs, talking cons, they seem like charming, like. Old, you know, older, eccentric types, and they're just fucking assholes. And also, like, yeah. J.T. Walsh criminals. being like, uh, why do I have to be the straight man? They're like, have you looked at yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we showed us some dinosaur con men, some old style. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like that shit. And then uh, she's <laughs> like, oh, that doesn't make me happy at all. And, and Joe Mantegna is like, uh, and so she she hatches her own little scheme and starts, like, is it, for a little bit there, kind of tries to flip the script and goes up to Joe Mantegna, meets him at an airport. She's like, hey, what are you doing here at the airport? You said that you were going to do this or that. And he's like, oh, uh, I got to go, baby. Uh, hey, uh, uh. And she's like, no, I really need that. I really need to talk to she's you. She's like, I'm a crazy clingy lady. I, yeah. I, I need you. I love you. We can we can be together. And he's like, yeah. oh, geez. And then uh, they go into he a. Goes, he's like, he's like, uh, let's go into the back here so that. Uh, and they just go into room with security. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're just walking around the airport. Hey, it's you know, 87. Uh, 87. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like funny. It's, it's what's funny is watching old movies like this and like airport security now. It's yeah. like impossible. It's impossible to like almost be like judge it realistically because I'm like I've been to, I was in, you know I've been to airports before 9/11. You have, but but like I don't remember the security or whatever. Sure. And like 
after 9-11, certainly you wouldn't probably be able to just like, let's go oh, into no. this let's go into this unmarked room Trust where there's me, I've, nobody. I've tried. Was... Every time I do, I get shot. God damn it. It sucks. I also think that it's funny that they're that they're in like the main terminal at SeaTac and there ain't nobody there. Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge yeah. room that they're in where like the final climax happens. You're no, like, even no, before no, that, no, even the be, when they're just in the terminal, oh, that's, that's they're, right. they're a ticketing. That like they come weird. in, they come into yeah. the, the entrance and there's just nobody there. That could either be that they were shooting a movie and they like cleared people out and they weren't getting, or just so like, Maybe it was just like nobody's flying nice. right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was during that time when it was like when the last person leaves Seattle, turn, turn out, out the, the lights, lights yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, I think that was the seventies. But anyways, uh, so it, 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 she's still doing this like con on him, where she's like, "I love you, and we can be together, or whatever." And then at one point, she says uh, she's talking about the pocket knife, and she says, "Your pocket knife, rather than the guy's." Right. And he goes, "Wait a minute, what did you say about goes, the pocket knife?" Oh, you're a bad pony, and I'm not gonna bet on you. You crapped out a turn. You crumbed the play, baby. And then, uh, and then he's, and then he starts. Uh, I would say that Mantegna's better at saying the dialogue than Travis. But <laughs> no, he sells it pretty good. Joe Mantegna's a better actor than I am. Barely. Travis Criminal you. Minds. Barely? Travis Vote. Get out of my house. Barely. <laughs> Just a little bit. I was Jeez. in a. I was in a car ad on Comcast. <laughs> I got paid four hundred dollars. Steppenwolf's a, Travis vote a year later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's like, "But we had fun." You must say that. No, I'm going to walk away. There's certainly no way she has a gun. There's certainly no way you're going to shoot me. Yeah. And she she like shoots him in the leg, and and he uh, he just sort of. She's at one point says, you raped me, you took me under false pretenses, and he's like, bah, fuck you. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I don't believe, I don't, <laughs> I don't take that accusation seriously at I all. I do think that- and maybe David Mamet doesn't either. It really annoyed me that it's, that it's like, now she's, that what she's mad about is that they had sex. It's like, I th- yeah. I think that, well, I think, I think the rape is also that they stole from her or whatever. Certainly, too. yes, but I mean, I feel like the movie is pointing you in the uh, in the direction of that, that, that what she seems to be primarily upset about is not the money. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, for sure. I think that the only thing that I like, and I, because I, I think Joe Mantegna is great in this scene, I do love his, like, his, like, dying rant where he's just like, man, I, he is, this guy yeah, yeah. is not, this tiger is not changing his stripes. Even, <laughs> even no, though, no, no, even no, when, he doesn't even like, he, don't shoot me. Even when he's doomed, but I kind of almost, I think that the movie would be more on her side if, like, when she shoots him, all of a sudden this guy's bluster was like, oh my God, I'm dying. I'm like, you know, yeah, it, it yeah. would be a funnier and a, I mean, funny, dark, a more darkly, fu- it would be a better scene, yeah. almost, I think, if, like, She's got the gun on him, and he's like, "I just did not. I did not expect this. I'm gonna die. I don't now. deserve oh to God, die. This right. isn't an eye for an eye here. We just stole what from are you. you. Don't, what are you, you doing? Don't oh my God! Don't kill me. You know, but I he's kinda, saying, I wish. I kind of wish that just because. Also, because I think it would be fun to see Mantegna play that. Right. Like I want to see that guy beg for his life. Kind of. It would be fun to see Mantegna be like, "Oh my," because he's so cool. He's cool until he fucking dies in this. Godfather movie. Three's Joey Zasla. <laughs> <laughs> but, in the, but instead, he's like, you came back like a dog to its own vomit, you sick bitch. Yeah. And then she starts shooting him, and he goes, thank you, sir, may I have another? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Right. Which, again, I love I love the dialogue, but I'm also like, come on. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I just, because I think it's funny. That's a good way of putting then the, she the empties, in general. Then she empties the mag into him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoots the shit out I of him. I love it. Wipes the gun down or whatever. <laughs> I think in the next scene, you see she's hanging out with her with her, Ger- her elderly German friend. Well, she signs a book by some guy, and she's much nicer to this gentleman. Yeah, yeah. And she's, in, in the book, she says, forgive yourself. Yeah. Instead of at the beginning, she's just kind of like, huh, what? Yeah, I don't know. If you're signing a book, say that. That's a pretty yeah. cool thing to put. <laughs> if any, cool any, book, any book. Any I, book you're signing. I would love it if like, I took a book Forgive up to yourself. Scott Adams or something like it's, that. Uh, <laughs> Sign my Dilbert book, Mr. Adams. Forgive, Forgive yourself. yourself. It vaguely reminded me of, of, the, the, of uh, the book ending in Spartan because 
the first time she encounters the the lady who wants her to sign the book, the lady is like, I'm a big fan and all this stuff. And she just goes, thank you, and leaves. Mm. And that's exactly what, uh, when Tia Texada talks to, mm, to mm-hmm, Bobby, mm-hmm. to Val Kilmer at the beginning of the movie, uh, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. goes, thank you. And then that's the end of their conversation. Right, and then it's sort yeah. of doubled at the end of that, that their final scene, too. Okay. If that's what Mamet says to his fans, or said to his thank fans. Thank you. Forgive yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just thank, <laughs> you. thank you. I don't like your stuff, Mamet. Thank, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Alan Partridge, I love you, Alan. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And then she steals. Uh, she steals a lady's uh, cigarette. She lighter. steals her friend's cigarette lighter. And then no, it's, it a, plays... no, it's a different lady. Oh, it's a different lady. Just I thought it was yeah. the old lady. No, it's just some lady. No, the like, old lady. Oh, goes oh, to oh that's right. That's right. She's like, she's like, hey, what's going on? Or what's that? What's what on, kinda, the what's on the dessert tray? And she tells her, and as she looks over there, and, and right. that lady, that lady's delivery is always, always makes me. I've seen this movie like three or four times. It always makes me laugh. Where yeah. she's just like, it's what does she say? I can't remember the way she says, but she's like, it's this something. But though her her way she talks, I'm like, you couldn't find a different lady to do this, <laughs> or is that what you wanted her to sound like? Can they get Charlton Heston to wheel him in on it? Uh, it's a creme brulee. Anyway, she steals. <laughs> she steals the. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about this creme brulee. Uh, she Did steals you this just woman's. Steal my lighter. Stick, she steals a woman's cigarette lighter. They play paint it black and fade out. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Uh, but that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he said it can make any man a whore in fifteen minutes. That's one of the things that the that the murderous lady that she's uh, that's mm-hmm. her patient says. Mm. He said he could make any man a whore in fifteen minutes. Wow! Wonder if that's a thing any that woman a whore. Any woman is she? Is she like? Did she murder a pimp or something? I don't actually remember what the. I can't. If remember. They get I thought it was like her father or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. At one point, uh, this is this is there's some funny. Like I actually think uh, the the stealth winner of this one is Ricky Jay. He's very fun in his one scene. I, I love Ricky Jay in anything. Yeah, just about. <laughs> They give him. I just whenever Ricky Jay shows up, I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jicky Ray. Jicky Ray. Uh, he says, South Street Seaport. The man says he can't stand the heat. He can't stand it. Very. So I says to Mabel. I says. Says, says to Mabel. I says. This is the one part where Joe Mantini goes. I think you're bluffing. And he goes, Who are you, Joe Hep? I don't care what you think. <laughs> and then, and then at one point Joe he goes. Hep. And then at one point Joe Mantini says, I'm from the United States of Kiss My Ass. <laughs> That's funny. It's very mammity, uh, but we, you can you can get a lot mammitier. Sure, and we will. And we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to that next pretty, pretty soon. But ratings for now. Well, I, wait. I want to say one more thing. Uh, uh, I think you could try to read this movie for, especially for its time, as something that's like more feminist than I'm giving it credit for, in the sense that it's certainly for ne- the late '80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's trying to, it's trying to lend her a certain amount of agency, and it's trying to make her like not just like a dupe, like a weak-willed woman. You know, she gets her revenge at the end. She becomes strong by the end. She retains her agency. She she embraces this darker side of herself. Exactly. However, I think it's all founded on like this Freudian, this very kind of corny Freudian idea of her being like almost. It's almost like Oedipal. It's like sort of in reverse. You know, she like. Is is angry having been the woman scorned? I think it's corny and I think it's reductive. Yeah. Anyway, and it's and it is very. It's definitely it, reductive, but it yeah. also would have at the time played more. Played differently, yes. Played and in a mo- in a modern sense, it is it is just dis- disconcerting when he's like, "You need to get. We need that eighty thousand dollars." She's like, "I'll go to my bank and get it for you." And you're like, right. "Wait, come on!" Again, in the scene, right. it's right after she's killed a guy right. and all this. And stuff that's just that because. Happened. And that's also just because I've seen all these other movies and stuff like that yeah. too. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, I definitely had. A, I struggled with that. Obviously, I struggled with it watching this movie. To me, it's kind of like Treasure of the Sierra Madre syndrome because I watched that for the first time fifteen. Were you 20, like, like just like 15 split the years money. ago? <laughs> but it's like you've seen so many things <laughs> yeah. that rip that have ripped off Treasure of the Sierra right. Madre. 
that when it, when that starts unfolding, when you watch it now, you're just like, oh, this, right. this fucking thing. I'm so tired of this sto- this kind of story. <laughs> yeah. I saw this on DuckTales like nine times. Right. Uh, and other stuff, I'm sure. No, it was DuckTales. Uh, it was just, just DuckTales. DuckTales. Only DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, ratings. Uh, I'm going to give Every this. I'm going to give this three Juds. Perfect. Uh, I think it probably deserves more, but that's I'm 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 going by pure visceral experience of watching this movie. Uh, I, I had a really hard time with it. Uh, I think it, but I also what I liked about it is that it felt like the foundations of a lot better work to come. Um, yeah. And I, I yeah, Mamet's dim view of women definitely was like. I'm 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 glad I started with this one when I went through like all six or seven of these that I watched, but it definitely like pops up in all of them. Oh, Lindsey Krauss is also undemonstrative to the point of it maybe being a problem. Yeah, too. I mean, I think that there's a lot of things with this that you have to grade on a bit of a curve, like a modern curve now. Like you have to say like, well, then it seemed like this, and early in his career, this work was this kind of work. But the really really good movies, you don't have to do that. No, I don't think so. But uh, there's always a little bit of skepticism with all of his movies for me, except like one or two. Good. Anyway, three Juds. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it like two Douglases because of the way like their sexual relationship is handled. Yeah, and that it's sex scene you don't see a whole lot of it, but he does sort of like reach into her pants and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's not, to me it's less about like what's actually depicted than the way that it transpires for the character made it gross to me. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 uh, loaded squirt guns. Nice. <laughs> we really overloaded that squirt gun. Yeah. Uh, what are you, who are you, Sarah Bernhardt? R- Ricky Jay's a squirter. <laughs> who are you, Sarah Bernhardt? Uh, an actress from the 1800s. Uh, I'm going to give, I'm also going to give it three, three Juds. Um, it's like, in, in a lot of ways, plays very rudimentary. But I like Joe Mantegna. I like Ricky Jay. I like the way that they. Sh- it looks good. I like the way that they shoot Seattle. It, it's it, it's like a. There's not a lot of movies that have this much of this part of Seattle shot in this way, and and I kind of enjoyed it. Besides, like Streetwise, which is just a exactly. which is great, but it's like a very depressing documentary. Difference, but. yeah. <laughs> uh, he he really found the like the perfect film noir side of uh, of Seattle, and it's and it's like, it's more fun than McHugh. <laughs> So uh, I, I think that's debatable, but <laughs> Mickey is pretty tedious at times. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it one and a half Douglases. Cause there is that stuff there, but you really don't see anything. David, David Mamet doesn't have much of a stomach for that sort of shit. No. And I'm gonna give it a hundred and fifty-eight uses of the word "bitch" in the wow. final scene alone. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half. Judd's I actually I I I kind of love I kind of almost love this movie I don't know I, I like all of his all of his movies to a point and I just think it's I I like that I love the the back and forth the way his dialogue sounds when the right actors are saying it back and forth to each other I'm like ah oh, this is great yeah. even though I know I've seen this movie a bunch of times I know the con is going on but mm-hmm. I just like the way the it's you know it's that rhythm I don't know I love listening to it. Uh, I give it one. I have one Douglas. I don't know. It's it, we're, we're hemorrhaging Douglases here. I want. Mm. I, I could go one and a half. The the, the amount of times that they call her a bitch in that one scene really is like is like sle- as sleazy as if you saw her like if there was some gratuitous nudity. It's like they're <laughs> playing a game or something, and if you yeah. don't say the well, word that is bitch what the house in a sentence, <laughs> it's like if you don't say the word bitch in a sentence, you lose, and you have to put money in the pot or something. Let's Go invent ahead. that game. That sounds fun. That's now's the time for that game. What a good game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, fifty. 
50 to 100 uh, Rainier bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just at Made bar. me thirsty just looking at them. Yeah, it really did. I was like, oh, I could go for oh, some Rainiers. Rainiers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty, it's pretty good. Pretty it's cheap anyway. Definitely very cheap. So now we're gonna cheap. now we're gonna cover it's in the water. The notorious movie Heist. Hey buddy, forgot your change. Makes the world go round. You said gold. Some people say love. Nah, they're right too. It is love. Love of gold. Cut him off. I was it. It's his road game. Nobody gets the goods like you, Joe. Well, anybody can get the goods. The hard part's getting away. Plan a good enough getaway, you can steal Ebbets Field. Ebbets Field's gone. What did I tell you? We got the go-ahead. Got a firm date on the Swiss thing. He's broke his tire and cops are looking for him. I gotta get out of town. I gotta go. I give you the money now and you're gone. I bankroll this job on your say-so. Hey, what do you want from me? I want you to do the other thing. Walk away from it. You can't run. You know they'll hunt you down. Joe! I gotta fight it out. Where you going with this? I'm gonna stand this thing on his head. The movie that, that David Mamet made before 9-11 broke his brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he made the, the the best one of the three he made after 9-11. I agree, I agree. And, uh, it, it, and it doesn't really have anything to do with that. No, so. it doesn't. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a this is a fun ass movie that is definitely all of a piece. Like I love this. Movie. You will roll with this or you will not. Yeah. This is if you're in if you could, if you have a tolerant if you have a semi tolerance for Mammoth, you're not going to be able to go this far. This is this is an overdose. Yeah, of it's, and it's so for like, for me where I'm kind of like I could you know I really like it. it's it's like Tarantino right the, the dialogue wise at least where I'm like ooh I like it to a point but then it, it, it really gets out of hand and I don't like that because this it's movie is every line. Yes. I what I that's what and that's what I love about sure. this movie. Is that it's every line? Is that like it's not like there's the, there's like the four or five lines people always point out in sure. this movie that are like this ridiculous one, and then there's you start so watching, you more. go like, no, no, it's every single line of dialogue, <laughs> and I love that because it like take it's like just like it's its own yeah, it's very it's, its own world, and they all like it's like this, we're oh, they're only ever really dealing with other criminals or whatever, so everybody's speaking their language. I don't know. I I'm I really yeah. I really I really love it. I really like it really get it gets me. And I actually like the like the structure of the movie. Again, it's like a con. Mm. It's a thief movie, but it's like it's like a series of twists and cons and like, you know, going doubling back on itself and yeah, stuff yeah. too. This it's is the like, same as same same structure sort of of House of Games, yeah. but with more gunfights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the gunfights are pretty good. I also think this is a sturdily directed movie. I agree. Like I, I think agree. that the whole that that shootout at the end is it's awesome. Really good. Plus like what other movie you're going to see Danny DeVito in the middle of a shootout. Right. Oh, like, Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito fucking kind of steals the our, movie. Our, uh, yeah, VIP of this movie for sure. Few people like can can really choose, like and this is David Mamet like out of his fucking mind as far as the dialogue is concerned. <laughs> he's really high on his own supply yeah. and he's jerking it here. Uh, but Danny DeVito is able to make it really work. He's he's just real really digging into it and chewing on it and having a fucking blast. Uh, also real Danny DeVito is a very fun actor. Not to get off on too much of a tangent, but I also love Delroy Lindo in this and it's just uh, yeah, it yeah. Made, this reminded this reminded me what, Delroy Lindo, how, this, great. this reminded great me how it. much uh, how much he got fucking ripped off by not even getting an Oscar nomination for a Five oh yeah, last Jesus! Year. Oh my one of God. one of the best performances in like a, a great movie too. A great movie, but his, but his performance is like <clears throat> clearly a standout. And there's even a, there's even a scene in there where it's like, here's your fucking Oscar clip. Yeah, and, yeah. and they just couldn't bring themselves to do it because I don't know they hate Spike Lee so much or same, something. Same thing happened know. with Clockers too. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Anyway, I, <laughs> sorry. I just I thought that while I was watching this, I was like, I love Delroy Lindo, and then I was like. 
oh man, the last thing I saw him in was maybe his best fucking performance. Yeah. And, and I'm like, oh, and then they fuck. I mean, the Oscars are meaningless or whatever, but it's also that thing where you're like, fucking. The, come real, on. the real heist was of Delroy Lindo's Oscar nomination. <laughs> Not for this movie. He is good in this, though. Yeah, that, heist, that heist, at least I can follow. Like, uh, <laughs> this, this one really loses me a lot of time. There's a, there's, I don't really there's I don't a lot like of, this movie. There's a lot of, like, dead end of misdirection in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like not for the not necessarily for the characters, but for the audience. I I still I have like a couple. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not saying that's no, no, good or bad. It just is what it is. I have a couple of questions for you guys later on about like what exactly certain things were going I, I on. I will or, not be able to answer those questions. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but okay, so this is about Gene Hackman and his thief club. And uh, <laughs> it at the is. Be- I love it. At the beginning of the movie, Gene Hackman, Hackman one of Hackman's last movies too. Yeah, one of his last movies. What, like, Welcome to Mooseport came out like 2002. He's but probably this was in like, his late 60s. Looks like he's in his early hundreds. This is 2001. <laughs> this was like this and like Royal Tenenbaums and Beyond Behind Enemy Lines all came out like yeah. right wow. almost back to back. <laughs> he's paired with Becky Pigeon, Mamet's uh, wife at the his time, wife, yeah. and uh, and, and he is a full hundred years older than she is. And everybody like, keeps commenting it on it's it too. Out. It is ve- oh sure, it's okay. just bracing though, because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's clear. It's like hey, that's this is my granddaughter here. She's uh, she's helping out around. The- no, I'm fucking her. Whoa, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So he he's got a thief club, and it's him, Ricky J, Jicky Ray, Jicky and Ray. Uh, Delroy Lindo, Delroy and Rebecca the Pigeon. <laughs> and uh, and they're in a thief club, and they're gonna knock over this jewelry store, uh, a, fa- a very fancy high end jewelry store. I love in this New opening York. thing too. I it's love, great. I love this movie. I I, I was kind of like I was kind of like all right, let's see this movie. I've always liked it, and then I was like, oh right, it just starts right off with just the heist. The she's heist. like working in the cop, pretending to work at the coffee shop, and she douses all the security she guards. She drugs with, the coffee with with knockout drops. Yeah, my it, it starts with one of my favorite uh, heists. Uh, Malaprop lines in, in in the movie, which is when uh, Gene Hackman is like, you know, sort of saying like, "Let's get ready to go, let's go," and he's like, uh, "Makes the world go around." <laughs> Del- no, Delroy Lindos says, "Makes the world go around." And he's like, "What's that? Gold? Oh, I thought it was love." Hey, you're right, it is love, love of gold. <laughs> it's great. You're like, this is the kind of movie you got, guys. But they- yeah, it's definitely like it's feature, not bug for sure, and I yeah. think we all know that. And to one degree, like it just to one degree or another, it like works. Like you love it. I'm I love like, it. I I think it's mostly really good, but there are definitely some lines where I'm like, jeez. I, I, I wrote down a lot of lines yeah. here, so we'll. we'll I didn't write down any because vet. I knew you were going to write down a bunch, yeah, and I was exactly. like, and it'll all be this stuff where I'm like, oh, I love this whole line. episode is my most extensive note taking I've ever done because it's just like I, I mean, I, I keep on telling myself like I don't need to write all this stuff down, and then another fucking bonkers <laughs> mammoth thing. I'll be like, ah, god damn it. It, it reminded me a little well, bit whole of move, the big this Lebowski. Movie, this one in particular. It reminded me of Lebowski where every line is a gag. Like, yeah. I, anyway, I, I happen to like those guys. Well, There's well, some real shit in this one. I'm, I don't know. I don't the, know. The love of gold one is is very self conscious writing, but also it's not bad. I like most I, of it. I like how yeah. well, you were saying how hermetic this yes, movie is. It too, absolutely how it's like, is. This is a heist movie. It's like his. It's like his treaties on like heist movies. Like, I mean, you want to see a heist movie? Here's a heist movie, and it like it's, it's called like, heist. It's like everything that you everything that you want or expect from a heist movie well, and these people are like we're in a heist movie see in heist 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 we heist, talked heist. about house of games you talked about and not, and 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 very correctly you talked about how you know if it was in a 40s or 50s noir you wouldn't Ex- blink yeah and so like i'm watching this and going like this is asphalt jungle or the right. killing i mean think yeah, about yeah. the killing which is extremely mannered yeah, yeah you know sterling hayden's running around in that movie he sounds a lot like some of this shit <laughs> that's true <laughs> you know so i mean i feel like uh, I, I say this a lot with Michael movie, Bay, where it's like you got to choose to tune into this. As someone else said in another movie, you got to set your motherfucker to receive. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, his uh, his uh, 
his movie, his filmmaking and writing are very classical to mm-hmm. to a point. So it's like, so it is that it is like him. It's not him aping those old movies, sure, but it sure. is it is him making those old movies. And it is interesting that we did the when we did uh, the Postman Always Rings twice that you don't hear Mammoth's voice in that movie hardly at all. Right? They if, like yeah. suck. They like sucked up. Like you feel like he probably gave them a script that was pretty close to like the, a noir script, and that they sucked all of the. Hell, I'm Raffleson strikes me as the kind of guy who will take the screenplay. Well, that would seem to be the whole. Anyway, we talked about that a whole episode. That, yeah, that seemed yeah. to be the whole the whole uh, point of that movie was to suck the suck the fun out of a film yeah, noir yeah, script. Yeah. To like like well, what we're gonna do is make this depressing. Did anyway, you here's New, did you see New York, New York? Let's do it like that. Here's Jack Nicholson <laughs> drinking milk. And <laughs> <laughs> painting a rock white. <laughs> yeah, everybody check that out. So anyway, okay, so, so that's what an inexplicably popular episode too. They're doing they're doing a, a heist. They knock out they they knock out drops the the crew inside the uh, the jewelry store. But one lady isn't knocked. But out. one lady isn't knocked out. So just Hackman, didn't want coffee that day. Hackman has to come in. Well, here's what I didn't understand though, because it it seems like she's waking up. That's true. She was like sitting down, but then you see a shot of the coffee and it's, and it's not untouched. Drank. Well, the lid's on. Yeah, the lid's on. So I was just a little confused by that. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, and so Hackman basically is forced to like sort of expose himself he has to, to her. Go, oh, thank God! Oh, thank He's God! Like, oh, you're- he, he pretends to be like a helpful citizen or something like that, and then he tases her. Yeah. But then he realizes he's been caught on camera Spark. without his mask on. Well, they're gonna get someone hands him a gun. Ricky Jay's gonna hand him a gun, and he's like, no. And then he then Toronto gives him a taser because yeah. he's like, it's like very poor, important as far as Hackman's character is concerned. Yeah, well, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want to kill. And also, essentially, it's like it comes up later. It's like someone says like you should have killed her. Yeah, yeah. like because he wouldn't be burnt if he killed her. Right, because they yeah exactly exactly. But well, I mean, they that got kind the, of guy. This is this is gives because there's not a whole lot of reasons for for you to like Hackman. So you gotta the, the screenplay's got to give you something. Well, and also he's he, not like a likable guy in this well nah, okay but, but I, mean, I mean as i mean I what mean, it was it hawks or ford that said like we like to see professionals doing their job exactly. well and that's, that's why we like hackman but he's I'm, not doing his job well at the beginning either well no he is doing his job exactly he's doing his job well he just gets he gets the, the camera well, he, he also didn't, they didn't know about the wastes camera. way too much time trying to bash open that one lock on the thing and right they're going like hey, hey well, he realizes on. he's well, on he has camera to find, he, he it takes him a while to find the yeah to find the yeah, thing. and then he finds that the vcrs are all behind like you know because delroy lindo is like don't worry about getting the loot go and get Go and get the security tape, and he he traces the lines, and he ends up like sticking his face right into one of the other cameras. <laughs> yeah, and then he finds uh, that they're all in this like locked cabinet, so he's trying to bash the cabinet. I and actually then thought, they run out, then they run out of time. I yeah. I was actually I like wondering that part where Ricky J throws the thing at the window. <laughs> yeah, like, I think he throws a clock at the window. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> I was actually a little confused as to why he's trying to bash the lock off of that thing with like a wrench when they have that very elaborate pry bar that they use to bust open the front door of the jewelry store in the first place. I would have tried that. He's too, anyway. old, he's too old for this game. He's burnt. You know, he's burnt. <laughs> Come on. He's burnt. Uh, anyway, so they they get away with the they get away with the loot and then they take it to their fence. Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. And his nephew uh, Sam chewing, Rockwell. Just Sam the fucking scenery. Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. With a mustache. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Sam Rockwell in in uh, some excellent sleazy mode. Yeah. Danny DeVito in full on disgusting pig mode. He's yep. basically the penguin in this. Yeah. He's great. I'm gonna <laughs> play Gene Hackman like a harp from hell. He's like a one of these bad guys who's like, I love evil. Yeah. I, I love doing bad. I think it's also just like you see DeVito just like relishing playing parts like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, having a ball. He's having fun. It reminded and, and me dialogue, of uh, he like I get to do mammoth dialogue and I get to I get yeah. to be the I get to be the sleazy fucking bad guy. This he, is awesome. He reminded me of Romancing the Stone in this where he was a just bit, like I'm yeah. doing my I'm doing my shtick. But like a good but like a, a a guy who like that it's like that guy if that guy wasn't the worst criminal. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's some there's some fun lines in here. This is a, this is this is a good line where uh, I think it's Hackman says you plan a good you plan a good enough getaway you could steal Ebbets Field and someone Ebbets Field Ebbets Field's gone. See what I tell you? I love ah, that. Great. Ah. That's what I'm talking about. Is that that's like if if you're on if you're like me and you like are on the if you're like. If you tuned your motherfucker to receive yeah, yeah. on this shit, and I and I right like this last time watching this, I was like, as soon as they started talking like that, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. in it. And I think if you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, then it's like, oh fuck, this is gonna be rough. But if you're like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, give it to me, keep giving me that. And you're like, <laughs> and so like every line of dialogue was like, oh yeah, this is good, this is the good stuff. Uh, you know, this o- is what I want. This is some good stuff. Look, I'm, I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's good cocaine, it's street crack or whatever, <laughs> but it's but it did the it did the fucking job for me. I think the thing about it is not <laughs> that it's like on, man. unnatural or it's that like totally that's not how on. people talk because who cares? Right, I, I don't give a shit. About I think that. the thing that makes it feel unusual is that a lot of it in this movie is like very clear setup punchline stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, who's <laughs> like the line about Ebbets Field, it seems like a stand-up comic would deliver it as a punchline. That you know actually what I mean? has a punchline though. My my complaint with a lot of this stuff is that <laughs> is like the end of the line you go like, "What? That, what's the, the what the you My motherfucker's the... so cool when he sleeps, sheep, sheep count, count him. When he goes to bed, sheep count. Huh? Him. I love that. I love that. Everybody loves money, that's why they call it money. These are the famous ones. I don't ones. think that doesn't make any sense at all. No, I, I like, like that line. I there's worse, too. there's worse that's ones. That's why they call it money. I don't like that. I you don't, don't like the that, ant, uh, the ant pissing on cotton one. The ant pissing. I love that. I think that one's that makes sense. I think it's I'm gonna be as quiet as an ant pissing on cotton. I, want I don't to, want you as quiet as an ant pissing on cotton. I want you as quiet as an ant not even thinking about pissing on cotton. Well, that makes sense. That, I, I don't, I'm not saying it doesn't. That one doesn't make sense. That is just not good to me. That's not good writing. It doesn't sound good. It I, sounds bad. I like that. I one think a lot. it's. I it think it's great tortured. writing. I think it's very. I think it's very mannered. That's writing, the sort of thing but, that I would write if I was up late night drunk. That I would put down <laughs> in my notes, and then the next morning I'd read that and go, "What the fuck?" And I would shorten it or delete it. I mean, he might have like been on an ether frolic when he wrote this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it, it seems like he was a. There was a. He's either high, way too high on his own supply, or high on something else. Uh, I, but I mean, this. I, 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 there's a lot of stuff in there where you're like, how did that make the final cut? That's crazy. I like. I again, I like all that shit. I think it's. I think it's really fun. Yeah. Right. Also, yeah, if it works, it works. We need. To, we need to point out uh, beyond the beyond the dialogue, the structure of this like. So the movie doesn't actually open right away with them no, going into the heist. The him. first thing we see is Gene Hackman like looking around in the woods with a shotgun somewhere by this yeah. fence. By this fence, and it's like later, basically, like what what it turns out is like the whole movie has been a setup for him to rip off Danny DeVito on this con that Danny DeVito wants this heist that Danny DeVito wants him to do. Because Danny, when they then when they, do, they go back, Danny DeVito's like, "But you got to do this other heist." And he's like, "I'm burned. I can't do this other heist." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "But you, you got to do, do the thing. You got to do the heist. You got to do the thing. We got to do the other thing." Heist. He's like, the "I'm thing. not doing the heist." Yeah, they call it the thing. The thing. The over Swiss and over job. Again, the thing. The Swiss job. And that's where you get all these weird stand-up comedy lines about Swiss, like all the five things that we know about Swiss people. <laughs> people, I think Ricky Jay and, and Gene Hackman are constantly teeing off on the Swiss, and yeah, it's yeah. usually about chocolate or cuckoo clocks. It makes sense. That's that line where after they after they've got the score, he's like, "Take your get your cuckoo clocks and your chocolate out of here. We got your fucking gold." I love that. Here's the, yeah, here's the Swiss. Here's the Swiss lines. Ricky, it is, almost feels that feels like Ricky Jay maybe made those lines up almost. Jicky Ray definitely improved that. The first one it is gotta be. Where he's like, I never liked the Swiss. They got these clocks. Two cocksuckers come out and hit each other with hammers. What kind of sick mentality is that? I, I love think that. that's that, very funny. That, I don't know. It's, it's Flop sweaty to me. Uh, I don't and then think, there's I another one. 
what's what's if the it was in the one? middle of a movie where none where nobody had said a line like that at all the whole time, I'd be like, that's flop sweaty. But in this case, I'm like, man, this whole movie sounds like this. So go sell chocolate, you Heidi motherfuckers. Go sell cuckoo clocks. We got your goal. Yeah, yeah that's what yes, it was. I love it. Yeah, cuckoo clocks, Heidi. Heidi. Motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> they didn't get neutrality, and they didn't get, like, off, like... Uh, Nazi gold. Uh, Nazi gold, but they got all. I guess they do have their Nazi I mean, they do they steal a bunch Nazi of gold, gold and yeah. then... I'm just saying, as far as his zingers, his Swiss zingers. <laughs> yeah. Skiing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they ski a lot, yeah. They had the Alps there and shit. Yeah, take your Matterhorn and stick it up your fucking ass, you dumb Swiss fucks. See, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick a lint bar up your ass while I'm, while I'm there. And, uh, bah, bah, bah. Swiss cheese. Put some Swiss cheese up your ass, you fucking Swiss fucks. Swiss cheese is okay. So, so DeVito take basically... Back. Take it back, Kevin. What? It's DeVito, not the best cheese. It's, the, it's not the best. It's got all those Guys, holes in it. Come on. It's missing parts. It's got a bunch of holes in it. It's a rip-off. Kind of. I want a solid block of cheese Kevin likes here. Gruyere. Gruyere's ooh, great. Ooh, well, la, la. I would know. I've never had cheese in my life, so I don't yeah. know. Matt even you looks pre- at you would, you would, having never had cheese in your life, Greer was not a good starter Wouldn't cheese. Good with me. No. Matt eats cheese in a dream. You better wake up and apologize. <laughs> the cheese better apologize. <laughs> the cheese stands alone. <laughs> uh, have you eaten cheese in a dream and you wake up and go, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, cheese. <laughs> you ever see a man apologize to cheese? Yes, so, once. Yes, once. So they got to go do this Swiss job. They're basically going to get forced to do it. Uh-huh. But then they're like, no, we're going to bail. Also, there's this other con. They're conning this guy with this boat. They're going to steal a bunch of money from this boat Okay, guy. For, a couple things. First, we have to mention that, that Danny DeVito is insisting, if they do the Swiss job, that Sam Rockwell, his nephew, be a part of the crew. All right, and they hate him because he hate sucks. because he sucks. <laughs> he's, a sleaze, he's a sleazebag and he's a lame. He's a lame. I love that, a lame. He keeps You're saying You're fucking it. lame. And every and Sam Rockwell is already uh, way into the idea of of boning Rebecca Pigeon. Right. Uh, so Rebecca the Pigeon is going to be quite the sexual token in this movie. Sure enough. Right. Uh, David Mamet's wife. Here's a, yeah, I got a roll for you, honey. Oh, great. Th- th- thanks. Uh, okay, so the heist honey. where because there's this rich guy who may be a mob dude. Uh, we don't know. We don't he's, know. He's but got money, and they're like, "Where'd you get that money?" And he's kind of like, "Hey, don't worry about it." Yeah, not and, mob stuff. He, he wants it? to Could buy stuff. Whatever. He wants to buy Gene Hackman's boat because Gene Hackman's sort of front business is he builds boats. He's like, "I'll build you a boat." He's like, "I want that boat." And I want to know what the whole con with selling this guy the boat and getting the boat back. It, does that have anything to do with the larger plot of the no. movie, or is that just a one-off? That's a that that was I think literally like that was a one-off that they were like gonna rip this guy off also because Sam Cause Rockwell they were gonna rip that guy off and take off but Sam Rockwell tries to come in on that con too does he not no he's he he, he blows that he blows con. that con by coming in okay by like sneaking around there and they're like they kind of think like did this guy is this guy trying to rip us off is this guy fucking with us and then that guy like goes like I'm out of here and then. Uh, Sam Rockwell's there, and they're like, "You fucking idiot! You fucking blew this whole thing." Okay, so the I whole think, point. I think that they were maybe gonna like abscond on the and, boat, and then like, and now it's like, well, now because they keep because that was gonna be his nest egg to go down there, as and, they keep saying. And now they're like, well, now we away. have to go do, and now we have to go do the Swiss job. So I think ah, there's a point in the movie where they're not gonna do the Swiss job. Thank you. Okay, and then and then so then it's like. Then the rest of the movie we're seeing is like because of that. Right. All right. Thank you. That's helpful. Also, that plot, that whole plot line serves to uh, inform you that uh, that Gene Hackman is a skilled smelter and can gild things. Yeah, I gilded it. I gilded it, which I love you. I I want to say it is boat. I gilded it, and then later on you're going to see more of that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then this movie is a gilder's paradise. I tell you, if you like gilding, I also enjoy the great uh, gilding. They should call him Gilder Radner. Oh. You should join the Gilders Guild. <laughs> uh, 
I enjoyed the Patty Lupone cameo. Patty Lupone, for fuck's sake. The as, queen of Broadway. As the drunk, I don't know, flight person of some kind who's not supposed to be drinking on the job. She's a hardcore yep. drunk. Yep. And Corey and I, and this, and it comports with Corey and I's theory of like this sort of genre of movies is when, when you see alcoholics, you can rate their level of alcoholism by the size of the bottle that they use. <laughs> and it's weirdly, it if goes smaller. It, it goes yeah. in the opposite direction. Yeah. So if you see a person who's like falling off, the, who who isn't an alcoholic, and but then something bad happens and they ru- they run well, around a full bottle. They have full they'll bottle. have a huge bottle that they'll be like, oh, I'm all fuck. I'm not yep. used to drinking. I have a full bottle. And then the kind of like like full on drunk, like a drunk detective will have like the smaller bottle mm-hmm. and it's always like almost empty right and you're like how are you able to sustain being drunk all day off of the it's made of drunk but if it's like a fuck like a full-blown alcoholic like i am at the end of every i'm either gonna die or going to rehab it's the little airline, the airline bottles. well but in this so she's but this is like and she's got the airline she's bottles putting, and she, well she works at an airport yep and she's also putting she's also putting it in her coffee yeah which is like Not that's great. that's the like that's like the full the like Full blown, full blown alcoholic is where they're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, I just, I'm just gonna put some of this in my other drinks. Like they're yeah, not yeah. drinking it from a bottle. They're not like, oh, I'm sad, I've got a drink. They're like, I gotta put this, I gotta have this alcohol in everything that I'm consuming just all day, all to, the to time. Stay normal. I gotta wake up in the middle of the night to drink alcohol. And she has to have the little ones because she has to, you have to hide them yeah, from, yeah, from, right. from your bosses. Well, and they, shit. they said, I like and how actually, they set this up. It's that true. Makes, it, it makes like, sense. Na- though. Yeah, yeah. Check, keep an eye out for it. No, but it actually, once you see it, you can't unsee it. The theory works 90 percent of the time. It actually makes sense too. Yeah, yeah it in does. A way. Like you know, you gotta like hi- you gotta hide being a maintenance drunk because nobody wants to be around you once you're once you're there. Yeah, you're like. But you're like the the <laughs> hardcore, it, it is weird to me. It's always the hardcore, like like the you know functional alcoholics, yeah, the detectives where they got the little, it's yeah, like yeah. a little flask. Yeah, and yeah. they're just like just a little nip. A like, nip. what do you gotta fucking fill that thing nine times a day or something? <laughs> like, is that enough for a hardcore fat? Burnout alcoholic well, they detective just have, guy. Just have to keep. They have to keep like some sort of a level of alcohol until they get off work when they can fucking go to the bar yeah. and get hammered. Yeah, exactly. So like that's the thing is that they're like, I gotta keep this much in me in my system just to stay level. Then, but I but I, I there's a clock. I'm fucking looking at this alarm clock. It's gonna go off and that's drinking time. Yeah, <laughs> and then I'm drinking a whole bottle. <laughs> Anyway, I like the way they it's set the up Travis her character and Corey, too. Uh, theory of booze bottles. Or your, Keep an or, eye out for or it. Or your Nick Cage in Leaving Las Vegas, who's just filling shopping carts with bottles of booze. But yeah, that's he, he's he's, he's, a, drink, he's literally drinking himself to death. Yeah, that's so a level that's you a don't bit. often see. Also, no. in that movie, like Nicolas Cage, actually, you can see how drunk he is because you can see the alcohol through his skin, like filling up his body, <laughs> like a thermometer. It's I know weird you're, that they I know did that. I know you're joking, but it's actually you kind of feel you, like you, you can. You kind of feel like you can. Like by the end of the movie, when he's like dying, dying, you're like. Ew. It's almost kind of coming out of him. It's yeah. like just overflowed. If it's you a, haven't seen that movie in, in a long time, the makeup artist just yeah, deserves yeah. a lot of Great credit. He looks, like so that de- scene he looks so bad. It's like bad. that scene in Constantine where the demon makes Bruce Taylor Vince <laughs> drink all that booze, and it's just literally like spilling out of his body as he's dying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Patty Lupone is not that not drunk. that drunk, <laughs> but but pretty drunk. <laughs> but she's but, but she, I like I like the setup for this earlier because there's just this one off scene where they're at this airport right. bar. And like Rebecca Pigeon. Rebecca Pigeon, Rebecca the Pigeon is doing a whole thing where she's like, she sees Gene Hackman in there, and we know that's a setup, but Gene Hackman's got this badge, and she's like, that's all I need, that's all I need, that guy's a cop, if he catches me drinking, I'm in real trouble, because already Patty Lupone's been talking to Rebecca Pigeon, who's been yelling at somebody on the phone, we don't know who that is, and yeah. she's like, drinking too much, and Patty Lupone's like, take it easy, baby, you know, you better take it easy on that booze, and Rebecca Pigeon's like, up yours, Patty Lupone, I'm Rebecca the Pigeon. <laughs> this guy here, Why don't you though. go sing on Broadway? Yeah. <laughs> this guy here, though, he's uh, he's gonna get you, he's uh, FFA, or whatever. FAA, FAA. Yeah. FAA. 
What's FFA? Future yeah. Farmers of America. Yeah. <laughs> Figure Fuckers of America Association. <laughs> Power, a powerful organization. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gene Hackman's like, I busted you. busted you for drinking on the job. Now you got to do what I say. And then she doesn't. So that's like a weird uh, thing. No, she does. No, she does. Uh, does she? Yeah, yeah, she gives him on going on about she gives him her part keys. of the con. No, she gives him no, her yeah, keys. She does exa- I should, I'm not going to try to describe. I don't know what's happening. She does exactly. That's later, though. She does exactly what she's. What she's All right. Later, what he busts. Later, he busts her. Drinking at the Roach Coach outside the the airfield. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then she, he's like, she's like, "Don't bust me. You got kids. You need. I need a break. Give me one break." And so he's like, "Okay. So what's gonna happen is we're doing this. Me and my people are gonna come in. It's an inspection, but it's a surprise. I will be armed. Blah 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 blah. And you're gonna give me your keys right now. Right. And you will go into the program and you will never take another drink. And she's okay. I'll do that. And that's the last you see of her. She doesn't show up in the movie anymore. She probably gets fired. Yeah, she probably gets fired. But we don't Tomorrow know. Tomorrow morning she's gonna wake up and everything's gonna taste better. Right, just like, the fight Ray, just like Raymond K. Hessel. <laughs> well, I know where she 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 like leaves the movie and goes straight to that bar. Yeah, right. Woo, I gotta get fucked up, man. Oh, that was, this that was very a, stressful. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like that. It's like any of these kind of heist movies where like things are working out sort of like they mm-hmm. have to knock out that guard and they weren't. Yeah, the guard really does. They weren't planning like, on that, except that they had the contingency plan where Ricky Jay shows up and he's got the guard costume. So yeah, yeah. always it's have like a contingency kind of, plan. You gotta have the contingency. So it's but it's uh, but him being there wasn't necessarily. The plan. The plan was like we just go through here and it's fine. But this guard's kind of like, "Excuse me, um, are you heisting? Are you trying to heist?" And Gene Hackman's like, "I gotta fucking kill which this is, guy." Which already, knock him out. which already happened once earlier, where they were staking out the, right. they were setting up stuff in the airfield, and like this cop comes up while they're doing their road crew act, yeah, and like Sam Rockwell's maybe gonna shoot him, and everybody else is like, "No, be cool." That's where, that's where, uh, that's where Rick pissing J- on Jicky Ray. No, that's where Jicky Ray says, uh, "My, my, my motherfucker's, motherfucker's so, so cool. cool." When he goes to bed, sheep count him. Yeah. Don't care for that one bit. I love it. Uh, okay, so they're doing. Also, that scene's great where they're like, where they're just like, Hackman's like, ah, well, what the fuck? Oh my and god, yeah, he's ha- fucking shit, and like he's Hackman's putting on a whole doing the mammoth and, thing in that. Him and uh, Delroy Lindor are putting on a whole act about how upset they are about not getting these. This this. Ah, he's supposed to be out here, but then the cop is like, okay, you guys seem like all right, dudes. But meanwhile, Rockwell's like about to fuck it up by pulling out a gun and yeah. going out there. That's that's like a good advice just for regular life too about about like good lying is if a cop comes up to you and you're and you're doing some bad shit go like oh thanks for showing up yeah, yeah. that's what you do you yeah. don't be all like oh no what are you doing here you go like oh yeah come on over here welcome thank god you're finally here well i got this whole situation that's been going on yeah <laughs> right exactly <laughs> learn lessons about how to lie people <laughs> seriously uh, but anyways they're, I told, they're, did i ever tell you about the time i got pulled over with all the drugs and guns in my car Yes. That sounds good, like a good, story. a good story. Did you tell it on this? No, I'll tell it some other time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, anyway. have, you have to meet Matt in a bar to hear yeah, that that's story. that's not a story for Maybe public Maybe we do that on Patreon. You have to pay to hear that story. If we get a thousand patrons, <laughs> we get to hear that yeah, story. Yeah, that's not a story for public consumption. Statute of limitations, <laughs> It gets I a imagine. little blue. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I keep my pants on in this one. I do keep my pants on in the story. Uh, <laughs> so they're doing, they're doing this heist. They're doing this Swiss job. And what they do is they, uh, they manage to pretend to be like an airport... Or an, air, an airport like flight crew, not flight crew, like a maintenance crew. Right. They set the bomb that we saw Gene Hackman setting up at the beginning of the movie goes off and causes a big distraction, which is awesome. Explosion. Cool explosion. Yeah. It blows up Very this cool. whole fucking uh, like shed that, yeah. that maybe electrical or something. I don't know. Some kind of fucking. And it, fu- it fucks up the whole airport, and it's like everybody's not yeah. paying attention to the fact that they're robbing this plane. Essentially, they have to shut down the airport for a minute because they're like, there was a huge explosion yeah. and fire trucks. Yeah, and that's black a problem at an airport. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. We don't like that. No. Planes can't just kind of take off and land. If just go out. There was an explosion. It was, it was <laughs> over yeah, there. It was fine. Just keep going. This um, happens every day. And it's it's definitely pre-9-11 airport security, but still, yep. it's it's pretty it's 
pretty plausible, although I think that they would still have an eye on the plane that's still on the tarmac with like a really, guy, guys I mean, getting in yeah, and out of it. They're but both naked out there for a know. while. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think they do. Uh, they have. They know the. They know where the plane is. I guess. Right. They're like. But hey, nobody's nobody's here. looking at it. And you actually hear, hear them go like, "Wait, where's that plane? I haven't heard from them for a little while." Oh no, they're still on the tarmac. Somebody get a hold of them. I think they're on the opposite side from the tower. Or yeah, something. they're like maybe. Because you hear yeah. the guy go like, "I don't know where the plane is." Oh, there it is. I, it's I, not going. It's not moving on the tarmac. That's all shit. That's all shit. That's all fine. I don't know. I don't fucking. I don't this fucking is know not the, my complaint with I don't the know movie. the fucking no, intricacies no, 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 no. Of, of airport security. I was just security. curious about it because it seems like they're out, like you said, they're out there pretty naked for a now, long time. Now more, but yeah. there's also like they have their maintenance truck, so it could even be if someone, I mean, I don't think that happens to me, but I was thinking, well, if they see they see the truck, right, they it go looks like, legit. oh, someone's taking care of that right, plane or right. whatever. And, you know, and like, Sam Rockwell's got them on the line going like, don't talk to the tower, talk to me, I'm talking to the tower. Yeah. yeah. But um, this is but this is in fact the part where I get confused because they, like they, we say, they pull over the plane, they're like, turn off everything. They knock out the guys because of terrorism, they knock out everyone with gas, and uh, and then they, they start, say there's a bomb they, on board. They say there's a bomb on board. There's a bomb in there. Open up the door. There's a bomb in there. Bomb in there. And then uh, come on. And so they've got their van, and they got like a fake uh, engine in there that they're going to put the gold into the compartment of the engine. So right. that's So that's like a little a little Heidi thing, and and they go to the, the this compartment on the side of the. Uh, of the plane, mm-hmm. like they move, clear out some boxes. They pull, and this is where the the gold is. Yeah. And they pull out these boxes. Gene Hackman's got one piece of gold. Where he's like, "See, it's the gold." Yeah. And now take these boxes that you can't see through or anything like that. They start unloading these boxes. Well, they got to do it quickly. They got to do it quickly, of course. And right. They slide those into the van, and then Sam Rockwell drives off. Uh, drives off with Rebecca Pigeon. And is this at the point where he? Well, no. This is before. But before that, they they get the they get it out of there. They get they go back to their garage. Then, the garage, yes. Then and they're Sam waiting Rockwell, on this tow truck. Sam Rockwell knocks him out. They've been there's this whole other part of the scheme where they've been like calling for a tow truck mm-hmm. for a, a truck earlier, yeah. And so that they have proof that they called basically so that they can go like when you know when the cops show up maybe which they do they can go like oh well we've been calling for this fucking tow truck all day and the cops can check and go oh yeah that's true right. okay finally showed up or whatever yeah yeah. Um, tow truck probably showed up earlier, and there was no car there. But that's beside the point. Exactly. The point is they have enough time to get away. But he yeah. also he also like, he's like you've been burnt. You gotta go there. All you gotta go on your own. And yeah, Jackman's you can't like, come okay. with the gold. And then Sam Rockwell like knocks him out, knocks yeah. Hackman out, uh, shuts the door on him, and then drives off with Rebecca Pigeon. He's like everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And then, uh, but then I think while they're driving, we find out that she's in on the scheme. I, I can't no. quite tell. No, well, no, no, this is part of the scheme. This is all part, part of the scheme. scheme. So, so this yeah. truck, this truck I, runs. The, you this, guys are gonna have to guide me through this. Truck, I don't know what's the truck, going the on. The truck all runs. The, the truck. They're like talking, and she's like, she's like, let's just go to the. Oh, meet and also, place. And he's like, he's, he's like. Oh, also, at this point, he's fucked her. He's fucked her because that was because that was their way. That was their way to get to get the to, to like believe that she wasn't like lying. Hackman sent her to him. Hackman sent her, and he's like, well, and Danny DeVito's like, I'm suspicious of that. Danny DeVito again great in every scene he's in but Hack- <laughs> Hackman with that action proves that he's you know maybe not a good husband or partner exactly. at the very least no uh, so that's I don't find him to be a likable character no 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 I don't think it's, that's important but certainly not but uh, but like you know her betrayal at the end is like you're supposed to be like ah fuck her she betrayed him it's like yeah but he betrayed her first yeah who gives a fucking shit also anyway. though I thought well, anyway, we'll treated her as a pawn yeah exactly one of, Ammon, one of Mammoth's many allegorical pawns in this case also treated like a sexual token yeah in any case, so they're, she and Sam Rockwell are talking in the truck, and then they, they get into an accident, and uh, Sam Rockwell's like, I'm going to check on the gold. And she's like, no, no, don't check on Leave the gold. Leave it alone. He goes back there, and it's not gold. The the, 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 the containers are full of like metal washers. Well, then, But then she's, run, then she's running she's off, run and she's getting into the truck that ran them off the, the road, exactly. which is uh, the, you know, Del Orlando and yes. this Hackman. is This is the main part that like, confused me here. Because they're like, we're going to steal the gold. 
I don't know. Uh, maybe I just wasn't following it very well, but I don't understand what happened here because okay, I will so, tell you what happened so right now. Someone okay. should have killed later Sam on, Because later on, yeah. uh, Hackman and Delroy Lindo go to an airport and they're posing as some other guys and then they get the gold out of some other plane. No. No, it's the same plane. It's the same plane. It's the same plane. So what they, did the was, what they did was they, they, they swapped out the gold for the washers that were already on the plane also. Because the washers they, were on the plane? They put them on the plane they, in the oh, first place. That's their cargo. Okay. Oh, and they then, hired the plane mm-hmm. to put that cargo. Yes. So they put their own cargo on the so plane that, that was also in the same place as the gold. So that they could and switch they switched them. them, but they didn't take stuff in and out and swap the gold. They just swapped the labels on the containers and moved the containers. Because you remember the containers say his company on them when they go they, when they go to the airport to claim the cargo. And they're so like, that's of, my stuff. It's kind of twist that's just too boring for me to follow. Like, that's It's something that happens completely off camera, and you don't really even know what's happening. The thing that well, I, I mean, find... They can't, they can't show him doing it at the time, otherwise you'd know right, that Sam Rockwell know, doesn't have the gold. Exactly. Yeah. So, so Sam Rockwell never had the gold. The stuff that they take off the plane and put into the engine was always the washers. And then they well, took- The way that that's presented to me is, is very unsatisfying, because like when, they, <laughs> when, when Gene Hackman and, and uh, Delroy Lindo are in the plane and they pull these boxes out that have the gold in it, Gene Hackman's going like, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Like you're supposed to be like, whoa, the prestige. Well, I and mean, I'm going like, I don't understand the two what of them, happened. The two of them know exactly what they're yeah, doing. So I know, but I'm we're... watching the movie. I'm supposed to know too, presumably. You, but you no. do find out later. You you're find not out later. What the hell is wrong like, with you? I don't feel like I found out later. It's a con man movie. You all, absolutely all, all find I out know later. is that, like, yes, they have the gold. I just they don't, don't have the gold beca- at this point. They have the gold now. Him they and have the gold now. Now that they the go back to the airport and get their own cargo then off the plane. Then they start smelting. And then yeah. they have the gold and they smelt it. The thing, like they got the gold. The I thing got. that I think is unsatisfying about it at all is is that it's co- completely implausible to me that they would let anybody on the plane to take cargo off of it after a robbery. Yep. But That's another thing. Fine. I don't know. I buy that. <laughs> Yeah, I, that seems like a bridge too I've, far for me. I've bought, I've bought like stuff. I've sure. bought, I've bought lamer stuff in in lesser. And it's, it's certainly <laughs> like Man. it's definitely in you know, it's definitely on. in. You buy the premise, you buy the bit territory. I'm I'm not saying I won't let it slide. I'm just saying it's patently absurd. I think I think for sure now, yeah. like there's no way they would let you on a on a. But I think then they were like, I don't know, airport security. Like again, it's like right. a lot of it's like what, what's airport security back then? I don't know. He's uh, just got some cockamamie story about it. Like I got to drive this to Philly, or if it's my job, I don't. Meh. I just think that that whole that whole process that that seems pretty important because that is in fact how they get the gold. It doesn't make sense to me. And hmm. and then when you do well, find you, out, it it's didn't not make sense to you because you t- somehow missed the fact that it's the same plane. You thought it was yeah. a different plane. It's yeah, it's the same plane. Yeah. It's just still there because of all the investigations going on, and because they were robbed because they robbed the yeah they, they robbed the, the gold. Plane. Yeah, because they stole the gold from it. So they're they, like, as they, far as the they, authorities know, there was gold stolen, and they had washers put on that plane to have it flown in. Right. To, the the co- the containers that they pick up. That we now know has the gold in them originally had the washers in them. Yeah, they moved them around and then took the washers back off the plane. Yeah, I get that now. So that Sam Rockwell would think that he had the gold. Yeah, there you go. It's a boring heist. <laughs> it's I a boring heist. I don't think so. I think it I gets more confusing later. I don't think it's confusing at all. But anyway, we're all we're, all, we're like the three bears here. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> is true. We really are. I'm so not, I, I, none, none of this mo- none of this movie confused me in any way. Wow. But they yeah. they go Delroy Lindo and Gene Hackman start <laughs> smelting down before, they start smelting down the gold and they make it into these big poles. Well, we yeah. 
and that becomes Which like a little mystery. Like, in yes. what form is he smuggling these gold poles? I feel like we we see the gold poles right in the smelting scene. Do we, we not? See them, we yeah. see them smelting. Them we know into that this we thing, know that the gold yeah. is poles. But then there's a shot where Hackman's up in the rafters of the building, and there's all the gold poles there. Because we're supposed to think that they're the uh, the railing on his boat. Exactly. Yeah. At first, because so Danny and he's DeVito's like pretend. trying to scrape off the gold, and he's going like, "Why isn't this gold working? This isn't gold." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two misdirects with the gold poles. We, yeah. we know it's the gold is poles, but like, what's he, what are the poles then? How is how does he use that? Yeah. How's he going to smuggle the, the poles out? Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> we think it's on the boat. We get to say gold poles over there. Yeah, that's fun. Poles gold. <laughs> gold poles. You're moving the gold poles. <laughs> moving the gold poles. Yeah. Poles. The gold poles. Stop moving the gold poles. <laughs> so anyways, uh, he, he takes his boat up to the... Is, does other stuff happen here? I don't know. Well... You guys talk me through it. What happens... I don't remember a heist. I just a it, heist happened. It's well, a lot. they're gonna they're gonna they're they g- smelt down the gold into they're, poles. They're, they're like we're we're <laughs> yes. gonna get away, and then and then Sam Rockwell uh, shows up. He with take, Devito. Yeah, and they show up, uh, and Devito's like, "Ah, f- you trying to fuck me and steal ah, my gold? Give me my gold poles. Yeah. Give me my gold poles." And uh, there's a whole shootout. Well, the, and then well, they're gonna Rebecca Pigeon apparently gave them up. Right. She's Rebecca like, the Pigeon sorry. is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, and and then she's like, don't send him down there with nothing. Like, give him some oh, money. And meanwhile, meanwhile, like, Ricky Jay gets, gets That's right. killed. Danny That's De- what it Danny is. Danny DeVito Jay. tortures Ricky Jay. Chicky Ray gets killed. And this is this is the best scene. Well, one of the best. This is the most this the most scene in this movie because it's Ricky Jay being interrogated by Danny DeVito and it's the mammotiest dialogue. I'm actually going to post this. I took video. Oh, of it. yeah. It couldn't you couldn't be more mammoty where he's like, where's the gold? Where's the meat? You know, I'm reluctant to tell you. Oh, yeah, Jack. Well, that's the thing. The thing says man says guy says man says thing. Two tiny guys just yelling it's at each two, other. It's two, bald, <laughs> two balding pudgy dudes. You'll never see two balding pudgy dudes in a movie ever again. And saying dialogue like this, it's a, it's a real unicorn, this fucking scene. It's wild. <laughs> Uh, also, it's like following the scene where uh, Ricky Jay is like walking his niece to her yes. uh, to her school bus, which is very nice. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's and like, then, I, gotta, and then they, I have to go. I have to go. And away. then we see that the bad guys kidnap the little girl in order to get Ricky Jay Let's to go talk. show him something. He's like, ah, take him away, go show him something. Yeah. And what he shows him is that he's got their he's got his niece. Yeah. Right. So that's what happens there. Then they f- anyway they find him on the boat. Uh, Del Orlando and and Hackman. This is the scene where Delroy Lindo keeps popping up out of nowhere and shooting everything. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, Danny DeVito's like, I know that he got gold poles, and the gold poles are the boat or the uh, the hand or the uh, rails like, on the he's boat. Like, they're not the rails. And he's on just the boat, gonna and he's just gonna cut slices of gold off of the poles. Well, he's just testing he's to see that test- that is the gold. Testing. Well, you know, he says, "I'm gonna give you something. I'm gonna give you a little bit of gold." Oh right. And he's got my cut a little gold off this right. pole here, and he's like, "Wait a minute, this is like brass or something that looks like gold." And then everyone starts shooting each other. And there's a whole shootout. Good shootout. Delroy Lindo pops up out of nowhere. The first time he. He's kind of like behind the dock, but the, the second time, I don't know where he came. He's from. got Chuck the Norris in Invasion like USA powers. Last time, yes. last time he pops out of nowhere, kind next of. To him. But yeah, I yeah. love it. It's but like, it makes whoop. me cheer because I'm like, but Yay. the, the gunfight's pretty good. I do like the part too. Like when, also, the, they when everybody blowed, starts pulling their their guns out, and Danny DeVito's like, "Hey, no way, we could do this without guns." Yeah. And the plan has gone real fucking cockeyed. This yeah. is anything but a Swiss watch. Is speaking yeah, yeah. of Swiss people, and they don't bring up Swiss watches either. Cuckoo clocks, but not Swiss watches, because uh, like uh, things Cuckoo things really go things really go fucking sideways. Essentially, Danny, it's the same mechanism. As Danny DeVito goes, you you you, you fuck this plan into a cocked hat. <laughs> uh, no, you crumbed it. Well, I don't think Ricky Jay was supposed to get tortured to death. No, no. And every, everybody gets shot at the end too. Uh, it, Gene Hackman literally at least says, gets uh, "Shot if not killed." <laughs> the, uh, Pink, uh, Pinky Ricky Jay gets killed, and, and Delray Lindo. This is afterwards. Delray Lindo goes, "Too bad about Pinky." And Gene Hackman goes, "Yeah, it went bad there that last little bit, didn't it?" <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it really did. 
I love that because that's like how they're it's just, not an Ocean's Eleven how, type thing. That's how where professional it's like, oh, yeah. they are. They're just like, yeah, yep, didn't work out. That didn't. That last bit went good. Pinky, we I wish Pinky was not died. supposed to get. But they can't be like they can't be like. Uh, yeah, yeah. They can't I was be not like supposed to be emotional shot. about it or whatever. Yeah, because they're you know that's because they're because they're uh, they got to be pros or whatever. Yeah. I, I love uh, uh, what's the, what's Danny DeVito's like. Wait, uh, he goes. Don't you want to hear my last words? I just did. I just did. I love Shoots that. Bam! Sh- fucking blows Danny DeVito away. <laughs> You're just too hip to be happy. Yeah. Kiss my Yankee ass. So, so then the then I think is it then the the like later the scene in the diner with Del Rolando and him. Yeah, and they're like just just talking and it's kind of like that that went bad. You know, basically going like here's how you'll get your share or whatever. Yeah, kind of like and then he's like Del Rolando's like okay bye and he goes out to a car and this is one of my favorite parts where he goes <laughs> to the car and she's like she's like who's that guy and he's like I don't know just some fucking guy. He's more dialogue, but he's <laughs> yeah. essentially that. And I love it because it's like, man. His this life partner, essentially. Yeah, yeah and he's and, and he's she's like, like that, and she doesn't I, know him at all. That's I, I love that. I love that tag. It's just so cool. Cause also, it's, cause it's so because it's so cool because you're like the, all we we've only seen them in the scenes with other thieves and shit, and then we see him for like one second outside of that and in the she, real world. And she she has no idea what he some what fucking he's doing. random guy in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know him. Yeah, and she doesn't know. And she's yeah. like his wife. And, not, <laughs> I and, assume. and, and sorry, it, just to point out, all that his wife is fucking hot too. <laughs> Wait, Rebecca Pigeons? No, Delroy right. Lindo's, Del Lindo's wife. wife. Well, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca Pigeons, good looking too. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But Delroy <laughs> Lindo's wife. I'm just sort of like, hey, no, go back to that. Lady. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, she just drives away. You're like, oh man, she's really hot. <laughs> you were just reaching for whatever at the it, end. Of this yeah, movie, oh for you? sure. Well, and also Rebecca Pigeon and Sam Rockwell go off together because they think that they've well, got the gold. He took her, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they so think ta- so, Hack- the so cut to Hackman back at his gr- his garage, and he's spray painting these he's poles pa- he's black. Pa- he's not spray painting. Oh, he's, he's just, spray- he's he's just painting them. Yeah. <laughs> the brush. And, and then she shows up. Like, it was a good plan. Or Sorry, whatever. Charlie. Yeah. And then she's she's ripping him off with Sam Rockwell. Because you, he's like, you sent me to them. Yeah. They she's drive, right. They drive off with the gold, and then... He drives off in a different in a different shitty. He watches truck. them drive up. He's kind of upset, and then he's like, "You see a little smile," and you're like, "Uh oh, yeah. this old dog." He's got a got different a shittier truck yeah, yeah. with uh, more poles in it, and you're like, "Oh, this is the gold truck," because it scrapes and it scrapes off some of the black paint, and it's gold. And he's like, "Oops, better hide that." And and he, he doesn't even have most of them painted. Yeah, you know, he only painted the one, painted the, the one that which, gets scraped, which I love because like that's kind of like all like what who's gonna you know right. it's nobody all he needed nobody's gonna like search that there's shit all over the t- you know it's a dump dumpy truck you, nobody. But he's gonna like look and go like he better you know hope what? not. You know what? I bet that there's a bunch of gold poles under there. Right. Like you know. But uh, here's the thought I had about that about the Rebecca Pigeon character, and it's probably it's not in the movie, so it's just my thought was like was like well you know this could also be her like scamming Sam Rockwell again. It could be because. She could like, but I mean, it's probably not. It's probably just like, oh, she double crossed Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. But I, but my thought was like, when I was giving Mamet the benefit of the doubt for a second, was like, but like, it could be that she's like, gonna, there's gonna be, there's another double cross that we don't see. Right. Of course, we don't see it, so probably not. Right. And, and Mamet's like, yeah, fuck women, right? They're <laughs> gonna, mean, they're, only gonna, they're only gonna, the they're only gonna, they're only, they're only, they're only gonna screw you over if you give them to some other guy to have sex with or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, you're like, that's kind of shitty, but it's also like, in my, in my like optimistic view, there's like a tag, there's like a scene, you know, end credit scene at the end where she's like, haha, we got him, and yeah. you're like, yay, and you're like, oh good, so she was, she wasn't like, just, I mean, I think just you can, shitty. You for, can also chalk it up to like. Everybody in the whole movie is duplicitous with each other all the time. Right, except for like Delrelindo and Hackman. Yeah, and Ricky like, Jay would Ricky Jay would have been good if he hadn't been tortured to death. Yeah, <laughs> but it is. So, but I mean, the, the the main the main heist team, the men, 
are all hi- loyal to each exactly. other. Exactly. Sure are. So, you know. Women are, are all code. Women are all duplicitous whores. Here's your role, honey. Anyway. Well, it's definitely, yeah, like it, it's definitely not love that makes the world go around, except it is love. It's love, well, of, gold. love, love of gold. Love of gold. Anyway, like Hackman drives off with the gold at the end, and then... He uh, smiles. He's then, going to Mooseport. He was off yeah. to Mooseport to I retire. Know. I wish, and, 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 he, and he almost ends his career with his best performance in Royal Tenenbaums, yeah. but then he's in Welcome to Mooseport. <laughs> Gotta so. get one last one in there. <laughs> oh, Gene Hackman, come on. You know, he needed that, he like, did, he didn't oh, want to go south with nothing. Well, he needed oh, that one extra, like, oh, he, he needed a little extra. Mooseport. Come on, come on, come on, Mooseport. He wanted to pay off that I want to make a movie that squanders Gene Hackman and Maura Tierney. Come to Mooseport. Don't worry. People will like me as an actor more later. People will like me as an actor more later in my career. Frankly, welcome. Sport squanders Ray Romano too. Turns out to be kind of a good actor. What what it squandered was 98 minutes of my life. (laughs) Oh no! We'll do it on the Patreon. Okay. Will we? Okay. That's good. I'd like to. I'd like to see it again. That's our promise to you. I don't think I've seen the listener. Uh, Constant reader. Yeah, that's it. And goes out on Hackman smiling. The old this old dog still got a little bit left. The 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 young people didn't get it over on the he old heists. people. And that was hoist. He heisted it's him. Bosch the movie. He heisted. This came out like 2001, so that would have been the same winter as uh, Ocean's Eleven. Fun fact: the the couple st- couple big yeah. old the steel, heist movies. The steel beams that that uh, Sam Rockwell thinks are gold actually wound up in the World Trade Center. Yeah, hey. uh, but but. Gasoline can't melt them. Nope. F- air li- airplane and that Swiss fuel. and that Swiss plane. Uh huh. You heard me. It was piloted by George Bush. Exactly. No. Uh, <laughs> Bush did the heist. Bush heisted 9/11. Crashed into that Bush, building. Bush did he heist. Was, he crashed in that building because he was too busy reading that goat book. The kids. <laughs> my mother's so my motherfucker's so cool when he reads a book. Anyway. <laughs> When he reads a book, it's about a goat about to a, a bunch goat. of kids, and he crashes a plane. Pet the pets is his goat. Is there a way we can convince like younger generations, like the that like the Bush did nine eleven? That, that Bush was in the plane that he was flying the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that. You do. Yes. And so Bush, that was president for like seven. No, more he years parachuted or out. Oh, he par- Oh, so he so he yeah. escaped. Yeah, he escaped. Oh, the, I yeah, just like when he stole all that money as DB Cooper. I assumed it was a clone. <laughs> Or a robot that was president the no, rest of the time. No, he parachuted it out. Right, I, thought right it was, the last I thought it was a lizard person, George Bush clone. I didn't say he wasn't a lizard person. They're shapeshifters, oh. right? Yeah. The lizard he people. is a lizard person. Sure. Or do they just wear masks like in V? Both. Oh, okay. Do they eat mice, though? Absolutely. Yes. Don't okay. get me started. But only babies. Don't only get baby me started mice. on the pizza place that he owns, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking. Ugh, I don't even want to talk about it's it. It's a Swiss what, pizza place. <laughs> Swiss pizza. Uh-oh. Take Swiss your fucking cuckoo clocks and your Swiss pizza and get out of here. Actually, Swiss pizza sounds good. Come up your ass. Cuckoo clocks in a pizza place, that would be hilarious. Just a whole, play, whole pizza. pizza place full of cuckoo going pizza. It's going off like that room. I'm in cuckoo for pizza. Captain yeah. Cook's room and cuckoo, Hulk. cuckoo, cuckoo. It's time for pizza. For pizza, right? These, pe- these pizzas come out of the clock and hit each other with hammers and the pepperonis. Look at these motherfuckers recruiting each other. investors right now for the cuckoo this clock is pizza sh- place. Get me on Shark Tank for cuckoo just start, pizza. Just start it's sending all, us money. It's all Swiss cheese pizzas with cuckoo clocks. Mark going Cuban, off. if you're within the sound of my voice, have I got a deal for you? A pretty good idea that Mark Cuban's <laughs> listening to this right now. <laughs> Uh, cute plan, though. Cute as a Chinese baby. Good one. Uh-huh. I like that's it. one of that's maybe the last line in the whole movie. Uh, what other ones you got? I know is, you got a lot. Yeah, I'm the long lost motherfucker. Uh, this is this is the, this the is in, good line. interaction. Uh, he loves the word motherfucker. Yeah. This is the interaction in this movie particularly. He likes yeah. the word thing. He likes motherfucker. He likes bitch. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, when Ricky Jay is accosted by the people who are eventually going to like torture him. He's like, nice day for the human race. What race <laughs> is that? Or he says, nice day for the race. 
What race is that? The human race. Kids grow up, hope for the future, that kind of thing. <laughs> yep, that's fun. <laughs> I love that. Is there, this is Ricky Jay, right? This is Ricky Jay, yeah. And he, but he looks sad when he's doing it because he knows what's going to happen. Well, I mean, he looks like Eeyore perpetually, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you fucking lame. You going to shoot your way to stardom? That's to Sam Rockwell. We already got the pissing ant stuff. Uh, do the other thing. Oh, this is what this is what uh, uh, Delroy Lindo shouts to a guy uh, before he kicks his ass because <laughs> the guy's like holding a gun at him. He goes, "Your weight and your fate right here. <laughs> yeah. Your weight and your fate right here." What a thing to say. You know why the chicken crossed the road? Because the road crossed the chicken. Good. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Not okay. as good as Last Boy Scout, but Keep okay. Coming. This is good stuff. Yeah, going back to the beginning. Oh, I, I like this one. Like, how did you how did you come up with that plan? You're not that smart. I tried to imagine a fella smarter than me myself, and then I thought, what would he yes, do? Yes, I love that's that. Great. I do like that line. That was a good one. Yeah, that's good enough. Ratings: three and a half. Judds mm. find it a very highly entertaining movie. Very silly in its way. I appreciated that about it. Uh. And lots of fun performances. Like mm-hmm. seeing all these guys together. Love love Hackman. Miss Hackman. Great yeah. cast. Yeah, very good cast. I really appreciate that he was just he just retired. Sure. Lo- yeah. He didn't have oh, the, I love he that. didn't have the need to like just I gotta have people looking just, at me. I, like he, 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 I gotta look, be, get back in there. Mooseport the was the apex. There was nowhere to go for Mooseport. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the problem. That's the only thing is that like yeah. I think Royal Tenenbaums I think Royal Tenenbaum is his best, his best performance. performance yeah. And I think this is a career of Mostly yeah, only Hackman. great performances, yeah. and I think that's his by far his best performance. It's just it's a little it's like a little bit like ah you you couldn't just leave so close. just yeah. on like your greatest screen performance. But I mean also like who gives a shit really? Right, <laughs> but right, like right. but like you know, and I'm glad he got he got whatever he, he needed. He bought maybe a boat maybe he <laughs> shot maybe we can take solace in, in like assuming that he shot Mooseport first, and we so can, his last actual work. Someone posted something on Twitter recently, too. Yeah, where you saw a picture of him. Yeah, yeah. he's old, and and he's smiling, and it's just like, yeah, Gene Hackman, he's just retired. And he's he's like 96 or something now. He's super old. He looks very old, but he looks happy. And and they're just like, yeah, he's just happy in retirement. He's hanging out with his family. He's paints. Doing the stuff that he likes. You're like, yeah, fucking A, man. Good for you, Gene. He's just watching paint dry. You you cantankerous old cuss. Yeah. You did it. Uh, I'm gonna give this also uh, some a couple of Douglases for its uh, ruthless sexual tokenizing of Rebecca the pigeon. Yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell at one point like kind of just rips her shirt yeah. her shirt off, and she's like, "I guess and, this and is what's happening." Almost every male character in the movie comments about how I hot f- she is. I feel yeah. like that part where he rips her. I think that that's she knows. I think that at that point she knows that that's why she's there. Yeah, is for that's going to happen. But it's also still like, geez, do we have to have the? There's right. a lot of shots the where violence like, towards the one she woman. She says in, something. Right, right. Well, she'll say something to the boys and then walk away and then the camera will pan down to her butt and you yeah. almost hear like a yeah a swing so this is a shot that comes up in the sopranos a lot too butt shots the, the, the pan down because all the dudes are staring at the oh, butt yeah. well there's that really hilarious scene on that uh, where the uh the FBI guys are watching them play tennis, and he's just like got the binoculars. And he's just staring at oh, Adrian. Adriana. He's just staring at Adriana's ass. Ooh, hachi machi. <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. Yeah. Just because I like it because it's like, the gangsters are bad guys. Also, these feds are douchebags, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're also they're also, sh- they're also shitty. But Heist will answer the question, does Mamet find his wife, Rebecca Pigeon, attractive? He does. He yes. does. Yes. Uh, are they still married? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. They are. Poor, poor thing. I know. <laughs> I feel bad for her now. Uh, so what? I gave it. I gave it three and a half Judds. Yeah. I give it two Douglases, and I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it... <laughs> Ten sheep counting my extremely cool motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, oh God. Zero jet. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, two and a half. 
Uh, probably more because I, I don't think it's a full-on bad mover. I just don't enjoy it. I think yeah. it's it's Mammoth jerking himself off. It's obnoxious. I don't <laughs> understand what's jerk going you off. on. I'd ra- oh well, you know, hey, you know, if he's got the time, there's probably some money in it for you. <laughs> yeah, that's why they call it money. That's why they Mammoth jerked you off. You had to get it. <laughs> it. Makes as much sense as anything. Those hands calloused by writing for his whole life. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that sort of like self-satisfied style of writing. Um, that some of my favorite writers veer into. Um, Faulkner, Faulkner probably yeah. Brahms. I like uh, <laughs> Brahms. <laughs> His music that was a pretty self satisfied sometimes. <laughs> that was a, that, that was a callback. callback. That's right. Yeah, so my favorite my favorite musician. Yeah, that was my favorite band: <laughs> the Rolling Stones, Fleetwood Mac, and Brahms. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's the notes he doesn't play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta listen to that at home. With Mammoth, it's the words he doesn't write. Uh-huh. Oh boy, this what, one, what words this, does he not in write? This one, it's the what? Yeah, wait, exactly. Yeah. It's the opposite. On and on and on. The next movie is actually the words he doesn't write. Correct. Um, the writings of a very self-satisfied prick, and uh, and that's what's happening in this. Whatever. <laughs> but it's not a poorly made movie, and G- and like people are fun, and particularly Danny DeVito, who's having a fucking ball. Yeah. Um, God, so. God bless National Treasure Danny DeVito. Da- National Treasure Danny no, DeVito. No, true, j- true inspiration. No, no joke. Like Danny DeVito is one of those guys where you're just like, he's he is a genuine like where you go like God, and he's and he's and he's massively successful. He is basically yeah. like a dwarf, and it didn't <laughs> and just it didn't fucking stop him from doing shit. And everyone nope. loves him, and and, f- and and he's like now he's one of those guys through like multiple generations, mm-hmm. like because now yeah, you know, everybody he's been always on, it's always loves sunny him. forever. And he's fucking great on it, too. He's the dude that'll turn up on a TV show hammered drunk and people will be like, yes! <laughs> right, <laughs> Look exactly. how drunk Any, he is. Anybody else that does guy. that. I mean, he got into a little bit of trouble, but then eventually people were like, who gives a shit if Danny DeVito showed up on The did. View wasted? Yeah, that's, that's great. And isn't, I, that, isn't that, don't we want that? He didn't, he didn't like, do anything bad. He wasn't, uh, like, no, groping no, the no. ladies. He was just like, I'm having a good time. I'm wasted. And it's funny, too, because he got drunk on, like, limoncello, too. It wasn't like he was, like, really seriously wasted. Was it with Clooney, too, or something? I don't remember, but I know that he claimed it was limoncello. He just got shit hammered on like some girl liqueur in the middle of the daytime. Water. That's great. Just hearing. I mean, just National Treasure, American fucking hero. Just hearing his. Just like when I. I mean, LA Confidential, a movie I love, but just I remember. I knew he was in it, but I just remember even in the theater going to see that, and it opens with Danny DeVito going like Los Angeles, and I was like, yes, there is a lot of pussy in Los Angeles. But I was just like, this movie's gonna be great. It's like five minutes of Danny DeVito saying like sleazy shit. Anyway, sorry. Director of a truly, truly great movie that you need to watch again called Hoffa. Also, I can't say it enough. (laughs) Fucking rules. Wow, great. Okay. I remember, I, enjo- I remember enjoying it the last time I watched it, maybe a year or two ago. Oh, okay. But I didn't. I don't think it was like. I don't think it cooked me like it appears to have it cooked, cooked you. It cooked me. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, balls to the wall. You've a been lot cooked. Of fun. Frank Whaley killed Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, he did. You've been cooked. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of town. <laughs> You're burnt. Cooked. You're burnt. Cooked. You're burnt. You've been cooked by Hoffa. I'm gonna give it one and a half. Uh, Douglas yeah. is once again, man. But uh, maybe like the, it's it's the subtext is there, but he doesn't have the stomach to show the thing. None of these movies are horny or anything. Really. Nope. It's it's all. No. Um. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Motherfuckers set to receive. That's that, from Spartan. That, that's from Spartan. We've just been saying it a whole lot. God damn. It's a great it. line. It's my one of my favorite. Ten out of ten. Uh, gold. <laughs> <laughs> ten I love ten. It. Ants not even thinking about pissing on cotton. Oh, sure. that's what I was gonna say. Oh shit! Fine. I'm sorry. Uh, now I gotta think of another fucking one. Fuck! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pieces of shit. Ten out of ten golds. Pretty I thought good. I was I'm helping. Ten golds. I thought good. I was helping. No, don't help him. Don't Sorry. help me. He never he, help me. He's beyond help. Yeah. <laughs> Look at true. him. Trying to think Looks of a guy good, who actually. wouldn't help Travis that and do what great. he would do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Or don't do what he wouldn't do. 
Do, they could have made this clearer. I was thinking, do with <laughs> gun. They could have made this clearer. I'm gonna. Oh. I was gonna. I was gonna hedge. I was gonna hedge my bets a little. But you know what? I'm fucking giving this four jets. Because I. Because you know, I just wanted to. Conti- I just wanted to continue the. Uh, the. The three bears. <laughs> the three bears thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know. So uh, yeah, I'm giving it four. I actually do really. I. I. Every time I've watched this, I'm. I'm waiting for the part where I'm like, where I'm like that. Where and I do. I like. Extremely mannered writing can really fucking bother me. I can't fucking sit through a Kevin Smith movie anymore or whatever. You know, mannered seems like that's too generous a term for Kevin. Well, Smith. Well, but you know right? what I mean. I, yes. That was just a, that was an extreme example. Matter. But like, I, sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh boy, and 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 so this should hit all those those red flags. But for some reason, every time I put this on and watch it, I'm like. I'm just I'm just into it. I'm yeah. into it the whole time. I've watched it like three or four times. And I'm like I I love it. I loved it the first time when it came out in theaters and everybody was going like what a bunch of shit. And I was like, oh really? I, I oh I thought it was pretty great. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking give it four juds. I'm give it I'm gonna give it like oh yeah one Douglas. Yeah yeah. Is that part where he rips her clothes off? And I was kind of like you know this is cringy and like just the way she's like. B- bounced like, around like, everywhere and, like, and that scene too is like I'm yeah, taking one and, you one and, and a half. that's we'll it one and a half it's cr- the whole the whole way her character is 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 a prop is like <sighs> eh, that's, not, yeah. that's not great cut to my wife's I mean there's a, there's a way to have the her be the sure femme fatale and not have it be like necessarily that a bunch About of men a are like cheating bitch and Mr. Pass around yeah, by and a bunch of men ends with the, yeah you know and the and Mr. The end cameraman I want you to start this shot on my wife's luscious legs it'd be, it'd be, not yeah. bad but. and especially because it's like what's he doing with that hot wife it's like well she's gonna betray him you know he's not <laughs> she's, right. just, she's just a fucking woman yeah so you know that and I don't know. I'm still giving it ten and ten. Ants not even thinking about pissing. There on you cotton. go. That's fine. Come you, on, you earned it. They're not even thinking about pissing They're on cotton. Those ants. About it. I'm gonna give it a whole ant hill of ants not even thinking <laughs> about pissing on cotton. It could be as many as a million ants. What what ant would ever be thinking well, about pissing colony on cotton? Of ants. I love it. I think ants have, just do a lot of thinking in general, especially about specific stuff I don't like think that. Think ants piss. Ant, just some ant right now is thinking. They might sweat it out. If any ants are listening to this, <laughs> I think they uh, secrete. <laughs> let us let us know what's going on. Let us know how ants get rid of their fluids, everybody. Hashtag piss or secrete. Well, but also, do you piss on cotton? And no. does it make less? Does it make it? Because it, it makes Where does less, an eight hundred pound ant piss anywhere it, he wants? Because it makes less noise. <laughs> cotton. It makes less noise if you piss on cotton, right? Oh yeah, that's right. why I, my toilet bowl is filled with cotton. Always. Yeah. I, so I, that I, nobody hears you pissing. Because <laughs> that's oh, your hang-up. Respectful tenant. I the walls are paper thin around here. You can up. hear an ant pissing on cotton in here. I don't want to wake up my neighbors with the sound of my incessant pissing. <laughs> they're, just pounding, they're just pounding on the floor. Every, the with every successive episode again? of this show, Travis's kinks become more and more apparent. <laughs> Hey, I like pissing. I like pissing quiet. Wait, what do his, you want from his me? His kink is that he doesn't want his neighbors to hear. Yeah, that's what gets piss. him off. I'm coming right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming just like the moon is coming. You're just <laughs> thinking about pissing quietly. I don't want I'm you doing done. that anymore. Yep, I finished. Yep. Damn. Hot stuff around the All right. Hot things, stuff around uh, suspense are, HQ today. To heat up, mm. yeah. Uh speaking of Speaking of heating up. Heating up. Actually. We are going out with the be- best movie. Yeah, best for last. 2004 Spartan. Where's the girl? So we believe she was abducted. That she was taken to a bordello. Here in Boston? She may have been delivered for sale and sent down the pipeline and overseas. To get to her father. What do they do when they realize who they took? They kill her. I've got two days before the press wakes up. I need a man. A man who can unquestionably follow orders. I am here to get the girl back, sir. And there is nothing 
I will not do. What's this? She signs all of her letters with that. She sees things cockeyed like Picasso. They took her. Who is they? I don't want to get in trouble. She was here. Where is she? You're going to leave your life, or you're going to leave the information in this room? There's a slave trade going on of American women. Her father was in town. They took the Secret Service detail off her to take him tomcatting. She was snatched while he was cheating on his wife. It comes out. They lose the election. A fantastic fucking movie that everyone should see. One of my favorite movies of the 2000s. Yeah. Damn. Just, I think I think it's I watch this good. movie at least once a year, and I I did it piece on it a bit on it on our my Viva YouTube show earlier. So this is the second time I've watched this in like two months. I haven't Sheesh. seen this movie in probably a decade, I love it. and I think it is still fucking awesome. I like it as much as I ever liked it, which is a lot. <laughs> I think this movie. I don't, I don't know if I like it as much as you guys. There, I might just like there might be a cutoff for for mammoth directed films just for me. This just, one, but I still I like it a lot. I remember Red Belt came out after this, and everybody I do like everybody, Red Belt quite everybody a bit. loved that movie. I just feel like everybody that I know like was like all about Red Belt, and I thought Red Belt was very good, but it felt I felt like this was his apex. Like I felt like this was like I would agree. This was like him, all of his stuff, like his his like uh, him him like making a movie like Lean. His uh, the I think this movie is shot really well. I think the music is amazing, and also just the dialogue in in service of like like it's it's that confusing kind of thing where you don't know what's going on, but that's sort of the idea. It's destabilizing. But it's and, great. And, but I lo- I love it and, and the way people talk in this very specific business like way. Like, well, this is the way these characters would talk to each other. I don't know. I think everything it, it hits everything. Everything is kind of perfect in this movie. And it's the yeah. the summation of his thesis about the purity of moral codes. Yes. Yeah. Even more than, than Red, Red, Belt. Red Belt also does the same thing. Red Belt does the same thing. I think you're right that Red Belt is not as good as this, but I watched them both back to back yesterday and I fucking love them both. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Spartan is better. I'm not, I'm not throwing Red Belt yeah. under the bus or whatever, but it was just, I remember this came out and I, I saw it in the theater mm-hmm. and I loved it and everybody else was kind of like, no, that was it was good or like whatever. Yeah. And then Red Belt came out and everyone was like, oh, this is the best. And I was kind of like, but like, what about Spartan? That was right. the one. And I, uh, anyway. Yeah, what about Spartan? But this, Red, also, Red Belt also, both very good. also has that has that has that amazing ending, yeah. right? That's that. That's very moving. It's like a real endorphin rush. No, no, I'm not in Red again, Belt. But. The one thing Red Belt has that Spartan doesn't have is Mammoth's my favorite Mammoth line of dialogue. Wow! And I love this movie. I love Spartan so much, and the dialogue in it is this has fucking my awesome. Mammoth lines. For I, sure. I mean, it has most of my favorites, but my very favorite is in Red Belt, and it's kind of a throwaway. But he's going to uh, Chowatella Geo Four is going to visit Max Martini, his cop buddy, at the police station. And all the other cops know him, and he goes into the locker room, and this one guy goes, Hey, Mike, hey, Mike, tell this guy what the best weapon in the world is. And he's like, the best weapon in the world is a flashlight. Now tell him why. So you can look deep into the other guy's eyes. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I want my mammoth cranked up to nine, not 11. <laughs> Just got to scale it back a couple clicks. Oh, that's a perfect piece Damn, of dialogue. Good in that movie too. Anyway, we're, we're not talking about Red Bell. No, we're not. Talking about Spartan. Wanna, but I, I think this, yeah, I, I love this movie. I think this is great. I don't know. It's I, lo- really I, good. Love, I love everything about this movie. I love every scene. Every time I've rewatched this, it's like oh, I'm with you. Okay. I think it's I, just, I think it it's better, basically you know? flawless. And to, and to me, it. like the way that the plot is laid out, where you you're not quite sure what's happening, and it's, it's or even who's been kidnapped. Yeah, and stuff. It, it's withholding, and it, yeah. and it feels it very deliberate. And whereas that st- that stuff happens in Heist, and I'm going like I don't know what I'm supposed to get out of this. Sure. Whereas right. yeah, in, yeah. in Spartan, it's very it, it keeps it it makes it tense. 
It keeps making I mean, more tense. Yeah, in heist, yeah. it's like because like it's a heist movie, and so you don't know until you're not supposed to know until that you, that you know or yeah. whatever. But in this like, one, but in this you one, knowing he's isn't in, his, satisfying in, in heist, he's still in his Spanish prisoner sort of mode where he's like the part of the con is on the audience too. Yeah, yes. Spartan's and not doing any of that. In this one, in this one, everybody that's talking to each other knows what's going on. Yeah, you don't know, but you know that they know. So you're like, well, someone's been kidnapped. You don't know who for quite a while in the movie. We don't even well know. Past the, well past the we mid, don't even the know that they've point. been kidnapped. We just, we just don't know, know where know, she is. We know that they're missing. There's a girl who's missing. And then they, there were guys that were watching her, and so and they, pursue, they seem to be the secret service out. guys. So you can kind of assume. It's, yeah, it's pretty clear that they're all government guys because we don't encounter them until we already meet Val Kilmer. So we know he's a soldier, right? And so if the government is looking for this girl. You know, you you eventually, you eventually figure out what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, but you, and and if you don't, at some point it's revealed like this was yes. was fucking kidnapped. But like I love, I do love that because you're with them, yeah. And you're like, well, I'm I'm peeking into this world. I don't need to know. I don't need. I don't feel like I need to know all the details because these guys certainly know what's going on. Yeah. And the story sort of is propulsive of what you always hear about suspense, which is like the Hitchcock thing, where it's like, well, you see the bomb under the table, and right? Mamet's point of view in this particular case is like, what if you don't see shit? Right. Yeah. Also, Val Kilmer is the kind of guy who would generally he's like a extremely capable. He's like that's his whole deal. He's extremely capable. He's yeah. brought in on these things. He knows what's going on. He knows how to get it done. He doesn't know what's going on yeah. most of the time. So he, so like that's why he's. It's perfect that like the the audience mm-hmm. surrogate and is it, a guy is this a, guy and the audience doesn't that know. Not only does he not fully always know the details of what he's being that's asked his job. to do, but it's his job and he doesn't care what they are. Yeah. Right. He, I, we, I mean, it's important because at some point he does care. He should sure. care. But like he assumes that like this is important that I don't know, but then when he finds out what it is that he doesn't know, it's sure. like oh shit. You know, but it's like that scene with Ed O'Neill. You know, can, you know he he knows what he needs to know. Ed O'Neill goes like, "Can I trust you? The door is closed, sir." Yes. Oh, what a great piece of dialogue that is. <laughs> God, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten about that one. I was watching it yesterday. Like, oh, the door. There's there's a, there's like a hundred lines in I this know. movie that give me chills. Yeah. Uh, this is the, there's a, <laughs> I don't think there's much that many complaints that I have about the dialogue in this. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. And, brought, it, brought from a raging broiling boil down to a nice simmer <laughs> there's so many like when he's when Derek Luke is like showing him the Rogers Rangers card and he's like what did you did your dad carry that he's like, yeah he did did he come did he come back with it he did good maybe you can carry it now light a fire with it or something yep. and then <laughs> indeed he does later. indeed he does later light a fire with that card <laughs> smoking that yep. shit yeah uh, my favorite my favorite line in this one is when uh, it's it's not set your motherfucker to receive although that's an amazing line it's when it's when they're getting the pimp and he's like oh yeah take his eye out and Derek Luke looks at him for a second and he goes, Bet your life. Bet, bet your life. Bet your life. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, That's, is I that after or before he breaks that guy's He's like, arm I think you broke my arm. He's like, you broke my arm. And then he breaks his arm. He goes, now it's no, broken. Now, now it's broken. I think my favorite line in, in the whole thing, and, and there's a lot of them that I really like in this, is uh, watch the way be, watch the weather, baby, because it's going to change. Yeah. It's going to change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, and I love Kilmer's character says baby all the time. A lot. Everybody's it. calling each other. They, they actually, That's a mammoth thing. In heist, people are calling each other baby, too. But, but it seems like it's mostly the Kilmer character in this, and it's very, dis- I don't know, he's, he's it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. You get the word Chinaman thrown around a lot, too. Yeah. You yeah. Break your rice bowl. Or maybe that was in the last one. Uh, yeah, that wasn't the he, last. That one. turns up in Glenn Gary Glenn Ross as well, Rice Bowl. Uh, well, this one he's like tell the you know I need to talk to speak to the Chinaman, which is a code. You know, it's, you a tell lot, him, it's you like tell spy him, talk. You tell him the only man ever hold him, <laughs> ever heard him call on Jesus. You tell him only man. Ever I need heard you to get me to the Jesus. tall corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get me to the tall corn. I love man, that. That's, that's mammity. Kilmer, Kilmer is so good in this too. This oh. is probably my third favorite Kilmer performance actually after the Doors. 
And the uh, doors. It would be it'd be top secret, <laughs> real genius. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this and the doors, I guess. You know, I, I, do, it, I do love him in the doors. He is great in the doors. It's my favorite yeah, yeah. thing about the doors. I just don't love that movie. That's why it's your first and second favorite performance by Val Kilmer. Top oh, secret, man. real genius, snowman, <laughs> snowman. But I think he's I think he's really good in this, and it's like well, yeah. it's like he's it, outstanding. He like it's he's perfect for it, and he like it's like he it's like that that thing where actor and material like really match up. Well, like he gets it. Like yeah. he he, he also, clearly he clearly is on this motherfucker's wavelength. He like, gets the assignment. He really does. Yeah. He also tackles like, Mammoth's dialogue in the opposite way that uh, that he comes at it from the opposite direction that Devito does, where Devito's yeah. Devito's like chewing and gnashing at yeah. this shit, and he's coming in from like the other side, and he's very he's very subdued. Well, and I mean it's the terse. Ca- the character yeah. the character is a guy we barely we I mean be, even by the end of the movie we're like we don't even know this guy's name probably yeah. it's Jack Spartan special agent well, Jack people, Spartan people keep referring to him as Bobby and then at one point Derek Luke yes. starts calling him Bobby and he he's goes, like that's not my name Bobby's not my name Bobby's not my name well that's when he's annoyed with Derek yeah, Luke because yeah. Derek Luke he's like why, you found me you're not supposed to why are you here yeah, why are yeah. you still bothering me about this thing that was clear that's clearly over because he's a soldier he's like I went in to do my job it didn't work out. I'm moving on. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Well, I guess surely, surely, some extremely fucked up shit isn't happening here, right? Uh, I mean, it, the opening scene is great too. It's like one of those great mammoth scenes that sets up. That's mm-hmm. like sort of like you don't. That sets the tone. That yeah. sets like okay, here's what the movie's going to be. But also, you meet two. The, you meet two. You meet two the, other, three, the three main characters, basically. Kind of. Yeah, you meet yeah. the other two soldiers in yeah. that opening scene. So he's like running some training op for these army rangers, yeah. I guess. And uh, Derek Luke is in the is in the training troop. And so is Tia Texada. Mm. Who's uh, also great in this. Who's very good, yeah. Everybody's good in it, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they both, they both like, approach him after the training exercise is over to, like, sort of get some feedback and, like, thank him but for blah, both, blah, blah, blah. It, it shows both of them to- uh, how they're both totally, totally different, different yeah. too. Because like, she's, like, she's, like, comes up and says... Uh, Jacqueline Black, 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 you know, whatever her serial number. She, like, just goes like that, and she's like, I hope, I hope that you call on me someday. Yeah. Like, she just basically goes, like... I'm a soldier, and I'm gonna. do And he this. goes. Derek, he goes. What do they got you doing? And she like tells him where she where her assignment is. Knife, and, uh, knife fighting. Yeah. You don't teach those fuckers to, to knife fight. You teach them to kill. That way, if they meet a motherfucker who's who's, who's yeah, trained yeah. in knife fighting, they'll they'll walk away or whatever. Yeah. I love that. It's so good. You know, <laughs> you know what Napoleon said? Give me a man who's lucky. Yep. Uh, and then Derek Luke's character is more obsequious. He's more looking for approval too. Yeah. He's kind of like, "Hey, you know, cool, what's going on?" And and Kilmer's like, "I don't want to have a relationship with you or whatever." Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's, you know, and and he, he, at some point in the movie gets teamed up with both of them. Well, sort of. Anyway, but this is just introducing his relationship between those two because this stuff at the beginning doesn't really have anything to do with what it's introducing later his on. character too yeah, a lot. This is like his relationship. He has conversation this with these other soldiers, and his job is that he comes in, does these things, he disappears. He's like a he's like a totally off the books guy. He's the guy they call when they're like, "Some shit's really bad. We need you to come in and take care of a bunch of stuff." Yeah, he's quietly you competent. Know? But it's also that kind of thing where you could see like the you could see like the the, the scenes they don't show from this movie where after it is all over he's at like an apartment somewhere crying because he's like oh right. my god oh, <laughs> the la- like the last uh, scene of Jack Bauer season of- two where he's just crying <laughs> yes, in the car yes, I mean I'm, uh, they don't need that in the movie but it is like a lot it's like you watch this and go like. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of stuff to put I feel on this like guy. you get that in this you, a little. You, oh, you, you get, you get, well, especially with the, his character arc in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. The, like last, the way that he the changes. The last scene in the movie, the last shot in the movie is like definitely a little bit of that. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but you, you know, he gets, so then he, he, he loses training exercise. He gets called in. in a, another great, I don't know, there's so much great, like, uh, just uh, spare 
movie making in this where he's like driving his truck up there's a guy like locking up this construction site he sees a red light in this tent. he goes back he gives Val Kilmer a note who pulls up in a truck it says stand, stand to two. and a fucking helicopter comes and you're like I don't know that shit gives me chills because there's so many movies where that would be a whole fucking scene where there's dialogue or you meet this fucking guy in the hard hat or you right you know, the guy, and the guy in the hard the guy, hat you have to talk to like three guys office. to a helicopter you know yeah it's like what's a, going on well like, somebody kidnapped this girl we gotta go blah 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 we'll yeah. be doing 0800 blah 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 and I love the score in this too yeah. this score that just like this like kind of propulsive score that keeps hap- that keeps like going it's got this I don't know what the instrument is it's like a uh, it's a theremin it's, it's almost like a Ooh. Middle Eastern thing but it's got this flute kind of thing and then this drums or whatever I don't know it's just uh, I don't know this movie this movie gets me because then and then the helicopter lands in this football field and then it's just immediately like uh, this guy going like here's here's what's going Greg on she again. got a, she got a she got a bad haircut you know and yeah, they're just, yeah. you're like what are they, what are they talking about what's happening what's even going yeah, on we're thrown in right in the middle of I lo- it I where, love it. where yeah. like everybody's already been briefed uh, somewhere that yeah. we just, in a scene that we didn't see and everyone's talking about the stuff that they're supposed to do yeah and not but also not about what they're going well, it's just like right in the middle I think this is a, this is like a movie that I think should be taught oh, because yeah. I because I think it's cut it, the way it's cut and written and like and like shot is like so perfect for for like a teaching thing where it's like yeah. this is like maybe you know obviously tell it's your the, tell your tell your story but like, but like here's how you can tell a story so succinctly perfectly yeah like know. like matt said there's there's not a the, the fact that there's not a person going like this is supposed to be kidnapped and we got to get here by order mm-hmm. is like the thesis of the movie yeah that's like his whole project i want to thing. do that we're not movie. gonna have i want to do that movie and not do that yeah <laughs> you will get you will get this information yes You'll yeah. be able to pick it up well, organically, and you're gonna, also, and you're gonna, we're gonna tell you at some point. We're like, gonna say, here's kind of what's going on. Like yes. Kilmer's but character, eventually. it's about what's the bare minimum you need to know to accomplish your Spartan. mission. Uh-huh. Yeah. Spartan, exactly. it's Spartan. Yes, that's the it's thing. An adjective as well as a thing. We as didn't a bring, noun. we didn't bring it up in the in House of Games, but there's a line where he says something: "One riot, one ranger." In House of Games, yeah. which is like more obtuse in that movie but in this one he says one riot one ranger and he means it yeah, yeah. he means you send one guy you send yes. me to take care of the thing leonidas you know, used to send one spartan yeah, exactly. to, the, to help uh, people in battle yeah exactly and to throw their babies into the pit <laughs> to throw their babies into the pit which i also approve get of. your deformed babies out of here <laughs> none of these mutant babies <laughs> just gonna, they, if, they, if one of them always, survives they'll just turn against you that only that always bothered me just because it's like you're supposed to eat every part of the baby <laughs> yeah that's a waste of babies that's a waste of mutant babies well right the there. wolves in the pit are eating them okay <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Somebody's got you. Got to feed the wolves. You got to feed the wolves. You got to feed those pit wolves. All right, I'm in favor of it then. so, so there's the guy who was who was the eight, and this is before we've even been informed of what Veronica Mars is what she, what she is. We, know we don't know she's Veronica Mars she's yet even. Yeah, we don't even know. She's we see Veronica a picture Mars. of her at some point, but it's yeah. very young really Kristen tell. Bell, and yeah. you, it's and like, she doesn't have blonde hair yet. Yeah, yeah, you can't quite tell from the pictures, and she's also like real young and skinny. So yeah. like, she just looks different. Because uh, um, yeah, they, it's like this movie withholds, but in a way that I think find is fascinating and is actually storytelling. But there's like, like it's there's withholding a girl. In, in, in 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 opposite way, like you said, of Travis being uh, annoyed by the the heist in, in right. heist which is a you have to do in a heist movie or a con movie you have to be withholding it depends on how much you're right. what you, give and take what with doing? the audience yeah. how much it's going to annoy them for being withheld or not and this one I think the withholding is the story, the way the story is being told that's the whole project yeah. and it's and you can and you're picking up breadcrumbs as you go along yeah. it's very satisfying to pick up uh, each crumb you're well, like ooh another ooh another thing there's a guy in a room and they're like you he was supposed to be guarding her and so you start thinking oh okay so she's like, important secret service guys mm-hmm. maybe that's Bobby something. Kennedy from 13 days oh it is yeah oh wow that guy and and, and I love I love this scene too because he doesn't like, talk like this because Kilmer, Kilmer's just standing in the corner 
kind of, and Clark Gregg's yelling at him, going like, they're, they're all interrogating him, going, look, what the fuck? And then Clark Gregg just goes to, to Kilmer, goes like, are you calling him a liar? You calling this guy a liar? And Kilmer goes like, yeah, you calling me a liar? And he just like, jumps, jumps, he, jumps he, on he, it's like It's like improv. <laughs> I love this scene. It's like improv or something, where yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, he's like, gotta be prepared to like be like I'm gonna pretend to be this guy and he and he knocks him down he's like you calling me you telling you telling me that I'm not telling the truth and then he like okay okay they pull him off and storms out of there and he's totally cool again this is he's fucking like, hysterical it's, so it's like real subtle stuff cause he's like losing his mind he's punching this dude in the face blood splattering at his mouth you fucking call me a liar I'll fucking fuck you up and then they, they drag him off and like yeah. get him out of here get him out of here and then they he put him out he shuts it off and then he looks he looks at Clark Gregg and Clark Gregg gives him a really business like nod like yep good job you did the thing you were supposed which to do which was what he's supposed to do which was like like yep. fucking <laughs> Get this guy to fucking admit that he, like, left the girl. They keep saying the girl. You know, he left the girl unguarded. Or they'll just say her. For some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And any, anyway, then this guy ends up killing himself. Right. Who yeah. frisked him? Who frisked he had a holdout pistol. Him? What the fuck? You know, it's like all going... This 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 whole operation is already not going great. I yeah. like the scene where uh, where they send Kilmer to go scope out the boyfriend I who's, like, that. prying the mailbox open, and he becomes this kid's therapist for about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's really but funny. But it's really funny, Did too. you have to call her a slut? Did she deserve that? She's my she's my, uh, she's my my girlfriend. Okay, well, so, I mean, so she knows me. Okay, but, yeah, but this isn't okay. Right. Breaking into a, a mailbox, <laughs> so you're going to have to come with me. Right. I called her a whore because she got a haircut, and so on. Yeah. I uh, also like. I like, just generally also like, break up with this guy. Yeah, I generally like I mean, the did, way that the way that we see the, their procedure, which is like a completely off book and mostly illegal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like I really love that shit. And like, yeah. there's the scene where they get they finally find the bordello, and he's talking to the one girl in the other in like the other room who they think knows that the girl was there. You know. Yeah. And he's like. You got all the slack in the world until I walk out of this room. He says then I'm yeah. gonna zero you then I'm out. Gonna zero you out. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It's also, so good. also the, like the the madam is like, I want my lawyer, and he's like, You're not gonna get, you're a, not fucking get a fucking lawyer. lawyer. This is fully post 9/11 too, because we're torturing people in this. Yeah, uh, he's, he's doing. It's like the Jack Bauer do whatever it takes sort of stuff, because they find this like pimp type dude after this, I yeah, think. Yeah. Yep. And then he drags him into an alley, and, and then he's like roughing him up, and the guy goes like, You broke my arm, and he goes no, and then he like actually like it. puts his arm over a trash can and smashes. Is like, now your arms Kilmer, broken. Kilmer's the way he he confronts people in this is like the way that I think people think that uh, Eddie Murphy's character in the uh, Beverly Hills Cop movies is getting away <laughs> with stuff. Because Kilmer goes in and acts like there's like several times in this where he's like, "Oh, I'm no, I'm this guy, and I'm just acting dumb. Right, uh, right. What's going on? Why would a girl like that want to go out with a guy like me? Guy, you know, you're, you sure you're looking for your niece? Because a lot of guys come in here looking for somebody else's a lot niece, younger girls, somebody else's niece. Yeah, you know, it's called the it's called the the backlight. No, black, black the black light. Black light. The black light. Well, in, the, the back, in, the, no, in the dialogue, he goes, the backlight. No, the, bl- the black light. In the Fenway. Yeah. In the Fenway. And that's a bar where specifically old men to go to fuck young girls. I mean, that's it like... Could, it could have been a pizza place, It is known for that or yeah. something. There's a, there's a sex trafficking thing going throughout this whole thing that is very close to Q. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is interesting, because Mamet probably believes in that shit. I mean, in this in this case, it's like, maybe not... It's like, if it's sex trafficking, or it's at least like, it's like these this guys pimping girls out yeah i think it's like, a little from column a and a little from column and they B, like I mean. and they go like and they're like you know well we know about this you know but like probably a lot of powerful well, guys and it turns fuck, out fuck, fuck young girls there so we're the government's not shutting this place right. down or and whatever. it turns out that they don't know who they've got that the reason they got they got her is because she dyed her hair blonde because mm-hmm. they like blonde girls because you turn out it's, it turns out it's a kind of islamophobic uh yeah you know airborne sex trafficking <laughs> ring yeah sex they want all the golden haired white girls yeah although it turns out it's something different too also true yes yeah. so it's like also like not that not that necessarily that's true but it is that as initially. far as you know, initially, 
and that they want they want the blonde girl and they don't know who they have because yeah. at one point they even say like they, they don't know, know who they, they if they, they knew who they had they'd, they'd kill her they'd kill her if they knew who they had she'd be dead yeah so they once they find out that who has her then they end up going to this beach house yeah well because it's Great. like because she's been having because she's been having sex with the professor so they're like the, we're gonna the, go check out this the scene with the madam where the madam is like they she she says uh. I have the right to a lawyer, and they don't say, like, you don't have the right to a lawyer. They say, you've got a right to tell me what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. But, yeah, they go to the beach house, and they're going to assault on principle on the beach house. Because well, there's, like, there's, like, a, a professor, because she'd been sleeping with, so they're like, okay, we're going to go there. They think that they're, they're at his beach house where his boat is, is moored. Right. Uh, that, that, uh, that, like, whole, that whole thing is great with him and Derek Luke out mm-hmm. there. Because at this point, Derek Luke has been assigned to him. Yes. So he's, like, you know, they're following him. Or he's he's like teamed up with him to go do this raid. Val, yeah. Val Kilmer's going into the raid. house and he goes, "If it ain't, it ain't, uh, Derek Luke's got a sniper yeah. rifle and he goes, if it ain't me or her, kill it, kill it.' Yeah, yeah. yeah Derek, cool. He's like, cool, and he cool, says, cool, cool. he also so says cool. to him like, you never go in without Overwatch, which yeah. is what Derek Luke is. Yep. And he goes, he goes in. I love this. I love. When oh, he goes he's in, like, he goes, I just wanted. Why oh, is the TV uh, the on? TV's, I, why is it, I, I heard the TV? Why is the TV on? And it, I didn't like, come I, here to hurt you. I just came to find out why the TV is on. I don't want to hurt you. Another guy comes sneaking up while this is happening and. Then, and then it just turns into a fucking bloodbath. Yeah. Derek Luke, Luke blows the guy up with the. Sh- the guy. They don't want to kill him because they want to. Blows him up. Yeah, oh yeah, they they want answers. Yeah. And then he, and he, then has, to, Kilmer, he has to blow him up. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're trying to kill him. Val Kilmer kills the other guy, and then he says, uh, he, sa- he says, what is, you can even it up. Yeah, yeah. It up. Where's the girl? Yeah. Even it up. Where's the girl? The guy just dies. This is uh, the sort of thing uh, Mammoth is very good at. I, I love even I, it up. I, I I absolutely love the way when Guy Kilmer walks into. He does it again later when he's in the, like pretending to be a Secret Service guy. But the way he like plays dumb. Yeah, yeah, smart yeah. Smart yeah, dumb. Yeah. Like in this where he's like, I heard the TV. What's and it like totally is like it's that's disarming weird. It's weird the dialogue, other person. But it's totally disarming because you're like, what, what? And yeah. in a what small, the fuck is it, this? What the fuck is this guy doing? And it's like totally, it's totally disarming. And in not a huge <laughs> way though, it gives Val a chance to be funny, which he's good at. Yeah, yeah. when he gets <laughs> yeah. when he gets a chance to do it. Yeah. And that, which is not few and far between in this movie, but like it is. He does every once in a while. I yeah. mean, there's 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 some funny lines here and there. Um. So, but that le- because this blows up and they lost the girl, they have to they have their other option, which is they've been pinging this payphone that's been part of the sex trafficking ring, and that leads to this guy who's ugh. in jail, who's played by Saik Tagwagi, who is in like Three Kings. Three Kings. He's the my main, main, my main man Lahane guy from Three Kings. Lahane, yeah, he's my main man from Three Kings. He's, he was the guy. He was the go-to. Like, we do we need we need uh, an, a guy who speaks English yeah. that is also Arab. I think he's literally Iraqi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he is Iraqi, but French. French, like, yeah, sure. Iraqi. I think he's, I by, think he's by Iraqi way of by way of France. Yeah, he's. I think he's f- f- from France. Though. But he's he's but. in the clink, the pokey, yep. the who's gal, the big house, the state pen, and uh, they're gonna have him transferred for medical reasons, for quote unquote medical reasons, in order to basically get him get the drop on him and, and get him to like lead them what? to the sex trafficking ring. And he's with another guy. Yeah. Who's who's pointed out? It's pointed out to it's him. Death row. He's on death row. It's pointed out to him twice. So it's cool if you kill him. And by the way, they just point out that he's on death row. Just so you know, this guy's a death row inmate. It actually says they actually say like he's going to be transferred for medical reasons uh, with a death row inmate. A death row inmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by the way, I just want to point out it's Jacob from Lost, yeah, and this guy right. was also on Lost with him. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and was and was also unceremoniously killed on. Oh Lost. yeah, he was. Br- was he yeah, yeah. He was one of the. Uh, he was one of the. No, no, no. The, he came in. Very end. He came oh, in. That's at the right. End. He was the one other of, guy. He was one of Jacob's soldiers from from back right. home, and they bring him to the island to help stop. And he kind of, you're kind of go. Oh, he's. I, when I watched it the second time, I recognized him. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's, oh yeah. And then he's like, oh, he's. He gets blown up. He kind of just gets blown up. Like really, 
He gets quickly. killed pretty quickly. For, yeah. for like an actor who, who is like a recognizable big actor like him, yeah. kind of to be. It's well, like, all oh, those, that was kind all of those guys that come over on the second plane when yeah. they go back, all of them get killed pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean he's like the one where you go like, well, he's a, I recognize him. Yeah, he's going to yeah. have, oh, nope, I guess not. No, nope. <laughs> Quick paycheck for that guy. But anyways. <laughs> you got to go to Hawaii. But this is the part where we get some classic mammoths, games, and flams. Yeah, this is good. Val, this Val is... Kilmer pretending to be like a, ro- a crook. But the way it plays out is so cool because like, he like the cop pulls up to fill the gas tank. Well, you actually hear that narration where where the guy's telling him this is you know he's a death row inmate. He's yeah, a death yeah. row inmate. Over the footage of the cop car driving them. Yeah, it's like a pulling into the truck. gas station. But then Kilmer runs out and is like like he's robbed of the place. Shoots this shoots the cop. The, shoots the cook first. The who's got guy, a shotgun cook, at him? Yeah. Shoots uh, the cop. I highly recommend listening to the uh, the Val Kilmer commentary if you have the DVD too, because it's really because it's is very he's sometimes informative. He seems like maybe he's out of it a little, but he's also like very funny and dry. And he just goes like he goes like, yeah, that's uh, that guy, that guy. That's shot David Mamet's that's rabbi. That's David Mamet's rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, I don't know why he had me shoot his rabbi. I think that's weird, but I wouldn't have done that. But <laughs> it's really funny, and like he he, he tells like he tells like the the he'll tell like stuff that like sincere stuff sounds the same as his jokes until later in the mo- later in the movie he's goes he'll go like i'm joking but like for the most part you're like well but you were joking this whole fucking time right. <laughs> anyway, it's a fun it's a fun commentary trick uh but anyway yeah he comes out he shoots the cook but then he shoots the the you know prison cop yep and then he's like got these two guys they're like uh, get, i really you, get us out of our chains buddy would you help i us really out? love the moment where i just love how this whole it's all revealed because he gets these guys he's like i gotta go clean up he yeah, goes yeah. back inside and then he's like shoots the shotgun into the f- you know floor or whatever and then they paint some blood on him and they got like a whole fucking well, setup in there and this it's and the guys who like the so guy who great. paints the blood on him is the prison cop that he shot from outside exactly. and the other guy hands him a piece and it's the it's the cook that he killed it's yeah. the cafeteria in the game again i, I this is probably the highlight like of the, the movie. moment I after he yeah. kills both of the cops quote unquote kills them and he just walks across into the street and looks to see if anybody else is coming mm-hmm. yeah. and goes back to business. Yep. And it's then neat. yeah, they're like, hey, he, let us go, let us go. He's, he's got to switch to this role now. Yeah. Kilmer talks about it in the commentary about how like how like this guy, what's this guy's life? Because because he's got now he's got to be this guy who's like I don't know. He's like I don't know this guy drinks beer, but he's got to be this guy who's cracking a beer while in the middle of the fucking day after he robs a place. Now he's got to be this character. He's a hoodlum. Yeah. He's got it. He had now. He's this guy, you know. Now he has to be him. I don't know. He blows away the death row inmate yeah, he guy. Kills Mark and the other guy's like, my main man. Uh, you know, I'll take you to an like, airplane. I don't need dead weight or whatever. He's yeah. like, no, no, I'll get you. Don't worry, we'll get you out of the country. You know, and it's like, okay. He this goes, is I'm he, traveling, which is what they were hoping would he happen. He specifically yeah. says, I'm traveling light, which is a phrase he repeats over and over throughout the course of the movie, which means like I'm doing one thing. Yes, right. And the idea is the idea is to hopefully I guess get on the plane with this guy and then take it all the way mm-hmm. right to the person that they're aiming for. That gets that uh, doesn't go that doesn't go as no. great as they wanted to because they, they do some bad work here. Yeah, he, Derek he, Luke dude, does specifically the Derek bad work. Luke does the bad work. You see him he tries to make up for it later. Yeah, yeah. he does. Well, first Val like he he like Val Kilmer stops off at this. Uh, sort of little uh, corner store gas station thing and he's going to try to get some medical supplies because the guy is like bleeding out of his neck. He's been wounded. And uh, then Derek Luke shows up and starts to talk to him and he's like, don't whisper. Whispering draws heat. So they're just having this open conversation. He's like, give me your piece. Give me your magazines. While the lady behind the counter clearly thinks something is up. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. And then like we see this other lady pull in in a pickup truck and she's got a shotgun and a gun rack on the back of the truck. And then Val Kilmer pays for his stuff and leaves, but not before stopping to get a soda out of the soda machine. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that period of time, Derek Luke pulls the third agent that is with him out 
and is like, now I want your piece and your magazines. Right. And Saeed and it's sees just, that. It's just like in like just in this corner where he can see it's it. Like, goes, it's actually a reflection. Right. And yeah. he sees it. And and then Val then we see Val Kilmer actually exit the building and the guy's not in the car anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, where'd he go? And and he's like actually thinking, Saeed's like, I'm I'm gonna protect you. You're my friend. Who yeah, got he's me like, out he's a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. And he shoots he shoots Derek Luke. And then Val Kilmer's like, fuck, I have to kill this guy yeah. now. So he kills him. And then they call a medic. And that scene's been pretty much over. Fubar. And then and then they're like, they go they they Leeds like dead. then they're gonna then they're like they're like okay now we're getting now it's Ma- uh, Mace, uh, by the way Macy and, and Ed O'Neill are introduced in this great this yeah. great shot earlier where it's just like walking down the hallway and it's behind them and then Macy does this like turn and turn yeah, back yeah. and Macy's like not in it a lot and but yeah, he will be at the end I, sl- I like Ed but, O'Neill's first dialogue is like what can you do for me what, what can you do what can for you me do for me what Ed can o- you do Ed for O'Neill me? is like a very like makes a huge impact in a very small role. Another guy, yeah. another dude that uh, came up in Chicago, with Chicago theater with Mamet and all yeah. those guys. And it's very funny because in the first part, in the first portion of this movie, at least, uh, Macy, who was pretty famous by this point, had had his Academy Award mm-hmm. nominations, almost has zero lines. And you're just like, yep. Macy's just there? But yeah. He has a lot of lines eventually. Yeah, yeah it's maybe, great. Maybe well, too many. And he also, he also goes to... Uh, yeah, he's also like leading, you know. Then like, so that that thing with Saeed fell through. So they're like, fuck. They're flying back. There's a part where they're on the plane, and he's like, hey, can I get you something with Dr. Pepper? Uh, to uh, Derek Luke, and Derek Luke's like, I saw, I saw the sign, and he's like, in and out, and he's like, yeah, man, it's great. We saw, we all saw, we all saw the sign or whatever, which will yeah, come back later. He actually means, more. I saw the sign. Yeah. Well, I think he's like, he's like, I think then he's, he's doped, like, up. doped, he's doped up. up. Yeah. He's doped up. What, what he always say? He always say, uh, hey, what can I get? You anything? Dr. Pepper, some morphine. Something like yeah. that. Do you want some? You want some more dope? You want some Dr Pepper? Yeah. And which is like that's a great. I want that's both. Classic. Please, yes, yes please, also, yes, please to both. We forgot also, to mention what the sign is too. Well, we're not there yet. No, we saw it before. Oh, we yeah, saw that. We saw. We, we saw the sign that she signs her letters with this like smiley. Basically, face a winky emoji. Because they asked the boyfriend about that. Right, but then, but then, like when when Derek Luke says, "I I saw the sign here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't know. We're like, he's just like, yeah, glory, hallelujah, right, right. sure, sure. Yeah, because he's been shot, and you're like, he's you know, yeah, yeah. and now he's doped up, and you're like, I see, yeah, sure, we're all seeing the sign, buddy. So we think that like the whole thing has gone. We cold. saw him see they're, it. They're well, just going to sort gonna, of they're going to assault. They're going to yeah. put a raid, and then they're they going go to Muscala, but that's kind of like all they know. And then they go, and then they're like going to get a plane, and then they go, wait, nope, oh shit, the news broke. Yeah, because she'd missed her first class, so they knew. And then they go, news broke, and then they're like, oh, they found their dead, they found their bodies. She it's drowned. David, it's David Pamer. Fuck you, Pamer. Fuck you, Pamer. And, and, and like, she oh. apparently she apparently drowned on the boyfriend's on the on the the professor with the, with boyfriend's, the professor boat. boyfriend's boat. Yeah. yeah. So they're dead. So they're like, well, that's it. They're they're dead. They found them. But even Derek though, Luke is like, no, I saw the sign. Well, even though they're like, probably that's is it really okay. So yeah, this yeah. whole thing where they're, I oh, guess that didn't happen. No, they're dead. Okay, and it's a whole, you know, it's. It, I think like it kind of is akin to like in this world, if like when Princess Diana died. Right, or something. right. Like I, this, this the way they're presenting this. Uh, she's the daughter of the president. Or, or uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Right. It's like the idea. It's like that. The whole world is like, oh no, because you know everybody. If she was their golden ticket or whatever, they love. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah. her. So I think that's the way. That's why, like later in the movie, when it's in a different country, you're like, would they be? Would they be watching this? And you're like, well, yeah. I think it's like when Princess Diana died, everybody gave a shit. Yeah, she's she's or world Bobby famous. Can- yeah, exactly. but anyway, they were they were planning this big raid on Mascala based on the done. data that they had from the from the convict, and now it's all at the window, and. Uh, so, so Kilmer goes off to his uh, feed store, which is the, the only p- piece well, first, of dialogue I don't first like. First, really. there's a scene. First, there's a scene where he's just having a beer in a bar with one of the other ops. Right. Yeah. And this guy is the guy is the guy you see in the very first scene of the movie too. He keeps popping up through mm-hmm. the movie. This particular operator, and he'll show up again. Uh huh. 
<laughs> and so yeah, he's just having a he's having a drink with this guy, and the guy is kind of going like, "Oh, shame about the thing." And he's, he's cutting like, an apple. Kilmer's yeah, cutting an apple like, with that's a nice cool, knife. Cool knife, nice knife. Yeah, I took it off an East German fella. Oh, he just gave it to you. Well, uh, as I remember, he was quite he was quite, he was quite reluctant it. to part with it. <laughs> that knife will become very very important later, as will that dude. Oh like, yeah, because he, he lets him hand he lets him have the knife. He has to do the knife. That dude looks at the knife, gives it back to him. Yeah. Nothing. No harm, no foul. Nothing. Just, nothing. That, that's nothing, all. Nothing, nothing at all. That's nothing it. at all. Just a knife. But then, yeah, he goes back to his feed store, which is like a best. I guess his real job, his like IRL job. You know, like you know, he's he's like a farmer his cover or something. Job. He's like talking to the farmer guy there. He's got uh, a barn. Yeah, uh, there's like a piece of dialogue there that just is like that was the only one in this. But Ooh, every what is time it? I watch it, it's like uh, fuck, I can't remember, but it's like the that's when the that's when the something something is best or something. There's something about the about the crops or whatever. Oh, this yeah. this guy that plays the farm the feed store guy or whatever. I've just never he's never it, he's like a kind of a false note in a movie that I otherwise think has almost zero false notes. Yeah. He just sort of strikes me as like like the way he says that you're like ah, it's not even you're like just could have found another guy maybe. <laughs> Yeah. And he would have said the, the line correctly. I forgot, anyway. I forgot to mention a great piece of, an important piece of dialogue earlier in the movie when they're staking out this payphone to try to get a beat on, on where the who's calling into the sex ring and Derek Luke is following him and he's like, and Val Kilmer says, uh, in the, he's like, they see that guy walking up on us? He's like, in the in the city, always a reflection. In the woods, always a sound. And Derek Luke yeah. goes, what about the desert? He goes, you don't want to go to the you desert. You don't want to go to the desert. You don't want to go to the desert. And we find out that's because the cigarette American tobacco carries <laughs> on the wind. That's why you don't want to like, go to just, the desert. Just I also get think Arabic that that is, tobacco. Just get Arabic tobacco. I also think that that <laughs> is a, a, a sort of a vaguely mammity, uh, yeah. we shouldn't be in Afghanistan kind of It's a great line. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. It's uh, a great line. Uh, and, and the fact that there's a callback to it is fucking wonderful, right? And also, I mean, the, and also, also that like, yeah, there is no, there's no reflective surfaces in the desert, yeah, yeah. so you're just out in the open. But we got to kick into Endgame here. We're going, we're going long. Okay. Uh, so, so basically, Derek. This Luke, movie's too good. We should have done it first for best. Yeah. Good, yeah. <laughs> Maybe go backwards. Uh, but Derek Luke goes. Uh, I saw the sign, and let me fully explain what I mean by that. Finally, it opened up is, my mind. It opened up my mind. Uh, he saw the emoji <laughs> on, on the on the, the the beach cabin where everything went foobar, and they, you, you felt like that that was for nothing she he saw that the, the little emoji that she writes yeah, yeah. was written there and so she was there mm-hmm. and so that which means she certainly didn't die in a boating accident with a professor which means she's actually in Macala 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 and it's but then obviously because that they, they're they're staging this fake death of her means that the the president or at least his handlers don't want her the to government's be. in on it yeah the government's in on her and it's very important to their bosses that she isn't found and, but of course yeah. they're good guys and Val Kilmer in particular is a Spartan hero type guy and also he's his partner get popped right in front of him again. What's well, more, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that happens. And that happens right then too. That's when it, things it was are right really, over here, and then things like, are really he gets cooking shot. here. And great, people are dropping like flies. Great thing with the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. are constantly being introduced as characters and then dying. Like fuck. Yeah. Um, so then he, you know, he's got to go to the Chinaman. And get set it, set up with a kit, and this is where you get just this real fun procedural stuff about what it takes to go to a foreign country. Ooh, we also, well, but before we that, also yeah, forgot favorite, one of my favorite scenes. I know we're going long, but you know, deal with it. People. We also we also forgot <laughs> that when they're about when they're about to go on the legit raid before they think she's dead, TSX Sada shows up again, and she's like, "I want to be on that plane. You got to take me on that plane. They're going to need a woman with her, and they don't know it yet." Yeah, but. Then it doesn't happen. But he goes to see the first lady first, and then there's a lady who's like the secret the service agents. That's like, she gave birth to her. I raised her. Yeah, yeah. I'm her mother. 
These she's, people are savages. They don't know how many children they have. Yeah, yeah. I'm her mother. Yeah. And it becomes clear and she that he was- crying. It's actually quite moving. It's really great. And she, it becomes clear that the president was not in town to visit his daughter. Nope. He was there to go uh, tomcatting, as they say. president uh-huh. is a philandering scumbag, and uh, Mamet gets his well, he, like disdain for Clinton out a he lot pulled the He pulled the Secret Service off of her, yeah. and then we find out there's even more to that later. Yeah, is yeah. That he didn't only- they, She wasn't like kidnapped when they pulled the Secret Service off of her. It's that she was- she, she was, was taken. Up. She was taken away because she was going to talk. Yeah. yeah, and so she was taken away. Anyway, Phil Kilmer says when he's talking to someone, he's he was indulging himself shamefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just judging and shit. Like, all right, they hate this president. It's Clinton. <laughs> one daughter, philandering, yeah, hanging scumbag. Chelsea Clinton out the out David Mamet fucking hates Clinton. Uh, it comes up, it's Wag the dog. But team. he, but he, uh, yeah. There's a, he talks to the, the guy, the only guy he, uh, uh, only only man ever heard him call, or the. Only man Kilmer ever heard call on Jesus. Yeah. Wait, Kilmer only ever heard. Anyway, whatever. It's the Chinaman who is not a Chinese person. Got to take him to the tall corn. Take him to the tall corn. He gets his. He gets his. Uh, all the stuff that he needs. Yeah, he's gonna well, go he, to a f- he, he, papers. He's and negotiating with this guy to get in and out of of Dubai to go rescue the girl, and the guy's like, this is what it's going to cost. And he's like, that's too much. He's like, well, if you kill these other couple of guys while you're there, I can hook you up with like right. a bare bones deal. And then he meets up. He goes to Dubai and he meets up with this other operator, this Australian guy who's yeah. great. Who's he's really cool. good. He's almost immediately killed. But before that, <laughs> he's but so before cool, that, he though. goes. Yeah. And he has to be he killed. talks to Tia Texada again. He tells the story. Be- about this the is king. before he goes to the Chinaman. He's like telling her the story about the king and how the king's you know daughter was kidnapped, and basically telling her the story of how this girl is still alive. And she's what's her? She he has a line where he's like, it's you know, it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. And she goes. The only people sitting here are wearing green. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and just he tells he basically tells her that the girl's alive, and she just says, "Well, then you have to go get her." And that's yeah. when he calls the guy, and that's when he sets up the mission because he's already going been saying like, "I don't. This is not my job. They go and get her. I can't go and get her." Yeah, but they're not going to go and get her. So now it's on him. This is when he like it's refusal of the call turns into him accepting the call. The that, lone man of principle. And now yeah. it's an action movie just for the last twenty five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Where yeah. it's him going. He meets this guy. The guy's like, he's like, "Here's the plan. We're you know going over the plan. These people are going to light this car on fire. This whole thing's going to happen. Let's go check out the building." They go check out the building. And uh, shit, is shit, shit's going down. Shit's going down. That wasn't supposed to be going down. And he goes, did you, did burn, you burn me? Did you burn me? I don't. I uh, can't say that I did. Would you like to prove it? Would you like it? to prove it? God, oh, Lord hates a liar. Lord hates yeah. a coward. Lord hates a coward. And then that guy gets killed pretty quick. <laughs> blam, blam. Now he's dead. This guy's like, got a great, this Australian guy. Pfft, he's got a great line uh, before that, too, though, where he's like, uh, we're going to we're going to. What are we? We're gonna chat. We're gonna talk. We're gonna have it. We're gonna shoot some people. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, so good. This also. This also is just one of those. This happens throughout the whole thing where you're like, "This is what we're gonna do," and then, whoa, no, we couldn't do it. Right. We're yeah. gonna do something else. Kind of got now. fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So Which is just classic, but like improv storytelling. Yeah. It's like, and just also that this one that this guy is the only guy who could possibly kind of go in and do a thing like that. That's his job is to like, well. Shit, I have to improv a whole plan now. Okay, mm-hmm. but in, but in this that. case, it kind of like works in their favor because he's they've got this whole crazy elaborate plan that they're gonna do, yeah. and they're like, all right, now we're gonna set it into motion. Then he just looks across and sees her yeah. in a room. Yep. He's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna grab well, her right now. Well, because they're moving her then. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't so, expect to see her, so, so let's just right. go fucking get her. Yeah, never mind about the whole thing. <laughs> And right. then they, but they try to execute the rest of the plan and go well, into he, the. But also the part of the plan is that he has to have the other guy to lock him in the thing. Yeah, or whatever. and he's right. dead now. That guy's dead now. So he has to go. So he goes. He gets a shootout. He gets her. He's running with. She's screaming. With Kristen Bell. She's screaming. This reminds me. I of love that when scene he goes like, a... "Shut the fuck up, to her. Like, it's because it's not like him being mean. It's him like being like, like 
he has to be mean to her. Yeah, yeah. Because she's, she's like, all strung out. She's fucking shit. strung out. She doesn't know what's out going on. I like the part where she tries to run away from him and he punches her in the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of that I shit be- in, in Mercury Rising when Bruce Willis is like trying to escape with this like <laughs> screaming autistic boy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> and I, uh, except in this case, it's Veronica Mars. Anyway, I could, I could make, I could make you let me go. <laughs> yeah. She takes her clothes. This off is when they're like, they're in a hotel not. room, and she's just kind of like cigarette conversation. This is the cigarette. This is a real highlight of the movie as yeah. well, because she's all fucked up. She's, she, yeah, she's uh, already had a fucked up life. This was just being the the daughter of the scummiest president that we yeah. will ever have. No president will ever be worse than Bill Clinton, <laughs> ever. Certainly not Trump. And, she's, uh, she's great though here, where she like, she's really breaks, good. Where she breaks down and is she like, has to do real hardcore stuff. Kristen I mean, Bell, she was she was good out of the gate. I remember seeing her on Deadwood and this first, yeah, pre, pre- Veronica Mars. And I mean, her she had like a two episode stint on Deadwood, and she's fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like who is this? She's yeah. great. She's got it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and really young too. I'm, I'm sure, I think probably late teens or something like that. I think that, she was in her early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah, yeah, looks but, younger. Yeah. And uh, and she's just fucked up. I mean, our, her situation is already bad, but she didn't have a great life before that. Anyways, she's re- she's basically like, I don't want to go home. My, my my home life is fucked. Yeah. My dad's a piece of shit. He's Bill Clinton, the worst. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he has to he has to explain to her like it's this is it's better than whatever. Trust me. Trust me. You want You do want to come you home. Don't yeah. Not go home. And they're uh, gonna they're gonna see. Like some people will some people will love you. Some people will turn their backs. That's. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I like the part Great where he's scene. like, "You're gonna get on that plane. When you get off, you're gonna have five stand-up yeah. straight Marines, straight all up and down, vying for your attention." And then she goes, "Well, do you have a comb?" Yeah, <laughs> can't say I ever carried one. Never carried one. <laughs> you're tough. Yeah, yeah. basically that tough. that actually like really works for her. He goes, yeah. "You're tough," and, and and he means that in both in both the sense that like this means that you're gonna be able to get home, but also you can endure what your life is going to be. For, yeah. You know, uh, having the worst president you of all time. This it's gonna be as a father. <laughs> um, but the cigarette thing is great. Can I offer you a cigarette? Can you produce one? Then he's making your <laughs> cigarette when they're in the uh, with the can, Rogers when Rangers the can because he's like, yeah. "You can smoke now. We're in this uh, shipping can- container. You're gonna be in this. I am gonna have to go lock you in, but I'm not. We're not there yet." Before we go, let me check a couple things. Well, he's like, he's like, oh, it's an apple seed. Ha, huh, that's funny. It's an apple seed because I cut. I she my goes, apple. Johnny Appleseed. He's like, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's me. Uh, spreading peace. peace wherever I go. And then he, and then he also finds, oh no, a tracker. We found one earlier, so <laughs> in we his know cell phone. It, in his cell phone. So we know, which is great. It's a great way of visual storytelling. Is that he finds it in the cell phone, and we know, oh shit, they're tracking him with that. And so when we see this yeah. the second time, we're like, shit, it's one of those trackers. And it's a fucking, great reveal. Sure enough, that motherfucker pops up. Yeah, it's great reveal because you just don't feel like. That's what's happening. No. You're like he's way rogue, and nobody knows that he's. No, they know. No, nope, they've it's got fucked him. Up. They've got him, and then that guy shows up, and then who's that? Who's leading the charge with that guy? Oh, it's Bill Macy. And now he gets to get, he gets and his now lines. Now we know that they, here's the handlers, and then Macy's like yelling at him and stuff, and they chase him into this airport hangar. Meanwhile, this Swedish. Uh, News team. news team is like getting on their plane to take off. Days, there's like a there's a great bit where a little bit, where but I kind of I Macy still like is it. like yelling at them, going like, "This man is a rogue agent. He is here to hurt you. Come with us. We will keep you safe. This man is gonna. This man is here to to stop yeah. you and to hurt you." And he goes, he grabs her, goes, "Even if it were true, you're coming with me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole last scene in the hangar is so great. Such a great action sequence. Yeah. This, this this stuff this stuff is great. It's it did irri- it did irritate me how much because uh, this movie is so spare and and like they how parsed out so well talking. and then. Macy just really does full-on villain speech. A, he's like, like, goes he's on like and on. a monologue a little He's monologuing. It's crazy. But it's it doesn't Macy, fit with the Macy rest of the movie. And like, he's great. He's not, yeah, he's doing great, but it's just like, you don't understand. It's World War III out 
out there. That little whore was gonna ruin everything that we wanted to do. Right. And, and on and on. At and this on. point, at some point, he killed. He killed the guy that was with him. He killed the operator. And so he's like, I'm just gonna fucking. Well, I'm, now I'm just gonna. Now Mason's just gonna have to shoot this girl. And yeah. he's you gotta, you gotta admire how cynical this whole thing is. Like all these. Go- these are all like uh, Val Kilmer's bosses. Yeah. Their whole job now is to kill the president's daughter yep. because it's gonna because her being alive would ruin his reelection chances. This is some wag the dog, yeah. hardcore yeah, yeah. cynicism bordering on nihilism stuff that apparently bordering on conspiracy that theory. That nonsense. Best, I guess Ramit rode into being a full on mega yeah. lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess. So I watch out with cynicism and uh, nihilism, everybody. It can <laughs> right. take you into the stupidest directions which possible. Which is exactly you what the conservatives, which the conservatives say is what we're lacking is we we are too much nihilists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, of course. Boy. Well, okay, it's anyway. true. Well, both sides. Uh, yeah, sure, both sides. <laughs> yeah. uh, but back to but the movie, like this scene is just great, and he's like running with her, and then he's like, just wi- it's just wild to me. I wanted to point it out. It's wild to me that the guy who that wrote this also is complaining about football players kneeling at the anthem. Right. The movie where the president's people are trying to kill his own daughter because politics is such fucking horseshit is like, you salute the, f- yeah. <laughs> you fucking standing with your hand on your heart for the national anthem. Right. You fucking hey man, he black clear, he football clearly players. believes in purity and oath taking. So. Yeah, I right. suppose so. But also. Clinton deserved to die. Sure, right. of course. <laughs> anyway. Compartmentalize, but, Travis. Yeah. It's not the office, it's the man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Clinton. They don't say Clinton in the movie. No, it's but, it's not, but it's supposed to be Clinton. Uh, but uh, but, but, the, but, the, but more, more importantly is that there's an awesome action scene happening, and she, he gets her to another, another operative. The, the girl's running, and this other girl gets him. She's like, I'm going to take you home. I'm going to get you home. And it turns out it's... Uh, it's uh, Tia Texada. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I'm going to get you home. And she's like, we're going to get you on this plane. So she was, so she was with there with like Macy, I think, or something, right? Or she was there. I would imagine so. She came yeah. with him and was like, so, but they'd set that up obviously earlier after their conversation yeah. at the bar where she's like, you gotta get me in there. And he's like, and that's, I, I love that. I love that. Cause it's the last little reveal. Makes me tear up. Gives me chills when that shit happens. Yeah. She's like, "We're gonna get you out of here. We're gonna save you." She's gonna get her on the plane. You know, the Swedish news team is like, "Is that fucking Laura? Laura? Is yeah. it Laura Palmer? No, Laura, it's not Laura, Laura Loomer or something, something like that." Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not Laura Palmer. It's Laura Loomer. But uh, uh, but they're, they're getting her on the plane, and then uh, Macy's gonna shoot her. He yeah. starts shooting at her. Tia Texada gets in the way. She gets killed. Because of course she has to get killed. Everybody's everybody's Kilmer, killed. Kilmer's been shot. Yeah, uh, and then Macy's like got a bead on on the girl, and Kilmer jumps jumps out. And Laura fucking, Newton. Laura Newton. Laura Newton. Yeah, jumps out and slashes her fucking throat. Yeah, yeah, great. great. Pops fucking, up like Delroy Lindo. Fucking <laughs> cool death. Yeah, it's super. cool. I like when you he's holding. You see the little cut on his throat, and then he's going. Ah, ah. <laughs> I like when he's holding. He's cradling Tia Texada yeah. in his arms. And well, he's and then like, the plane. Then the plane's taking off. Yeah, yeah. Or The plane takes off, and and Laura Newton's like, ah, everybody's. She's like flipped out. She's, and, she's looking at him and crying while the like the ramp is uh, the plane's yeah, yeah. door is closing she, up. She it's takes, great. She takes off, and then he's holding her. What does he say? Doesn't he say something to her? He's like, hold on, baby, or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. Did we get the girl? Yeah, we got her. It's You're gonna. All, you're gonna go. You're, the sheep will count you <laughs> very, very soon, honey. <laughs> They'll fix you. They fix, no, everything. they fix everything. There's nothing like that. But then there's a, then there's the last scene where it's like uh, he's the news, watching. Well, the TV. news report and yeah. the news pulls slowly pulls out from a TV the news report that Laura Newton is safe and home and yeah. she Al actually Bundy, didn't die. Al Hell Bundy is doing this ridiculous like like moving a, faux moving speech where he's like, and this all just shows the power of family and, and also that we're gonna go after these terrorists wherever they are because yeah, this is what because then, then it's like a thing where like oh great now a war is going to get started because yeah. you guys 
faked a fucking thing. Yeah, he was so close. Man, and it was so close. And I, then just... I love that last moment too because it pulls out and then there's a there's him. Val Kilmer's watching this through a like store window television there's and there's a guy drunk, next to him. Like it's like dawn. There's like some drunk British. Some dude. dude he's like some drunk, drunk time guy. to go know. home. And Val we, Kilmer we don't goes, know it's British yet, but then he goes time to go home. And Val Kilmer goes lucky man lucky and man. walks away. And he's in what's that square? He's in Piccadilly. Piccadilly Square. Yeah, circus. Piccadilly Circus. But Mamet got drunk to pardon him. <laughs> and he was able to come home. He didn't do all bad things. I love, I love that. Yeah, just how he's, and now he's like a guy. But he can't. He has. He doesn't have a home now. Yep. He didn't get. He doesn't get because to go he home. did the right thing. Because he did the right thing, like I, a Spartan. I, I, I love that. I don't know. I love this. Movie. The movie is more fun than miniature golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a line. You wanted to go through the looking glass. How was it? Was it more fun than miniature golf? <laughs> well, the fact that Val Kilmer is able to pull off lines like this seamlessly, like he's very good. Yeah, so good. very yeah. good in this. Yeah. I say you're a stone cold whore master. <laughs> That's what he says to my main man. Uh, I think we got all the uh, all the good lines here. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Ratings. Love this movie. Uh, four and a half. Damn, Judds. Uh, nearly a perfect movie. I just love it. Seen it a bunch of times, but it, it had been a while, so I was happy to revisit it. Uh, like one one Douglas, just for the whole. The whole thing about how the president would sell his daughter into sex traffic. Sure. Yeah, she kind of tries to. The way she tries to seduce him in that hotel scene is pretty yeah. sticky and, and uh, icky. It's you know, not. It's not. It's not bad. You don't it's see like, anything. Like she in, takes her shirt off. You see it from the, behind. It's yeah. just sort of it's, like. Ugh. It's, 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 in, the, it's in the telling of the story. It's not like gratuitous. No, no, it's not gratuitous. But it is like. It is. But like, it is. Some icky sexual content. That's all. A little bit. Barely. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it. Let's see. What am I gonna give it? I'm going to give it uh, one motherfucker set to receive. <laughs> yeah, just one, but that's all you need. That's all you need. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half. Probably my fa- tied for Red Bell for my favorite Mammoth-directed uh, movies. Um, uh, I don't really have any complaints with it, particularly. there are it, it is, it is a little slow for me, a little slow for my taste. I just don't, I'm not in love with the, the way Mammoth directs, but this is the, this is the pinnacle. And I, and I love the indirect storytelling of it, and Val Kilmer's fucking great. Ed O'Neill is very impressive. He only has like five or six lines in it, but just, he's just like shows up and is like, I am an authority figure. Yeah. And you're like, she's, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Fucking hell. This is pretty amazing. That actually is Al Bundy. It's Al Bundy. Uh, that's he's playing yeah. Al Bundy as <laughs> Secretary of Defense or what whatever. Happened to Al Bundy. Remember, on, remember on that show he was on where the whole gag was that his daughter was a dumb slut? <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and America just loved it. Oh, she couldn't spell the huge, word cat. Huge show. Huge. That was on for twenty years. Super. Yeah. Yeah. It's Popular. still on. It was popular in other countries too. Like Sophie's talks about had they watched it in France. Wow. Uh, yeah. It was super popular in France. This Maybe. is what it's like in America. It's popular and all they over were, the place. Yeah. This is what it's like in America, and they were right. It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it. Uh, yeah, one and a half. I think I gave all of these one and a half Douglases. There's always because just the way that Mammoth writes stuff. There's always like. The, the, the threat of this sort of stuff, but yeah. but not we're not seeing any of it. This one, least of all, because there's not like a female character who's like the lead or the second lead or third lead that's like uh, pushed around. Mamet actually has a certain degree of uh, uh, respect for her situation for the for the female <laughs> right. character situation in this one. Yeah. Uh, well, the main the I mean the the most prom- the most prominent female character is the other hero. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh. And she's like just a soldier. She's, yeah, straight, she's up just yeah. straight up. She's just a straight up soldier. <laughs> and that lady who's our Secret Service person that is yeah. actually her mother yeah. is yeah. in it for a very brief time but makes a re- really strong impact. Yeah. He makes he makes a return to his casual misogyny in Red Belt. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he'll get back <laughs> oh, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give it uh, <laughs> two two things. There's a line at the beginning where a guy says, I got two things for you boys. That's a stiff dick and bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. One of the few bad lines in the movie. And so I'm going to give it one stick, stiff dick and one bubblegum. <laughs> Army does not seem fun. But that's like, I, you know, I, I that line sticks out to me, but also I feel like when I hear that line, I'm like, you know who sounds dumb? And like that yeah, yeah, exactly. army guys. Yeah. yeah. I think so that's like, that's drill sergeants. It doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like mammity necessarily. It feels like. Ugh, that's what these guys sound like. Yeah, actually. trying to sound trying like a fucking badass like... and clever and coming across as neither. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it five Judds. This is one of my favorite movies. Uh, I, like I said, I watch it all the time. Damn. Um, and I think it's one of the best movies of that decade. Mm. Like I just think it's, I think it's great. I think again, I think it's, a, I think it's kind of a perfectly put together movie, and I think it's a perfect, it like for for teaching, this would be a great one to show people. Like here's like, you have all the parts. It's not, you just don't don't get don't get overwhelmed. Just tell the story. For a wordy know? movie, it's show don't tell. Yeah, which is fascinating. Yeah, and it's it's wordy in ways that are show are not wordy, not wordy in ways that are like telling you what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I'll give it one, Douglas. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of sleazy when she's like, I don't know, do the I'm, just the I'm, whole idea when they're driving where he's got where he's got Saeed. He's like, we'll give you all the blonde yeah, girls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know? it's, but yeah. it's like, but it's and all he's like, just not like, just women, man, girls, yeah. smooth and clean. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all just it's all just we ship them rough and we clean smoking. them up. Yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that's pretty gross. Okay, yeah. So I'll, well, I'll still stick with one though, with one Douglas, because yeah. it doesn't go any further than that. You don't see that; ha- it doesn't like cut to that right, happening. Right. Then and you go, "Ooh, gosh, well, you really I went." Take for these it. girls to the bottom of a pizza place. Um, and I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it one dope and one Dr Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take both. <laughs> I take both. Sound, both one sound of each, great please. To me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Mix them together. Hey, I don't care. Put the dope in the Dr Pepper. Shit. Delicious. Shoot it right into me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking party. All right, that was. Uh, that was we it. did it. That That's a long it. one, but right. you know we had a lot to talk about. We did. What's next? We're doing Val. We're, doing, we're pivoting. Kill we're, me again. Well, we're, we're segue. We're, jump, we're jumping off of here and going with Val Kilmer. Something we do a lot. Yep. So we'll, we're going to do kill me again. We're going to do uh, <laughs> Kilmer again. Kilmer me again. Well, they call I call him kill me, and it sounds like kill me again. Oh, the movie he was in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll it's, see. Yeah, and it's and and there's the name of the movie Kill Me Again that he was in. So. Oh. That's why I chose that title. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to do, uh, oh boy, we're going to do The Saint. <laughs> we're going to do The Salt and Sea. Oof. And at long last, we're going to do the masterpiece that is Mindhunters. Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A movie that you must see. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm not excited to watch The Saint. And I think I've seen Salt and Sea, but, and I, I mean, I am kind of excited to see watch Mindhunters. Oh, I don't have think- you not seen it before? No. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> you haven't seen Mindhunters? No. Oh, Hilarious yes. film. One <laughs> you, of the, oh. you will be amused. It's gold. It's yeah. fucking gold. Rennie Harlan. Uh, all right. Well, uh, follow us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. We, we passed 100, so I think... No, only one of... But this is coming out in yeah. two days. Yeah. So one of the oh, four Hovens will be up, yeah. and then we got the next one coming up after that, and then we'll figure out our next goal is going to be 125. We're still working on what that's going to be. Yeah. But thanks for everybody who is a Patreon. Thanks for everybody else who's listening. Consider being a Patreon. Five stars only on... Uh, Please rate us five stars only on uh, iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. All that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.